Hey, everybody. Brand new podcast. And my guest today, one of my guests, has a brand new one-hour special on Netflix. A two-hour special. It's called Double Negative. It's uh, two specials. Ari Shafir. So go to Netflix. I know you already know this. I know you've probably heard it everywhere. But that is why we're airing the podcast today. We recorded this uh, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And uh, Ari was in L.A., um, Big J, Tony Hinchcliffe. We all came over, uh, drank some wine, drank some Tito's. They smoked cigarettes. Ari smoked weed. And we did a podcast. Uh, I know you've been waiting for it. So here it is. This is it. Um, let's get some tour dates. Go get, go get Ari's special, Double Negative. And, you know, the thing about this is share it with a friend. Uh, mention it at work. Tell, tell someone that you work with your favorite joke from it. Um, it's a double special, so like I said, it's two different. I think one's about children and one's about relationships. Uh, and we all know how jaded and cynical Ari is, so I can't wait to watch it. I'm saving it because I didn't want to watch it while I'm here with my family, so I'm saving it for when I'm on the road, get inspired, watch some great comedy, and then fucking want to do better on the road. Ari Shafir, double negative. Go get it right now. Uh, tour dates. Tour dates. Pittsburgh, this weekend. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's sold out. So, uh, uh, but like I said, I, I've said this online. If you, if, if you slept on tickets and you're like, shit, call the club and reach out to them. So I know that, uh, a lot of times people buy the tickets a month in advance and forget about them. And so, so a lot of times there are open seats that they will fill. They can get you on a wait list. So call the club. Um, Cleveland is the following week, the 27th through 29th. Uh, those shows are going to sell out too. So don't sleep on the tickets. Get your tickets now. I always get bummed out when someone's like, uh, Someone's like, oh, man, you're sold out. Is there anything you can do? I'm like, yeah, I always try, but it makes my life so much more difficult. Just get the fucking tickets, please. Uh, Houston, August 10th through 12th. Brea, 17th through 19th. Phoenix, 24th through 26th. I'm thinking about um, – oh, never mind. Just shut up, Burton. Just keep fucking going. Uh, Denver, uh, the 27th, 28th. Tacoma, Edmonton, Chicago, Australia, D.C., Australia, Perth, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. If you are Australian, please spread the word. Uh, I would love those shows to sell out. Um, so today's sponsor, I'm ex- super excited about. Are, are you excited about it, Leanne? So excited. I really am because everyone knows that uh, me and Tom Segura were in a weight loss challenge. By the way, he just, I think he's, I don't know what he's doing, but he asked me to send some pictures to him of when I was at my biggest. Man, it was fucking, I was 265 at my biggest. If you want, you can go see my vlog. It's on, they're on my vlogs. I was, and it's just so, I'm right now, I'm 220, and it, it's so funny because my biggest goal, like, in losing weight was just to be able to sit on a river float and be able to sit on it, and I couldn't at 265. I had to lay back. It was really stressful. But today's sponsor is Beachbody On Demand. I'm so pumped to have them as a sponsor because I think Tom and I are rearing up for another challenge. And uh, and I, I, Tom lifts weights, and he wants it to be like some sort of decathlon with weightlifting or strength involved. And as you know, all I do is run on the treadmill. And I've been wanting to lift weights, but I don't really know anything. I, I don't really know anything above high school baseball about lifting weights. I don't have a bench press in here. I've got dumbbells, so I'll do like curls, shoulders, and then, like I don't. If you said do arms, I don't know anything more than just do arms. So I just do curls. <clears throat> and then we got this sponsor, Beachbody on Demand. They gave me a login. I logged in, and it is fucking everything. You go in, 
and you've got P90X, Insanity, the 21-Day Fix. I mean, yoga. They've got yoga workouts. They've got everything. that. Like, I bought the P90X workout th- tapes. I was like, look, if you just follow the fucking program and do the fucking thing, you're going to look great. But the problem was it was, and it was DVDs. First of all, it was like $345. It was DVDs. And I had to travel with a fucking DVD player on the road. I bought a DVD player. I ran into Sam and Roland in West Nyack. I bought a small DVD player. And then I was like, I don't have the fucking weights in my hotel room. And I'm like, I can't even take this into the gym in the hotel room because I can't bring a DVD player and then hook it up to the TV and then be like, guys, I'm doing a fucking workout. This is so easy because it streams to your smartphone, to your iPhone, to your iPad, to your laptop. And I've been putting the laptop in the man cave and doing uh, Beast. What's the one I'm doing? Beast mode? Uh, beast up. That's I, I love up. this guy. This guy's this uh, Austri- Austrian guy or, or like German guy, and he's just yoked. Him and all the other guys, and he just does arms. A thirty-six minute arm workout. I'm like, great. So I get on the treadmill. I do a thirty-six minute arm workout. Shoulders. Get on the treadmill. I run my five miles. Hop off and do a thirty-six minute ar- shoulder workout. Uh, I'm saving chest for the uh, Pittsburgh Improv this weekend because. Um, I'm going to put it on my phone and just go in and do his chest workout. There's this other guy, Tony Horton, that's on there. This guy's fucking fascinating. By the way, they have so much content, you could not get through it all. It's They've overwhelming. Got everything you've ever wanted to do. I really want to do one of the 21-day fixes with uh, Autumn. Is it Autumn? Yeah. And she does this uh, these great workouts, but it's just jazzercising, like dancing. It's not jazzercise. It's just dancing. It's, it's like using your own body weight. Using your own body bands. weight. It's not jazzercise. And the whole time Leanne's like, oh, that's me, the girl on the right. I'm the low-impact girl. You're not the low-impact girl. I am. Sometimes I'm the low-impact girl. No, you're girl. not the low-impact girl. You're sometimes not. I am. Maybe I cannot be married to the low-impact girl. I'm 47. Girl. I'm not going to be married to the well, low-impact girl. Well, I'm so I need sorry. you to do. Leanne's going to be doing them as well, and we're going to keep up with them. This is a sponsorship that we're running for, I mean, think throughout the year. So yeah. you will be hearing me talk about this, and you will be seeing transformations in my body. You know that I was 265. I got down to 220. Tom and I are gearing up for another challenge. Tom is doing very little cardio. All he's doing is lifting weights. You know Tom's dad was a powerlifting champion? No. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. And so so we're gearing up for another challenge, probably come around the same time next year, you know, towards the end of the year, or this year towards the end of the year. But I will be using Beachbody, and you can use Beachbody too. This is so fucking awesome. My users can get a free trial membership. Did you just hear that? That's amazing. A free trial membership. And you should take advantage of it because it is impressive. Dude, I'll tell you what. Check it out and then... For free. For free. And tell me you don't fucking love it. There's I don't even, no way you cannot love it. I, 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 sh- I don't know if I should tell you what it costs per year, but it's, I'll tell you right now. It's 100 bucks. It's so bucks. I, crazy affordable. It's 100 bucks, Dude, the P90X I bought and the DVDs that I'm looking at right now in my man cave, I used like three of them because it was so fucking clumsy... They were like $345. You can get all of P90X for this. Fuck, fuck, look, decide once you've tried the system. It's pretty amazing. But I'm telling you, there's no way you won't just go, fuck it. It's cheaper than a gym membership for a year. Yes. And you can do it in your house. That's what I love. I don't like going to a gym. I like going to my backyard and fucking working out. I put on my sauna suit. I take my my, uh, phone out there, and I just put it on, and I listen to him. Beast up, man. Here we go. You want to get swole for the beach, huh? Yeah, you got to beast up, man. I fucking love that guy. And you Tony can stream Horton it to your 
Tony Horton does this one-on-one workout where it's basically him and a cameraman walking around his gym and he just works out and you just do the same workout. It is like a fucking podcast. It is so fascinating. I, I ended up watching it and not working out. I just watched it like, shut up. Tony Horton's like 60 years old. Did you know that? No. Yeah. He looks amazing. Yeah. My thing is I want to get muscle. I should finish how you get it for free. Your list, my listeners can claim a free trial membership by just texting BERT, B-E-R-T, to 303030 and get full access to this entire platform for free. I'm going to read that one more time. You get a free trial membership by being a BERTcast listener. All you have to do is text BERT, B-E-R-T, to 303030 and get full access to this entire Higher platform for free. This is it's it really is all encompassing. They got nutritional stuff. Autumn has a cooking show with her brother. Autumn, by the way, is like my new favorite person. I started following her on all my fucking social media. She is fu- She probably would exhaust me as a human, like to date Why? her, because she's really motivated. Yeah, she is really motivated. Like, there's no like I stayed up. Trying to watch Ari's uh, double negative special and drank some Tito's by myself on them, and I'm hungover and I smoked a cigar inside my man cave. Probably not, no. No, she wouldn't. But Autumn and her brother have a cooking show, so you can. It's It really is the future of media, I believe. It's definitely could be the future of fitness. It, it really is because, you know, I first got turned on to these. By the way, not to – well, I don't give a fuck. This is a great podcast. It's a three-hour and 25-minute podcast. You're going to love it. Just bear with me for a minute while I talk to you alone with my wife. I, Joe had this great kettlebell workout that this old man did. That he, he just said it on a podcast. He's like, this is a fucking amazing podcast uh, workout. I found the dude. I downloaded it. I paid like $35, downloaded it. and I, I think I paid 35 I don't know what I paid, but I paid whatever I paid, like $21 downloaded it and had it on my computer. I still have it on my computer. And I would do that workout from time to time because for me, working out is easiest when I can just, where I just go, okay, I just got to do X, Y, and Z. I just got to follow the color in the lines. Tell me what to do. That's why I like those spin classes. And I go, okay, I just got to stay, stay here and do the work. Right. So for the for me, these workouts have been great. I ended up buying more weights because I didn't have a, a easy bar, or easy curl bar, the W looking one. So I, and he uses that for everything. My guy, my beast up guy. But uh, I forget. I think it's beast workout or something. But um, but so for me, and, and then I go 30, 36 minutes. It flies by. The first five minutes, first six minutes is warm up. So I don't. I just kind of started five minutes in because I already jogged. I already ran five miles, and then. Just pound out. Just do what he's doing. Um, I will say that you're going to want to step up your weight game a little bit. Like, if you already have weights, you're set. But, like, I have those uh, Bollinger weights where you spin them, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really thinking about, like, just going out and getting, like, 40s, 35s, 30s, 25s, 20s, and 10s. Well, that just really applies to what you're doing. Because in the 21-day fix, you need, like... Three pound and five pound weights. You could yeah. do that with a can of soup. I well, mean, you know, I, you could do I, I'm you. doing um, I'm Maybe doing can of soup, but, you know. higher reps than he's doing sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I'm following his workout, but modifying it for me. But I like those. You just hit play and you go. All right, here we go. You got me for thirty minutes. Let's do arms. Well, they even have ten minute workouts. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's right. They've got shorter workouts. It's it literally is such a wide, um, vast, uh, kind of like encyclopedia of fitness. This beach body thing, you're a fool if you don't at least try it. 
text and is free. Text Bert B E R T to thirty 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 three zero three zero three zero. I don't. Well, I haven't done it. I wonder what happens when you do it. I'm sure it sends you a link where you can log Probably on. Probably sends you a link. Yeah. And you get a free trial. Yeah. And then you're gonna want to. You're definitely gonna want to. Um, hundred dollars a year. Yeah, hundred dollars a year. I, by the way, I hope that's the price. A no brainer. It is. Okay. It is a no brainer. It is really is a no brainer. And you know, do it with me. Uh, and keep up. Uh, keep. You'll hear me referencing these guys on my podcast because I love their catchphrases. I'm all about dumbing it down and catchphrasing it out. All right. I think that's it. Let's start the fucking podcast. This is a great one. Ari organized this. Ari texted me. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be in. Uh, I'm gonna be in uh, uh, L.A. and I want to do my, your podcast before the um, special comes out. Double negative is streaming now on Netflix right now. I think it's called Double Negative. Fuck, I would really be fucking this up this whole time. I messed up the name because I've been making jokes about what it's called. Two Jews, one cup because it's two specials. Yeah, it's double negative. <laughs> I think he's on Rogan today, too. He's everywhere. He's on Nick DiPaolo tonight. I think he was on Jim and Sam this afternoon. Uh, I love Ari. I do. So support him. He's a great guy. And you will hear me reveal uh, the Leanne Ari beef to him right up at the beginning. So enjoy the podcast. Today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Hinchcliffe. Jesus Christ, I'm bad at this. Okay, well, let's try th- let's, let's try this again. And by the way, you can see the video of this on my YouTube page. I'm uploading it now. Today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Big J, Okerson, Tony Hinchcliffe, and my friend with a Netflix special on uh, Double Negative premiering right now, uh, Ari Shafir. This is What's up, Jay? Good to see you, brother. Okay. So, uh, what's up, dude? You gotta hear my touching. I, but they better leave in my touching Ari tribute at the end of that goddamn story. They won't. You did a touching Ari tribute? Yeah. They you need to smoke. You guys can smoke in here if you need to smoke. I know you guys like to smoke. I let Mattel smoke in here, and I took, smoked fucking two cigars in here last night. That's cigar room. Yeah. Are you smoking 100s? They're ultra light. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, here, come on, sit down. Let's start. I got joints with them anyway. I know the kids are here though. Uh, don't worry. They know. They know. No, they don't know. Here, gra- Ari, grab that mic. Uh, Jay, sit here. Grab that mic. Tony, grab that mic. Uh, I love, by the way, how little I realized that um, that comment was a problem. When I'm like, when I'm like, oh, I got a lot of likes on that comment on your, on your picture. Oh. <laughs> and you're like, no, that was terrible. I was like, oh, I have to, I oh, have to, sorry. I have to broker a negotiation between you and Leanne. I gotta tell her I'm sorry. She said to me last night. I said, uh, I said, I got, I want, I can't go to this pool party because uh, Ari's, coming, Ari's coming over and Big J's coming over and uh, Tony. I think we're all going to do a podcast. And she's like, she's like, oh. Where's Ari going to stay for the podcast? I said, in the man cave. She goes, how's he going to get back to the man cave? I said, through our door, front door. She goes, I won't be answering it. And I was like, Leanne. Oh, really? She's that mad? She was, she was. How's she that mad? Really? You want to get it real and we'll bring her in here? And she'll tell you exactly how mad she Do was. You know what I said to her? No, I, now I want to, though. He put up a picture of his, of his beautiful daughter. Mm-hmm. That's not the way you t- you put it. <laughs> uh, at the beach, and she was smiling. Okay, wait and for the record. For the record, what age, wait, wait, what no, hold on. Let me tell you yeah. something. Let me tell you something. When Georgia was I know three, his kids, by the when way. Georgia was three, she fell and broke her jo- top jaw, and it shattered all her teeth. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, it fucked it up bad. 
And so we had to go get oral surgery. It's been a nightmare. Oh, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? I, just, I thought she was losing her... So you just her started throwing Molotov cocktails I thought she was losing her around? I thought she was losing her baby teeth. No, she's fucking 13. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Age of kids. When do the people lose their baby teeth? Like fucking first grade, second grade. Oh, really? She's yeah. in seventh grade. Oh, I thought she lost a bunch of baby teeth. No. I hadn't grown in yet. Oh, oh wow. That's, that comment's way harsher then. Yeah, so, so our... So, I put. By the way, I think my daughter's gorgeous. So I just post a picture of us in Hawaii. We're having a morning walk, daddy daughter walk. Leanne says you should go do this with her. See if you can still hold her hand because there's going to be a period of time where she'll, she won't let you anymore. So I hold her hand. So I have this great moment. We're out on this little uh, peninsula. I take a beautiful picture of her with the mountains of Hawaii in the background. I put a nice filter on it, post it, and then fucking dickhead goes. <laughs> nice way to have no teeth, idiot. <laughs> it was a way to not have teeth, idiot. Way to not have teeth, did your, idiot. Did your daughter see the comment, or did you guys find uh, it? No, luckily my wife grabbed it, because you know how Instagram How old is she the picture? She, uh, uh, Georgia? Yeah. 13. And so you, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, when you said the story, when you were setting the story up, I really thought, I was all ready to come down on Ari with like a... You know, make almost excuses for him, where I'll do like the, Ari's got no attachments, so like, yeah. Dad, he's not... <laughs> girlfriend or wife yeah. and kids guy so he doesn't really know the <laughs> yeah you know he doesn't really know and he just doesn't know how to like the appropriate nature of what to do or not because i have a zillion friends like that my daughter oh, is 14 look at her. she looks like she lost a bunch of baby teeth yeah. <laughs> look no, no, at the picture I, I got you but i'm just saying like the comment's actually really hilarious yeah. under almost any circumstance <laughs> Wait, no, but yeah sometimes teeth. the wives if the wives aren't like mega comedy like enriched I'm friends with leanne though Oh yeah, a friendly. Not anymore. <laughs> so Leanne, fucking real serious. I'm trying to make a cocktail. Real serious. We're in Hawaii. She goes, "Can I speak to you on the balcony?" And I was like, I was "Oh like, no!" And she's got her phone in her hand. I'm like, "How's this gonna fucking come down on me?" And uh, she goes, uh, "She got a phone in her hand." You're like, "Did I cheat?" No, Ari. Because you know how the like the most famous person that comments is the one thing they show they yeah. they take your comment away your no thing. no no they show they show the people who you follow's comments oh is that it yeah if you follow them then oh. their comments show up oh. Oh. that makes sense not the most famous i think oh, the i guess mo- i only fa- follow famous people yeah so you're a leader like, yeah. oh well but i think the most famous person that you follow bumps the bumps the other ones oh, out they go by an order of importance beyond, I re- beyond who you I, followers I, followers I, maybe I, yeah. I really do think the that check oh. mark, what's the, uh... i'm trying to get my my check mark off my instagram i don't know how to get it off i keep trying and trying why why it's stupid it's what? stupid i don't like it so it doesn't, why does it why, it doesn't make sense to anybody <laughs> why does it bother you verified it's such a like a weird thing it just means some like red bands trying to get what yeah, I don't want like that. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want them definitely knowing it's me. So anyway, Liam like plausible me deniability. Me. Like, I don't know. Oh. Like, yeah, you don't know. You don't know that's my account. And that he's like, sense. what the fuck is wrong with Ari? I'm going to fucking write back. I go, hold on. No, no, that's not how this works. I go, Ari's a fucking idiot. He do- he just says By shit. then, may I add in, I had over 79 likes. Because the last time I checked was 79 <laughs> likes on a comment on someone else's picture. It's very difficult. Now go. And so uh, <laughs> she's like, she's like, yeah. And by the way, it started what we could only call a lynch mob on my daughter's teeth. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> because every fucking comment was like, was oh, like, no. was like, I'd block this motherfucker. He was like, ha ha ha, savagery by Ari. <laughs> we were all thinking it, Bert, and he had the balls to say it. And I was like, I was like, oh, you'll never see anything I do again. Block. I went through and blocked everyone, and I got really angry. Not at Ari, but at like everyone chiming Humankind. in. Humankind. Yeah, it's just like the way humans work, and the way like I like they they think that because Ari and I'll bust balls, that like. 
that all of a sudden they can bust balls. I'm like, bro, I don't fucking know you. Like, yeah. I'll stand up for Ari. That's I stood up thing. for Ari to Leanne. I was on the podcast. I go, listen, you have no fucking idea. He doesn't mean it. If he knew that that would hurt George's feelings, he, he would be fucking appalled. But he goes, he, he's fucking around. He's probably high. He saw it. And he just went, ah, fucking Bert will see this. Well, because yeah. a 13-year-old, actually, at the time, yeah. also would like... If you said that to my daughter, to her fourteen, face. yeah, like, but even like on a po- on a message, it would be you, yeah, she'd laugh, like, she'd laugh, yeah, exactly, she would totally get that, and, and she would laugh at the idea of like whatever idiot, yeah. she would write something back and like whatever, you know, yeah, um, but no, it can go. Uh, th- oh, you got to see this picture. Stuff, she looks like a little kid without without teeth. The it's stuff with totally kids, normal. the stuff with uh, putting your kids on the internet at all, though, man, it's oh, such a dicey well, situation. Well, then, like, you know, I'm, I'm, Lewis does it so much. I'm worried. I worry about that. Oh, Luis yeah. Jay Gomez puts his kid up on stuff a lot, and my, my ex asked me a long time ago to like not really like put her out there on social media stuff at all. I yeah, did. Oh, a thing. Bert always does though. I do. Well, Bert see, see, I'm, I'm, I got like, I, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm famous, but I definitely. That was wet. It was almost wet. Now smell your mic. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's bad. It's bad, bad for sure. Yeah. Um, Give her I, a fart in a towel and then smell the towel. It's my oh, favorite thing in the world. To do. Are you shitting me? I don't know why. That's it makes f- me so happy, but it makes me so happy. Uh, is, you ever is, fart in the bath? Sorry, go ahead. No go. You ever fart in the bath, but then it hold the bubbles, so cup it in your hand underneath no. the water. Well, I've been taking a bath a since I was eleven, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I fart. <laughs> I fart. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fucking Swede. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, light some candles and draw yourself a nice bath. It's been way too much time in Asia. You ever take a bath? Have you ever been sponging yourself off? Have you ever been to a, a natural it's right hot there, spring? It's right there. Have you ever farted in a natural hot spring? It's right there. All right. Electric. Jesus Christ. This For a fucking millionaire, you really don't know how I'm to not operate. a millionaire. Yes, you are. Uh-huh. You're a fucking... Wait, you don't have to take. You don't have to unwrap it? Ari saved so much of his money that he was a millionaire when he was still a door guy at the comedy store. <laughs> it's like Mark Norman bought a house, his own apartment. People are like, wow, you have money? He goes, not anymore. Oh, that, I'd like an apology, please. <laughs> if it's not too late, I'd like an apology from you. You were supposed to take the thing off. You sure were calling me a moron there. Uh, you were supposed to take the thing off. You're supposed to take the thing You fucking dolt. <laughs> I will wait uh, for my apology. I'd like it in writing and post it on MySpace. <laughs> you know what? The second time now I think about it, maybe you are supposed to take the thing off. Um, I'll tell you why you do that. Oh. This one, Haywire. Let's try this bottle of wine. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. We'll have to push that one in Take later. the thing off, though. Take the top off? Or trust it. Maybe it doesn't work that way. Maybe you can. Maybe it was just that cork, and I'm not an idiot. It was. I've done it with a lot of bottles of wine, but I'm definitely not going to roll the dice on this one. <laughs> You've had it with the thing on? Yeah. It takes it off. Wow. I think this battery's dead. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely it. <laughs> How much do you cave, spend on do you that? Have the caveman one. The caveman one. You mean you just the old use? timey? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking somewhere. A regular corkscrew is like ninety nine cents. Do you, see I, I, do you see it for real? Because I don't see it right there. Yep. That's uh. Well, are no. oh no. Is there another one? I have that too, though. I bought it at that That's little it. that little liquor store on Sunset. <laughs> the, the butterfly knife thing. Um, I'll tell. Can I tell you a thing about uh butterfly knives with uh just your kids getting involved at all? Or I my oh. daughter. Um. Commented on something. I, I, here's the thing: her name, like, on a, is is her name. So I'm surprised this person didn't know. But anyway, uh, there's a picture of me and Kevin Hart in <laughs> Montreal. Name? Jay's daughter Okerson. <laughs> I mean, it might as well be. No, it's Isabella. But I go. But I go. Uh, yeah, I go. Um, there was a picture posted of me, Kevin Hart, 
and uh, this guy Toure from Montreal last year. And uh, Jewish comic people, yeah, they were putting, they were <laughs> oh, the putting these, uh, they were, so everyone was putting these, uh, you know, comments under it. And my daughter, like, because she's like a, ball a fucking bu- idiot. She's, she's a ball bust. No, she goes, <laughs> she goes. Oh, great! You think you're special now, or something like that. And then right below that, someone replies that comment and goes like, "God, you're such an ugly little cunt." Now, uh, I then go on a tirade. I go I on the that. radio. I, I give this that. guy's fucking. Twitter or Instagram handle Shut out. Shut up. I go at him and I start like even online saying things like he's in Portland. I go, hey, I guess what? I said, I'll be in Portland in two weeks. I go, I'd love you to come find me and say something like that. And there's no reply. Then we do the whole radio show shitting on this guy. Soder's going at him. And then I get a message right back from the thing. He goes, he goes, oh my God, dude. I'm such a big fan. He goes, I am such an idiot. He goes, I didn't look at the name even. He goes, I just was defending you. I thought somebody was shitting on you, and I was defending my daughter. <laughs> my daughter, by the way, calls me. I like when she finds her excuses to say something. She goes, she calls me like like late night one night, and she goes, Dad, one of your fans just called me a little cunt, on the, <laughs> a, an ugly cunt on the thing. I go, I go, what? She goes, yeah, and there's a message that says ugly cunt. By the fifth time, I'm like, stop saying cunt. Yeah. Like, you stop saying it. <laughs> like, stop trying to find an excuse to get the word out. But yeah, the, the kids on and the... And uh, the cunt man said that yeah. um, I should... Well, remember Perez? <laughs> Elton, the whole thing like shit on, like, Adam Sandler's kids and stuff like really? that. Really? Yeah, you got a lot of really shit for that. Personal. That's the only thing I've ever heard about in radio where dudes got mine. fired. Do you remember that one guy was like, "We're gonna go down, down." It was a New York DJ, black dude, and he was talking about the other black radio stations. Like, we're gonna go down and and fucking kidnap your kid or something. I don't like. We're gonna molest your kid, or something like that. And they were like, and or said something about his kid. I know where your kid goes to school, and they and they he got fired immediately. Yeah, that's a bit much. I know your kid goes to school is almost worse to me than I'm going to go down and molest your kid. Because that's like, obviously you're not. You're saying that. But like, we know where your kid lives. I'm like, wait, do I have to be you, scared for the safety of my child? What does my that mean? Lives? What does that mean? Are you going to post that? I, I was. I, 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 they had to put my daughter, uh, have somebody walk her to a school bus for a couple months after the Jimmy Fallon thing I did with the, when everybody got mad about my Michael Vick joke. Oh, yeah. Wait, what was your Michael Vick joke? He said Michael Vick was right. Michael Vick was right. And dogs <laughs> had it coming. <laughs> and he said, "I'm specifically not joking. Don't take this as a comedy thing." <laughs> yeah, I'm specifically not joking. But if I could just monologue for a second, everybody, <laughs> I'm specifically not joking. Goes, I know generally you could write this off. This is not one of those times. <laughs> this part, <laughs> this part, not a joke. <laughs> so wait, I did an audition one time, and the guy we were it was for the X show. He was auditioning, and he was like. We were asking a doctor sex questions, but it was supposed to be fun and light. It's a black guy, and he goes, I'm going to go off book for a second. Oh, hey, no. hey, doc, for real, can you get AIDS from being straight and having sex? <laughs> and she's like, definitely. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, who told you you can't get AIDS? Although I, I had a guy from the CDC. Center controls disease or whatever uh-huh. in Atlanta. Tell me, he's like, yeah, yeah. You know what we call straight straight guys with AIDS? I said, what? And he goes, liars. Yeah, because it's so rare. It's it's also so two hundred times more likely a girl gets it from a guy than vice versa. The only time that I uh, yeah uh, did a tough crowd, <laughs> you got AIDS. I got AIDS. Wow. No, we did it with Scott Thompson from uh, Kids in the Hall. He has mm-hmm. AIDS. No, but uh, he's gay. He's very gay. I think he's very like you know 
big gay advocate also. Yeah. And he said when we went to commercial, they were talking about that. That was one of the roundtables. And when we went to commercial, he did say, he goes, it is a gay disease. He goes, they say it's not, but it, of course it is. Yeah. It's how it's like transmitted. Like, Do you know the, the original uh, name for, like for, for AIDS? Did I ever tell you this? What? Grids. For no. the first like, few years, they called it grids. Gay-related immune deficiency syndrome. Oh, really? Which means they knew what it was. It was an immune deficiency syndrome. And they were like... It's just in the gay community. I mean, that's it. You get it from Boofu. I swear to God. I have, Kinnison a- was the best. His line about it. They're like, you know, you can get it. You can Straight people can get it, too. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Name one. <Yeah. laughs> what do you think, then, what do you think happened with Magic Johnson? Butt stuff. You th- just anal. Yeah, anal. I think you can definitely get it from anal if someone has it. It's, uh, it's, no, no, anal. It's the Hollywood. Dude, dude anal sex. He could have. Oh, oh, you think he fucked dude, dude having sex It's the Hollywood anal. world. Everyone that, that, that there's always... Rumors about being gay in Hollywood. Plus, if in the talk black to, community, anybody who knows like, it, the world at all, and by you know, this is all hearsay, obviously. But if fact, you talk to anybody fact. who says they know, as they go, like those Hollywood like parties, like elite parties, like after midnight, it's like all bets are off. It's like you fuck whoever. That's what my dad. That's why my. That's why I thought Will Smith wanted to fuck me in the ass because. My dad said, no, buddy, it's really popular. These guys get so much pussy that it's boring for them. For now, they want to turn out a young boy. That was what makes it interesting. Pinky Pop said that. You thought Will Smith wanted to fuck you? Oh, yeah. He never told you that? No. Yeah, yeah. my first development deal, uh, I was... Overbrook? Yeah, with Overbrook. And uh, I I grew up. I was working the fucking door. And they were like, Will Smith wants to meet you. And I was so... I go up, meet him fucking awesome i tell him how much i love hip-hop and how yeah. he's black and i'm he's i love black people and, <laughs> and, and uh and then he, he doesn't and then he he goes let's go to the movies and i was like okay and so i call my dad Whoa. and i was like and he's like it's on he's like what are you doing tonight i said i'm going to the movies with will smith he's like on a date i go no <laughs> it's like uh no, it it's just like, sounds like that <laughs> just, even when he said let's go to the movies i just was like go to the movies like that didn't seem odd. He's like, "Yeah, Planet Hollywood, me and you." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh, this sounds well." Me. Dad, he did tell me to make sure my cummerbund matched his corsage. Yeah. <laughs> How and old were you? I was twenty six. Huh. Twinkish still. Uh, I was in. I, was, I looked beautiful. Twinkish. And so my dad's like, "Buddy, this is Twink-like. called a casting couch. These guys are so famous and they fuck so many beautiful women that the only thing that turns them on is to fuck young boys. Make a make a, a straight boy decide to go gay. That's that's sexy for them." I was like, that's fucking impossible, Dad. And he goes, what's more likely? The fact that you're so talented <laughs> that Will Smith, the biggest movie star in the world, wants to do a sitcom about you after doing stand-up for only six months. Or? Or he's tired of pussy. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm getting fucked in the ass. Wow. And so I show up. Charlie Mack is there. Charlie Mack was his... Uh, yeah, first at the limo. Yep. For his bodyguard. And he sees me. He's like, yo, dude, you Bert? I said, yeah. And he goes, downstairs. Go downstairs. All black dudes. Like 13 black dudes. Whoa. I'm like, fuck. I'm going to have to fuck these 13 black dudes. <laughs> to get to Will. Charlie Mack. I'm sure he's bringing Jazzy Jeff. That's 15 dudes. Uh-huh. And there's all small room as big as this, hey, as big as this room. And a folding table in the center. Curtains are all around it. So Will Kim comes in with Jazzy Jeff. I swear to God. They walk in. Will's like, guys, this is the guy I told you about. This is Bert. And they all just start walking towards me. I'm like, all right, I'll suck their dicks. I'm fu- <laughs> You're going to work them all over? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'll fucking start. Ah, ah, ah. Like, like Lucy in the Chocolate Factory. And so uh, then a curtain opens and there's a private movie theater. And we watched American Pie. And at the very end, this is the interesting part. At the very end, uh, we, got, we get drunk. And we had fucking dinner and laughed in the big couches and watched it with black people. So they're all talking throughout it. <laughs> and it's like fun, the funnest thing I've ever been a part of. <laughs> that nigga fucking a pie. Oh, shit. <laughs> he put a dick in his pie. 
And uh, hey, digging a pie. Get another laugh off it. Let me start calling you apple pie all night. Yo, apple pie. Every time. So we Opie. You ever think that maybe Will Smith did fuck you that night, but he used the Men in Black memory eraser thing on you? So at the very end, he goes. He's like, so what did you think? I goes, and by the way, it's really nerve wracking to watch a movie with when you're going to develop a show with a guy because I was wondering if he was gauging my sense of humor or trying to read like this is what white kids like I'm with a white kid where is he laughing what is he you know yeah so I was really uncomfortable the whole fucking movie I was like but I had a good time I laughed and then uh, he goes what'd you think I was like it's a good movie I really like it I think you know and he goes no 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 what'd you think about uh, the guys I was like oh they're, they're really cool they're very nice and he goes no man you said you're a hip hop star or a hip hop fan I was like yeah He's like, you sit next to Cool Mo D. That's Biz Marquis, Big Daddy King. Like, the whole fucking what? 80s hip-hop roster all-stars came to hang out with me. And you didn't recognize any of them? I didn't recognize All them. audio. You only heard them. And, well, they're all black guys. Yeah, audio for one. But they're all, racism, sure. And they're all yeah. black guys. And you ever be on the train with like 20 black guys and you don't make eye contact with anybody? And you're just like, okay, this is my stop. This is my stop. Actually, me, I'm always, I always stare them all down and see if any one of them's Cool Mo D. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're going to do a quick... Nope. Big J never gets on the train, by the way. It was, it's true. Was, it was fucking awesome. And so I hung guy. out with them and I was like, I didn't take pictures with any of them. That's cool. But uh, and then, then randomly, like uh, maybe like p- probably a year later, I'm walking through a, a studio lot, and Cool Mo D's walking the other way. Cool Mo D's like, "Yo, Bert." Yo, I was like, his name's Mo. I was like, yo, what's up, Mo? He's like, how you doing, man? I haven't seen you forever. You talked to Will? Will's so fucking insane. I had a movie about, it was Get Him to the Greek, but it was with a hip-hop star, a hip-hop star and a young white assistant. Uh-huh. It was really like uh, 48 hours, you know, like mm-hmm. talking about race. I wanted to be edgy. And uh, I was pitching it around Hollywood, and no one was buying it. And then Will called me up. Like, I still have his number. He called me up, and he's like, probably the same number. But he was like, uh, he was like, yo, it's Will. How? How are you going to pitch a movie about a hip-hop star and not call me first so I can help you sell it? And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, you got a meeting at Disney tomorrow. Don't, just tell him. Just, I set it up. Really? They're going to buy it. And I was like, fuck. And so I went in, pitched it to, I think, some lady, some lesbian lady who ran Disney. I forget her name. I'm sorry if you listen to this lady. But uh, <laughs> should have been a lesbian. But and she was like, you. we want it. We want to get Nick Cannon attached, and we want to we want to make it. That was Drumline. Yeah, n- <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Nick Cannon decided he wanted to be taken serious as a hip hop artist, so he didn't want to be an actor. Now look at his fucking career. He's like doing Dancing with the Stars Dancing or something, star, or whatever. Yeah. And but he he's, he's doing something now. He, he got, got fired. Did he, he got really? Fired. Why? Yeah, he got fired from America's Got Talent for uh, saying the N word for that horrific, horrific. And I do hope what? he's listening. Well, yeah. Comedy special he just put out. But did he really get fired for that? Yeah. No. Yeah. He said uh, NBC. He just kept making it a bunch of like acronyms for something. And what, the last one was like, uh, he's like, so you got to watch him out. So NBC, niggas be careful. And it's that. Well, well, well. Geez, niggas be careful. Yeah. They're like, so NBC and then NBC studios that? are like, yeah. niggas not careful. <laughs> well, I, I mean, careful, he knows better. Being honest, Wait. clearly shows that he should understand about the being careful. <laughs> yeah, it's the acronym. You should have. <laughs> his his backdrop is him doing uh, like charity work. Yeah, it's pictures of him doing like charity in other countries. In his special, wearing turbans. Did Pete Davidson open for that one? Uh, no, that was the one before. It's the newest one. I love the one before Pete was still opening, and he was like, yeah. uh, "It's pretty, it's got good bits in there, you guys." One of me and Dan Soder's bonding moments was getting stoned and watching uh, his first special he did, where 
it's just a, an hour long excuse to slowly peel down out of his clothes really? from a tuxedo <laughs> down to being like with his shirt off. Because then he goes, "Oh yeah, motherfucker, getting swole now, huh? All swole, getting swole." Oh, He's wow. not. It's not joking at all. And he said, "All of his comedy is just kind of like, and you know, you meet a you meet a fine bunch in the club, you'd be like Plaza Dial, just a bunch of noises, sugar dugga doo." We did this in the radio show, but his new special, his big closing thing is, yeah, his 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 big closing bit is um about having like good dick. He's like, you know, he goes, oh, he goes, you see, women, you can get a man with money, you can get a man with fame, but you got to ask yourself, do he got that good dick, though? Uh-huh. And he goes, you know, and he just going to someone in the front row like this. You with this dude right here, right? He ain't famous, is he? No, but I bet he got that good dick, though, right? <laughs> and he keeps saying, got that good dick, though. Uh-huh. And then his last line is, he goes, that's why the billionaire ain't with Mariah no more. He goes, but me and her still cool because I got that good dick, though. <sighs> Drop microphone. Fist up in the air, and then the the, the freeze frame of him, like from behind with the fist up in the air, says freedom across his back. Oh, no way. Dude, it's bonkers. Freedom after a got that good dick, though, joke. He, the blackest thing he's done was Drumline. <laughs> I love that movie. I loved it. I like Drumline. I, I think still it was really, really good. Yeah, I, I like Drumline. Amazing. It was Eight Mile, but for I stand by Drumline. Drum yeah. Wow, when he started drumming on the other guy's drums. Oh, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, you're going to start a fight. Oh, you're gonna you can't watch it. You just turn black when you're watching it. You, yeah. you can't watch it just like this. Like, that's good. You could go, damn. I went to say it all the way to Fox Hills Mall. Yeah. <laughs> Waving around your sweat well, towel. They did have powder on their drums. <laughs> yeah. So by the way, follow-up to your story. Yeah. I was pitching, me and Renazisi and David Taylor were pitching a TV show about three years ago to a bunch of networks and a bunch of production companies. And we met with Will Smith and his production company. Oh, with uh, JL? Yeah, listen. Oh, I'm not... <laughs> I gotta fly tonight. I can't fly and smoke. I weed. brought you up just because I thought it would be like a good like. <laughs> oh, you know a friend of mine. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, he got fun ass Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Oh. He goes. Oh yeah. No, I love Burt Kreischer. I was like, yeah. Uh, and because you've told me this before, so I was like, it's funny because he thought <gasps> oh this one God. time his dad used to think that he oh was like God. you were trying to fuck him. Oh no, I didn't say it like that, but like you were trying to like hook up with him. Oh probably said it like God. that. I was probably nervous. I was always hoping he never heard this story. Yeah, and he said, "Hey, man, that was a long time ago." <gasps> That's his answer. Nuh-uh. Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. I got all my boofu out of the it way. It wasn't like a "What are you talking about?" Tr- or a laugh, or even like a "Yeah." It was just, "Hey, I got man, that was a long time ago." The early aughts. Fuck. Are you shitting me? I can't believe Will Smith they did not make an offer for me in Steve's show. God I damn believe it. nothing That's more than bridge I burned. That's fun to learn about the bridge. The bridge, <laughs> the bridge I burned the most in in all my storytelling is the Tracy Morgan story. Because he won't talk to you anymore. No, well, I only met him one time <laughs> just for that but party. Tracy, but, Tracy Morgan tried to fuck you. No, no, you know the oh. Tracy Morgan story, but uh, oh yeah, but what you know what happened with that story is that. I never was really going to tell it. Like, I never wanted to tell it. Can you give me, like, a you know the, the story? bridge version? <laughs> You've never heard the Tracy Morgan story? Was it? Probably heard from other people. You've definitely heard other people tell it. Party at a club, it? get thrown out. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So, so we, we he knows it. I meet him it. at Tony Woods, it. PCB, yeah. uh, and then we get... He so, knows it. Yeah. Now, that's how you get out of paying a check. By the way, that's the joke in that. Yeah. The, the whole story is for that one point, yeah. which he definitely did say, and he did everything. He did everything. Yeah. But um, when I, you know, when I t- when I first told it, I'm not. I can't because I gotta fly. I can't fly after smoking pot. Why is that? Because I get panic attacks. 
Who cares? Who cares? Because because I, I I'm the only one on the plane. But have panic attacks, idiot. Yeah. So and so, I'm in Hawaii like two three years ago. <coughs> yeah. Tracy's doing a special. It was right before the accident. Yeah. Tracy's doing a special. He's doing an ask anything on ask me anything on on Reddit, and someone's like, and all of a sudden my Twitter blows up like, fucking a hundred. And this is when I had like maybe twenty one thousand followers on Twitter. So I really was like, whoa, something's going on with my career, and uh, and it's everyone grabbing. So I guess your Bert's just a liar. Bert's a liar. We found out you're a fucking liar. The machine story is not true either. Fuck you. Fuck. How dare you? And then I was like, what? And it's Tracy, and that's screen grab, and it's Tracy saying, first of all, I've never smoked PCP. I don't know Burt Kreischer, and I really wish he would stop telling the story. Oh. And, f- and by the way, I've told it maybe three times. No way. Yeah. Told her on Rogan. Told her on Rogan. Yeah. I mean, I've told it to you. Yeah. Told it at your, at your thing. Yeah. I told it. I, did, I just told it. Now, after after third that. Man by, by, by the way, before, before, at the third man thing, but before that... Before that email, I had told it maybe three fucking times. But it is true. 100% true. Yeah. Tony Woods was there. Yeah. By the way, I I actually, because I started going, you know when you tell a story and you're like, and then you, you do embellish because you're a comic, but then I was like, did I, I didn't make that up. Like, you don't remember anymore. Like, yeah, it, it was 18 years ago. And so I pulled Tony aside. I go, I'm going to tell you a story and just tell me if, if you remember anybody. Do you remember like a night with PCP, Tracy Morgan, and, a ch- and he goes, and that's how you get out of paying a check. I go, I didn't fucking make that up. He was like, no. He was <laughs> Tony like, so but cool. Tony's, Tony's recollection is very different than my recollection. Tony, and, and That'll happen. And for, and for the, for, and Tony's like, I remember beating up six to seven people. Yeah. But everyone's everyone <laughs> different. <laughs> and I, the reason I never wanted to tell it, because I was like, Tracy's never going to remember this fucking story. He's never going to remember partying with one white dude one time 18 years ago when he was definitely fucked up. But my, in, in defense, I'd always said... He gave me head of his joint. I commented on it, and he said it was PCP. Tony was like, "It's not PCP. He's fucking with you because you're white," and that's it. And, and, it and I believe that. And I believe that. And then, and I, and that's all I mentioned about it. But he definitely did say that, and he definitely was fucking with me. And he's got a track record of fucking with white young comics. So like, but that was one. Tracy, where I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Every sickler's got a story about that. About Tracy Morgan. Yeah. My favorite is just Kurt and him driving around, like. Kurt was pretty young in comedy too and I remember he just goes uh, Kurt was like yeah I'm just like he's like I'm broke whatever he was having like a conversation about where he was at in comedy and he said Tracy just uh, aggressively pulls his car over and he goes Kurt let me ask you a question he goes how many letters he goes we in show business how many letters in business Kurt's like eight <laughs> he's like how many letters in show like four he goes which one more important then and just drives off again <laughs> whoa <laughs> It's kind of like smart, but at the same time, it's just like a, a weird Tracy like has to do like a spin out in a car. Yeah, and why do you have to do that? <laughs> to convey a store all the time. I get so loaded. Only Fat James would hang out with them at some point. First, everybody did because like it's Tracy Morgan, so cool. This is pre Thirty Rock. But me and Tony Woods, but Tony Woods re- recollecting things a little wrong is uh, me and Tony Woods went to Denver once to do a, like a <laughs> sort of a private gig for the Broncos guys. Here, cheers yeah. everybody, cheers, cheers. cheers. For the Broncos, to guys. Spears' new special on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the name of his birthday? Double negative. Double negative? Yeah. Two, Children two, and adulthood. Two-hour special. Yeah. You're changing the way the game works. You're doing fucking thematic hours. Yeah. The pressure exactly. I like it. Next and now, then, bro. Huh? you will do every year an entire double special <laughs> of new material. <laughs> I don't think it'll be a double special next time, but... So, so, wait, out. What was Tony Wood's story? 
Oh, so we went, we went to Denver and like we did the gig and it was like you know, it was definitely a very black situation <laughs> as far as like the crowd and the people hanging out and everything like that, which is fine. But Tony always comes back and tells a story. He's like, "Yeah, I had to stop these dudes from like rolling Jay, like, you know, like beating the shit out of Jay." They were like, "What's up with the white boy?" And I'd be like, "He cool, man. He's cool." And you're just like, "I don't think that happened. I don't think any of that happens." I'm like, "It's the fucking Denver Broncos." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like you think Denver Broncos on their weekends go and like murder a white guy <laughs> together, or yeah. people just roll a white guy and think there's no repercussions for that. I, go, I don't think that's how the world works, man. I he's saw always what, like, I, he's yeah. always like, he's always like, I saved your life that night, and like. He's not kidding. And you're like, I don't think you did. I'll tell you one time. I was in the front. Sometimes the front bartender puts some music on too loud. You can hear it inside. I fucking hate it. I hate it. It's just like, guys, I get you're having a good time, but you can't fucking disrupt the show. Anyway, I came out there. There was only a few people in the the front patio. Earthquake. Two other very dark-skinned guys. Way bigger than Earthquake because he's Earthquake, Typhoon, and Tornado. I went right to the bartender. (laughs) Yeah. I promise you. All three of them? All three of them are real. I went right to the bartender. Opener Tremor. (laughs) (laughs) Those names, we should get into that. Black comedy names. So I got to do I changed my name to just Bert for a period of time. Oh, really? This is how oh, every introduction would go. Ladies and gentlemen, your host. You've seen him on this and that. Tom Segura, the feature act. You've seen him on Last Comic Standing. Put your hands together for Bert. And it would just be silent. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. They're like waiting uh, for a big last I hate, name. I hate to deviate, but just to get to it, because me and Metzger, Kurt Metzger started off together in the black circuit. And I knew right away to just go with Big J because I just saw how they were going to massacre my last name. I'm like, just Big J is fine. <laughs> but Kurt didn't have any, like, you know, adjective next yeah. to his name. <laughs> so he just had to be Kurt Metzger, and they would always fuck it up constantly. First of all, Kurt would always go out there first, Kurt and they, the microphone would always go wacky. We used to call the <laughs> microphone tester because no matter what. And, uh, by the way, some of these guys would walk around the room going, check, 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 one, two, check, one. I mean, every corner of the room. And then Kurt gets out there and goes, hey, everybody, so I'm um, a... Black people, but uh, but Kurt, I used to always laugh because when you could see they would like forget his name, his last name, they would just uh, take up the space of what a last name would be with stretching the word Kurt out more. So they'd be like, uh, yeah, I go sound like the remember the from Sesame Street, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, the (laughs) twelve, yeah, the twelve company. That was Electric Company, was it? it, it, No, it's the twelve. I'm pretty sure it was Sesame Street, but maybe. Electric Company is on right next to Sesame Street or inside right. of it. One, two, three. He goes, make some noise, man. Show your love for Kurt. Please <laughs> to walk up. So, wait, tell us the earthquake story. Oh. By the way, earthquake's the reason I got in this business. He's, he's the reason my first ever bit of success is because we did a showcase for ICM, me, Dane, Nick Swartzen, uh, I was doing uh, a Reno showcase Spoiler. for ICM listen, predate listen. you d- choosing this business. No, no, he helped me get like he established me in this business. Okay, because it was Scott Henry, Earthquake, Dane, Nick, uh, Reno Collier, a bunch of bunch of guys that are all probably successful, very successful now. And the lineup was uh, Scott Henry, Earthquake, Nick Swartzen, Dane, and no one wanted to follow Earthquake. Dane's like, right, I want to go later. Crushes. I want to go l- later. Nick's like, I'm not going on at all if I have to follow Earthquake. <laughs> and I'm, I'm the youngest one there. And Barry. Does he just murder? Oh, you Earthquake murders. destroys. Yeah. Oh, Dude, you've, you've never destroyed. seen him? I saw him. Black I, mean, I just like your TV stuff. But I um, never... Ha Ha Black Knight, he would do this, which I never saw before or after. He, would do, he came in and did like seven minutes, which is very unblack. 
Yeah. Just like caught yeah. in, got out, it's seven minutes. finished or whatever it was about anything, and he just his last punchline was like ba 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 punchline tagline 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 good night earthquake put his mic down and just walked out yeah put it he, on the stool and just walked out and the players were like what dude it uh, was uh, when earthquake I to, it was that black circuit JB Smooth when he before he got JB like Smooth popular crushed. but before he got popular I mean like JB Smooth just like in the clubs and stuff like yeah. at the black rooms and the bar shows I'd see him at like those black like yeah. Just like, you know, bullshit shows. Like, I mean, he would just fuck He would annihilate back then before Earth anyone knew him. Even more of an anomaly, though, because he's not famous from anything. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, like, it was before JB was famous, though, but I've never yeah, yeah. Earthquake yeah. still isn't like a household name. had to become a writer earthquake, earthquake went up, and I watched Dana and Nick jockey for spots, and because I was the youngest client Barry had... How'd it go on? Uh... Barry just comes up and he goes, Papa, I hate to break it to you, but I can't. I've got deals pending with Dane. I've got Why deals put Earthquake pending on last? with Nick. And, I, and I, I gotta ask you, can you follow Earthquake? And in my head, I knew Even if my, Earthquake had somewhere to be, they expect him to be late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in my head, I knew my opening joke was my name's Bert not a very hot, sexy name. Last name you want to hear during sex. Some chick on top of you in the dark all, uh, 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 burp, burp, burp. I remember that. I remember doing and that I, with Dublin. And, and then I would always say, because in the Boston Comedy Club, there were always black people in there, I'd always go, shh, call me Quate. And I, and I, and so instead I was like, I'm going to say earthquake. So I go up and I go, uh, burp, burp. And I go, shh, call me earthquake. And if you thought earthquake crushed, I all of a sudden redefined crushing. Best set of my life. <laughs> Kathy Griffin before the bloody head. Kathy Griffin was hosting. She comes up, grabs me, whispers into my ear, you just changed your life. This is a dream set. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. And I went, really? This is back when they were giving deals. I walk back to the corner of the Laugh Factory. Barry Katz grabs me. He goes, do not speak to a fucking soul. I have a car waiting for you. It's going to drive you. Don't answer your phone. I will be the only one to talk to you. I will see you first thing in the morning at Sony. We've already set up the meeting. Already set up the meeting. I had just gotten off stage. Sony had come over. 8 o'clock meeting. So as I'm doing that, Dudes Jesus. are reaching over Barry and going, Bert, I have a script I want you to read. Bert, I have a script you want. And I went, holy shit. I went out, got in a car, took off. My buddy Miles called from Atlanta. And I was like, I'm in awe. And I go, I think I just changed my life. I go to Sony the first thing in the morning, and Dane's in there fucking irate. And he was like, this is fucking bullshit, Barry. And our other agent, Andy Cohen, was there. And he was like, and he was like no offense, Bert, no offense. But you're brand new to the game. I've been working really hard for this. This was my meeting. And they had cha- taken <laughs> Dane's meeting and given it to me. They're like, we don't want to meet with Dane. We want to meet with Bert. And I was like, oh. And, yeah, it was it, dude. And then. That would not endear uh, him to that you. That was my first meeting. My second meeting was at As he Fox. walked off, did you see a bunch of aggressive flailing arm gestures as he walked <laughs> off away from you? And my second meeting was Fox. And this lady, Lisa Berger, sits down and she goes, um, young man. You are about to get offered more money than you've ever had in your entire life, and I want to be the one to give it to you first. She goes, I will do anything you want. And I went, okay. And I said, well, I want to be on TV. She was like, I'll put be you on TV. TV show. How, I'll put how you on. unguided were you that she was like, was so whatever it is? She was like, oh, so a show or something? I, no, I, they're, like, they're like, you're amazing. What ideas do you have? And you're like, none. <laughs> I, I, just wanted, I just wanted to be famous, really. Yeah. At the time, I just wanted money. Sure. And I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be on TV, shooting on TV, so that I could do, get in clubs. And, like, and I was like, I know I'll get a development deal. But I was like, I want to be on TV, too. And she was like, if you allow us to produce... I forget what she said, but she said she gave me a TV show, and then uh, and then I got a deal, and I was like, and I always every time I see Earthquake, I smile. I go, fuck yeah! Thank God everyone was scared to follow a black guy. 
But that was in Boston. That was in Boston. Go to your earthquake story. I'm sorry, Tony. What? And the interesting lesson there is that everybody else was afraid to follow him, but you got to use his momentum and power and use it wisely. And Bruce Lee. Yeah, exactly. I learned that. You got to jujitsu that shit and use it. Yeah. He used his leverage against him like Steven Seagal. (laughs) Um, Ironically, the guy in that picture, Touray Gordon, he was the first guy to put us on stage in Philly. And he actually calmed me down first time ever. And I always looked at that. That helped me so much when I got to New York was we did a show. I was opening for him at this black club in Laurel, Maryland called Jokes on Us. And who just popped into the show was uh, Robert Townsend came in to basically just introduce Chris Tucker. Really? And Chris Tucker did like you know, uh, Robert Townsend did like 10. Uh, Chris Tucker did like 45. And then they came to us to the club and they were like, if you guys don't want to go on. Like, you don't have to go on. We'll pay you for the show, you know. Don't worry about it. You don't have to go on. And and I was kind of like, I was already nodding my head with like that. Of course, we're not going to go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I understand And Turay was like, he's like, no, man, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, we'll, we'll go on. He goes, we'll do like, he goes, you do like 10, I'll do like 20. And let's just do, I was like, dude, like, if they just saw, he goes, he goes, these people paid 10 bucks to see us. Huh. And they just got an hour of Chris Tucker. He goes, they're in such a great mood. Just don't fuck up. And he was yeah. great. Yeah. The show was great. We went on afterwards, and it was like great. And you I, always my first, say that my about first, like going my first real spot at the cellar was a. Uh, my first spot at the cellar was, I was waiting to go on, and I was already going on really late. And then I hear like this big crazy like cheer, and Artie Fuqua comes upstairs, and he goes, he goes, hey man, don't leave. It's your first night going up, man. Like don't leave. It's your first official spot. And I'm like, why would I leave? And he points to the monitor, and Ray Romano's on stage, and I'm like, <laughs> ah. I'm like, no, I'm not going to leave. I'm good. I'm not going anywhere. It's like 45 minutes he does. Right, and I really? hear a huge cheer again. And I'm like, oh, I, guess so. I guess I'm going next. I better get ready to go. And then Artie Fuqua comes upstairs and he goes, dude, don't leave. <laughs> Seriously, don't leave. And I go, what What do you mean? I go, I, wait, are my on next? And he, go, and he points to the monitor again. And it's Ray Romano. And Kevin James went up on stage with him. And he's like another 30 minutes. And I was like, but, so I was like, I did. I don't even remember if the set went like well or not, but it like, Having that happen like did uh, alleviate my fear because it is kind of you can ride a wave for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 as long as you go up like confident, confident. And that's the and biggest not like, thing. Like, oh fuck, what do you guys don't? You don't want to see me anymore. It's the weirdest fucking confidence. It's amazing how that just like translates like electricity. Just go it goes through the room. I find I find how much that, that fucking <laughs> works versus someone being like like vulnerability works sometimes, but that can go bad. Yeah, but like confidence. Even if you're, I'm not talking about your material. Your material can be vulnerable, but like I got some, that good dick, but, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus, I got that good dick, though. That was the exact thing that Def Jam brought to comedy that uh, that completely changed Bravado. comedy. Thing it was, well, that, it was like born out of like that '90s rap kind of thing, and the whole thing was like talking about yourself. The concept of doing that, even the city doing as many broadcasts as we all do, like someone yelled at us. Uh, someone was like shitting on the bonfire one time on like Reddit or something said like oh I guess Dan's gonna do stupid impressions and voices and Jay and Christine are gonna brag about some chick they fucked and I took such like like issue with that because I'm like because that was the ne- script for that day's show <laughs> <laughs> I already had it in the books I couldn't improv um, no you know what it is I'm like because the concept of that like it's like you know big dick I eat pussy so good I blah 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 all that shit is, is I find that so unappealing then I'm like, we don't. We have, me and Christine have never told a story of hooking up with a chick that's ever been like, hey, we hooked up with a really hot chick yeah. the other night. 
Because I'm like, it always sounds like just braggadocious. So like, crude and like... But we'll say it's like we had this chicken back and instead like, you know, she puked and Christine cried because she was drunk and then the girl... Like, we tell like a funny <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's, just like, it's like, hey, hot chick came back and we fucked her. Seems like a weird thing to ever brag about. You know what I mean? Like, so somebody was complaining about that on the show. I'm like, what have you ever heard me just go... Got pussy again. It's pretty great. <laughs> like it's yeah. never the. Uh, but but it always comes com- up as creepy when people do that. Black comedy that time was like, dude. My favorite ending to a comedy set of all time. Yeah, you know it, right? No, a little Duvall. I've showed you it before. Maybe Wait, what on is Shaq's All Star Jam? Uh, little Duvall, who I don't know at all. I've watched two sets of his. One was on our city hall, little? where it goes hilariously bad. Is it little or <laughs> it goes hilariously bad? To the, but he, he loses his timing right away. Yeah, as a comic, the, and I hate saying like the science of comedy, but as a comic, you see the science of what happens to him. Yeah. He comes out and he goes, <laughs> oh, man, uh, I'll send him got the best uh, intros, man, don't he? I'll send him get the best intros. And he's going to do it. He does an impression. He's going to do an impression of Arsenio Hall. That's basically going to go, give it up for, you know, Gucci Mane or whatever his impression is yeah. going to be. When he says, give it up, they're not catching that he's doing an impression just yet, and they just start clapping loud, uh, and they step all over his introduction of somebody. Because he's black, and he says, give it up, so they go, yeah, oh, we've been ordered to clap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> so they clap, and you just he never catches his rhythm back, and it's like it's like a five-minute set of him going like, by the way, my baby mama don't know I'm here, so you know I'm just telling him I'm doing this for the exposure. I ain't getting no money for this, nothing like that, and they don't laugh at that. It just goes bad, but his ending... Uh-huh. Of his Shaq All-Star Jam that he closes, he's wearing a, a chain, a big gold chain with diamonds and shit over it, with a diamond encrusted, with flippable top seat fucking toilet bowl. What? It's a toilet bowl around his <laughs> It's being hosted by Gary Owen, who's just one of my favorite. I've never, met him. I've never is, met him in my life. Like he's the sweetest he's real nice. guy. He's real nice. That guy's Dude, weird. Cincinnati weird. Airport, he just walks up and he goes, Burt Kreischer, Gary Owen. And I went... I know exactly who you are. And he goes, I see your, I see your posters every time I'm in the clubs. I just had to say, hi, man. How's everything going? You got I've, I've tried to hate watch him. He's actually made me laugh. But yeah. I'm just so taken back by how he just figured out how to become the... And I did it. I did, I, comic for black I did, people? Yeah. I did the pandering, and he does it too. But he doesn't do it like so much that it's sickening. It's it's just like... It's, he's an interesting guy. Very, he's, I that's never who met him. he is, I never though. Met him. He's married to a black chick. Yeah. He he just he's yep. in that scene. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I I believe him if that makes sense. He's like, who's that point guard that was all fucking crazy? Jason Williams. Yeah. Jason Williams. I yeah, don't you hate talk to him. You're like, what are you? Uh, I don't Vanilla hate, Thunder. I think hundred percent white. white chocolate. White chocolate. I don't hate him because me and Dan had a long argument about who's the coolest white guy ever. He says white chocolate. I say Everlast. Everlast, pretty cool. I think he's pretty I cool. A documentary I called Burn, motherfucker Burn. He's awesome in it. Yeah, it yeah. was great. He's an old man and shit now. So wait, where was I? Because this was going to be oh uh, the best set ever. He, Shaq's All Star Jam. He's, he's, oh yes, little Duval. He comes out. He goes. Uh, he takes his chain off, and he goes. Now a, mo- a lot of motherfuckers say he pussy. He goes, but motherfuckers he pussy the regular way. You got he pussy a little Duval way. <laughs> this is a whole new level of stool fucking. Yeah. He lays the stool down on its side. As if to be the, now it's the woman laying down. He's not about to butt fuck. He's about uh, to mission, eat out. Missionary yeah. position. Missionary position. And he Can't goes do this in, in every and club. he walks around. He goes, DJ, hit that shit. Oh. And they play some song, and he goes and he like you know actually he's like licking pussy. Then he gets up and he goes, you know, to DJ, cut it. 
And he goes, oh, now y'all bitches looking like, oh, that's the regular way. I can't wait to see a little Duval way eating that pussy. And then he goes, DJ, hit that shit. And he just does the same exact thing, except this time he goes over and puts his dick, like, in the mouth. Like, he goes around the stool, like, and, he stick in and then he stands up and he just goes, he goes God bless y'all. This has been a dream come true. Thank you so much. I'm a little Duval. And you're like, God bless. <laughs> and eating stool pussy and, and fingering the butt. And then you're like, God bless. It's just a weird crossover. <laughs> Obviously, he's Patty LaBelle at the end. Yeah, all been amazing. Thank you so much. Did you ever see? Did you ever see? Or I still want to hear your earthquake story. But did you ever see? Did you ever see the? Uh, there was. I saw only saw. I don't. I just remember being in my room. HBO's on. It was Def Comedy Jam. The guy's dressed in all yellow, and in the middle of his joke. He does a handstand and what? starts pumping up and down. He's like, yeah, that's how you got to fuck like that. 100% Brother Maestro. Wow. Is that his name? 100%. It was, well, now what he was, was, was beginning Maestro Clark. Name? Maestro Clark. Are you Clark. serious? Oh. What was but his name? But he's called 100% Brother Maestro. Dude. 100% by the Maestro? 100%. Brother Maestro, hundred <laughs> percent brother Maestro. He he became Maestro Clark, and he, he ended up hosting Soul Train. But dude, he came out. Dude, all those guys. We were talking last night about Joe Torrey coming out. Like motherfucker, come out like in a vest and a cowboy hat with no shirt on and jeans, and no one said a goddamn thing about he's got fraternity brands on his arm and shit. But hundred percent brother Maestro. Yeah, all his jokes were just physical. Like he goes, now before I lay it down on the pussy, you better put some red caution tape up because a nigga about to be doing some stretches, and then just him just doing like stretches. You guys, I was watching that. I remember for whatever reason I was watching that sitting. I got out of the shower. I was watching that sitting sitting Indian style on my bed. And that his set made me laugh so hard as a young kid in that era of nineties. That, that I, so I, 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 I arced a piss squirt up. I laughed. So I was sitting in his style naked, and I laughed so hard. Say, he was talking about uh, bathroom attendants, yeah. and he's like, "Motherfucker, be too helpful. They're giving you mouthwash and certs. I'm taking a shit. This motherfucker holding toilet paper goes. I go, nigga, beat it. I've been shitting by myself since I was two. Take your mint. And I went, ah! just shot one squirt of piss up in the air. The, be- the best. I-, I know. I know that. I- I'm sure I've talked to every one of you individually about this. The best Def Camp Comedy Champ set ever. Ever. Do you know the answer? Hamburger. hamburger. No, yeah, no, no. It's the person who followed Hamburger. Ian Edwards? No. Burt Kreischer. Flex? Have you ever seen Come Ian Edwards? On. I ain't scared of you oh, motherfuckers. Oh. No, no. Bernie Mac. Oh, you said after Bernie Mac. No, no. Did I? No. I don't remember any of that. Yeah. He went on after Hamburger. No, he went on oh, after, after Hamburger. Hamburger, hamburger okay. bombed. Oh, yeah. Bernie and, Mac. Guys, and yeah. it was like two out of... Big J. So raises, I can't tell black names apart. <laughs> it's two... It was two... Sterlack Coffee. Out of... Out of uh, out of state black dudes and New York wasn't having it, and then Martin Lawrence goes up now. He goes, "Now this brother's from Chicago," and you hear them start booing and or not like moaning. And he goes, "No, no, give him a chance, give him a chance." And he comes out. His pants have been uh, spray painted, yep. and he just starts. He goes, and his first words, "I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. I got a big black." dick chick so dark i whip it out this whole room goes dark and the fucking uh-huh. and he goes dj hit that shit and he goes what 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 and he starts dancing yep. and then he goes cut it i ain't scared of you motherfuckers <laughs> it's the thing that i love yeah. in like a re- like I, t- I told it to burn i talked about it because patrice was obsessed with it too i said bird you know why that you're 
Philly set was the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. He's like, he's like, I don't know. It's just I'm fucking around. I go, no. It's because rhythmically, and I'm, sh- I'm sure he knows this, but rhythmically, when he just goes, I got six more minutes, six more minutes. I got four more minutes. And he's counting down. And I will be selling my CDs after the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was so uh-huh. fucking brilliant because it had that pacing to it. You know why he had to quit the tour after that, right? Why? He said the next two cities he went to, uh, they just booed him to make him do that. Bill Burr? Was like, yeah, and he was like, fuck this. Yeah, and then yeah. He, he said he had took himself off. after it because he was like, I'm going to go to shows and they're just going to boo me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He got PTSD? He was like, nah, I mean, that's what he said. I don't, maybe he didn't even say that. I don't know. I'm bad at recalling stories. <laughs> <laughs> that seems so much. Maybe me and Tracy Morgan didn't smoke PTSD. <laughs> <got both twice. laughs> By the way, can I tell you that I, I really wished that Tracy Morgan would hear that story and be excited about it like, and remember yeah. it and be like, yeah, I remember fucking with that kid. And now that he's been in the accident, I don't think he'll... Uh, he'd, there's no jarring his memory about an, an, one event 18 years Let's ago. Let's hope that's something he lost. <laughs> <laughs> and, but uh, but he, uh, watching his act, and I've said this before, but was so fascinating because he... His, his observational material was so Who's good. This? Tracy Morgan. Oh, yeah. He's like... Really? Like, his observation material was like, all right, oh, yeah. all right, who remembers finger fucking by the handball courts? <laughs> yeah, no, he was. Like, in the black room, especially when you come by the black rooms, dude, just that, that, that uh, train of thought. I mean, by what got weird about it by the end is, like, uh, it became so much, like, he had, like, a team of writers following around all the time. That's just why Jimmy Max did. I mean, essentially, because Jimmy Max was, like, helping him write. I heard before were, the accident, he was a stand once, and he was, I think it was before. I just remember looking at some guys like, oh, you young bucks, just these dudes. I bet you piss hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Isn't that straight stream? <laughs> he told, I saw him one time go back. He goes, my son's now 17, 14, and 13. He goes, they ain't even uh, sons no more. I just got these dudes running around my house. <laughs> I got a bunch of dudes running around. Have you ever around. seen his Doug Flutie uh, rant? Impression? No. <laughs> You've never seen his Doug Flutie rant? He was mad at Flutie? No. I, I'm... I mean, I almost want to play for play it for you, but there's it's it is so brilliant. Like I was obsessed with Tracy Morgan after because after that happened, it's interesting, man. You know what it is because he's a hundred percent like you said before. Like, he is an organically funny guy. If you buy really into the character, or- if you buy into the character yeah. that happens to be a real thing, if you buy. Although I said though, I was always impressed. Like somehow that fucker. Pulled it together to memorize his all those lines s- of Thirty Rock, uh, Thirty Rock, and his SNL, SNL scripts. I mean, he like, would come into the back, get so drunk, and just be like, "Man, it's like you, you touch that mic," and then it's like, "Man, you know," <laughs> and it was almost exactly that. It's like, dude, I have no. There's you didn't say but there anything was so about him, but he's a guy. He's like a hundred percent. He's like over the top confidence. Like yeah. he has no concern of the crowd not liking oh, it. Oh. I, I saw him do. I, he Patrice I don't always think, said it was one of the most. Said well, the, the Patrice regurgitated to me was like, he said Tracy Morgan told him like, uh, don't be afraid to go on stage and say something you know might not be funny. He said gives a shit. He's <laughs> like just go up there and say. It. He goes. He goes. But you trying to be funny, right? What difference does it make then? Like that that hit Patrice in some way. <laughs> he always regurgitated that to me. What difference does it make? He's like, to be funny. if it goes bad, it goes bad. That's why Patrice was so got so popular from like. Defending that, defending Kramer and fucking yeah. Imus was fucking hilarious. That okay. lady, had he was no like, idea he was trying to, to be funny. That lady had no idea what to do on Fox News. With oh. a big black okay. man defending this, like these racists. 
These white races. Crazy. Okay, this is oh, one man, of the... Oh, man, that was important. So he's doing... Some guy was making a, mo- a documentary about stand-up. Okay. And Tracy's clearly in a room with a bunch of younger comics. Yeah. And, he, and, and from what I can determine out of this set, out of this this interview, he's just talking. He's you know had a few drinks. And he's explaining to them about what it takes to be great. Yeah. Okay? So, but he... In, at some point, he goes into an impression of his high school football coach, who no one knows, but it is so funny that you're just like, you just got to hear it. Okay, you ready? We can't play that music. It's when he was thin? Yeah. I remember you came into the, you used to come into the Uptown, and cats used to be tense. And you used to do some of the silliest shit. And you used to tell cats, join in. Join in. Break up the tension. No, you said, no, you used to say uh, chemistry. Like, you used to to want, blend. If you see me doing this, play the air guitar. Blend in with it. Go in your mind and detail. Flow with it. Learn how to do the, study. Do your homework. I used to always tell y'all, do your homework. Get footage. How the fuck you gonna know how to be great if you don't study greatness? Forward. Yeah, look at game tape. Look at the game tape. <laughs> Hit somebody, goddammit. I don't give a fuck if it's your own teammate. Lay some pads on somebody. I swear to God, down for nothing if you start that dumb fruity shit again. And when I call 23 dollars, call the goddamn plate. I didn't say Hail Mary. You ain't dumb fruity. You ain't dumb fruity. <laughs> Stop that dumb fruity shit, Darnell, uh, Dal, Benelli. Just call the goddamn plane and get in the huddle. Tracy, oh. okay. <laughs> the What's this dumb fruity <laughs> shit? <laughs> <laughs> the two back to the goddamn three hole. That's all I said. And I said, call timeout. That's all I said. Stop that dumb fruity shit. Cut the dumb fruity shit out. How did he Dude, move he into came, Doug Flutie? It was so dude, seamless. He came into uh, Stand Up New York one night. I was with my ex-wife, and he came in, and she she hugged him and was like, oh, Tracy's here. He goes, we're going to drink tonight, huh? He's like, no, nah, I ain't drinking no more. I can't drink no more. And he lifts up his pants, and he sees he's got the ankle bracelet on. Oh, really? So I can't drink no more. And then literally two hours later, he was like, it was in the newspaper the next day. He was like standing on the bar with his shirt off while doing the Pee Wee Herman dance. <laughs> I gotta be dead honest with you. Pee Wee Herman dance? Part yeah. of me feels like, part of me feels like, like one of the things that I was most attracted to in Tracy Morgan, because I was, I was obsessed with him. I really was, like, because I'd had that one experience, and he was so naturally funny, like really naturally funny, and and I mean, I I really got to be honest with you. When at the at the end of that night, like you know when you like you ever like been by a natural disaster or seen a bus almost hit somebody, or or I one time I had a palm frond, like a fi- a five hundred pound palm frond, fall out of a tree and land an inch behind me, and I didn't know it. And this French guy goes, "You're a lucky man," and I turn around and realize, had I not stopped. Later to clean my sunglasses, I would be, I might be dead or crippled or broken neck. When I got done that Tracy Morgan story, when when that happened, and then me and Tony Woods are standing on Houston Street outside of Madame X, and Tracy stands up, snaps his shirt, and he goes, "Now that's how you get out of paying a check," and smiles and walks away. Tony looks at me. They walk east. Tony looks at me and he goes, "Are you coming?" And I was like, 
I think I can't. I think I've just witnessed something amazing. And I started walking slowly back towards the cellar. And I was like, and I ran into Eddie Ift. And he was like, what, what were you just doing? And I was like, I can't explain what just fucking happened. <laughs> but it was like, it was just like really watching. And, and I, I think part of me was like, I think younger on the road, definitely. I was like, I want to be the guy that people have stories about. You were just moved to New York? I just moved to New York. I was working the door. I've been doing stand-up three months, four months. and uh, But I met Tony, and Tony and I got along really quickly. Most because we, we all – me, Tony, and Donnell like to drink. You, Kurt – I think you and Kurt were probably right around that time too. Yeah. And, and I used to party with Donnell and Tony exclusively for well, a lot. Well, me and Kurt like, couldn't like get fucking – we drove back to – like Philly every night. Yeah, not a lot of people. Not a lot of people knew that, but yeah. So I never drank. It was so funny drinking in the city now. <laughs> like, yeah. and so like, my nights years. were consisted of being just being with Tony. I, I mean, I think we can all say Tony Woods is just such a fascinating guy to watch on stage. Yeah, to watch him work as a comic, he throws away lines, so many lines that I would put my act in a heartbeat. I have trouble yeah. following him just because I watch him, and then it's like I want to be like more natural than I am. To be more like him, you know. Yeah, and then it's like it's too much, and then it's like get to a punchline, idiot. Yeah. We had we had the greatest moment ever in at DC. I'm by the way, this is the last time I mentioned fucking Tracy Morgan. But uh, I'm on stage and, Tr- and Tony Woods walks in and it's sold out crowd on a Sunday. And Tony goes, "My wife's there," and Tony goes, "Yo, yo, Bert, yo, Sugar Bear, play that." Tell that Tracy Morgan story. And I hear I, I hear his voice. I go, is that Tony Woods? And he goes, yeah. I go, why don't you come up here and tone, tell it with me? So he comes up, and we tell dueling Tracy, that dueling story. He tells his recollection, and I tell my recollection. And it is, it is if that had gone online, yeah. viral fucking video immediately. Really? And luckily, I have a camera in the back, and my wife's there. So I'm like, oh. We get done the story. I get off stage, and Leanne goes, "That was fucking amazing." And when we both ended it together, with I go, and then Tracy stands up. I won't. I'll, this is how true the story is. I will say it at the same time. And Tracy stands up, and Tony goes, he snaps his shirt, and he goes, "Now that's how you get on a paycheck." And we start laughing hysterically. Great, that's our show. Good night. Leave. Leanne's like, "That's fucking amazing." I go, Did you get it on tape? She goes, "Oh, I should have taped that." Oh. I went, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, oh. She was like, I was so caught up in the moment. I just didn't think to tape it. I go, my fucking, oh, that could have changed me and Tony's lives. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Did you ever see uh, Tracy do that morning TV show in Houston? Oh, oh I mean, that's God. maybe one of the best. That's one of the things I've probably watched most. Tony or, or Tracy? Tracy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tracy Morgan. some people pregnant here. And, and puts his leg up and he's like, He's like, I did wheelchair gloves. He goes, I lost my leg in Vietnam. He's just saying that. He's just saying Vietnam. He goes, I'm Captain James T. Kirk. I lost my leg in Vietnam. That's when I started saying he was like an actual comic. I was like, what's he doing on morning radio, on morning TV, first of all? But and he does also, all, it's like going he, crazy. He's just like crazy shit. And then the guy goes, uh, he goes, the guy's scurry. And he goes, uh, Vietnam. He goes, uh, he goes, oh, Tracy, Tracy. He goes, you know, you do a lot you of uh, characters. <laughs> you do a lot of characters and voices. Um, how about Spoonie? Can you do Spoonie Love for us from Craig Cankers? <laughs> he goes, he goes, Spoonie Love, let me think. Uh, Spoonie, he says, uh, 
Man, I can't do Spoonie, man. There's kids watching. <laughs> <laughs> There's kids watching. <laughs> he reaches, he has his shirt off. He goes, I'm going to Cheetahs and get somebody pregnant tonight. <laughs> he goes, do a Spoonie Love impression. He goes, oh, man, there's kids watching. I can't do Spoonie Love. He goes, that's graphic. <laughs> do you remember when 30 Rock hit the uh, as a Golden Globe or Emmys? And they're all, as, maybe it's Golden Globe. Maybe Best Ensemble or Writers fucking SAG Award Guilds, whatever. But like, uh. They get up there, and Tina Fey, you know, goes to the mic first. She goes, hey, I said if we won this, I would let Tracy Morgan give the uh, speech. So here he goes. And then she stepped out of the way. And then he just goes, first of all, I'd love to give it up for that guy who makes those tacos at work. That little taco man, I don't forget about you. And just like... Oh, he's I don't great. Think there'll never be another comic like him. No, and there's... Oh, here's the thing. Not like him, and then somehow find the success... Yeah. He said, Bro. you know, I had a great... There's uh, a solid rumor that he can't read, and everyone's like, I can believe it. One of my... <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, for, there's no way. People are like, I don't think so, at worst. One of my... Go, I don't like, think so. I think somewhere in probably one of my last conversations with Patrice... Yeah. Uh, uh, there'll never be someone like Patrice again. No, but one of my last conversations with him, where I, I, I was getting so upset. Do you remember when Tracy got into the shit... About stab his little son? Stab his son if he was gay. Oh, yeah. Um, he got all that shit, and uh, and he started apologizing a bunch, and that was oh, yeah. upsetting me watching that. And they were like, because the news would be like, Tracy Morgan's going on a seven-city tour with the meet with like gay rights leaders, and oh, the shaking hands. He's one of those and I go, and I called Patrice, because I thought we were going to get kind of, kind of like a trashing session, like, uh cornball-ish. And Patrice goes, uh, is, I, I called him up, I go, can you believe I go, Tracy, aren't you just like, Tracy, stop fucking apologizing already. He goes, he goes, let me tell you why I turned down uh, the Flavor Flav roast. You know what I mean? Because it's just like knowing when the like, uh, he's like, he's like, because if I did that, he's like, I don't know Flavor Flav. And if I do, he goes, I got to answer to so many people. You know what I mean? That, now if something happens, if I pop off of a roast, he's like, now I answer to always Comedy Central right. for this thing. He goes, you just always answer to him. He goes, and uh, he goes, Tracy Morgan. He goes, you know Tracy. And essentially what we were both kind of agreeing on is like, uh, Tracy in some way, f- forget the talent that's there 100%, and there's the organic funny. He's been, I mean, he's like weekend at Bernie's in his career. Like someone walks him into the door of SNL. He's not like hunting to get SNL. He never thought, right. like right now his mind would be exactly the same if he was still just doing like weekends at the Uptown Comedy Store in Harlem. Do you know what I mean? Like his mind. Yeah. Someone goes like, "Oh, this has to be on TV," and like walks him into. So he goes, uh, "He goes, Tracy owes a lot of people." I go, "Why is he doing this apology?" And Patrice understood it. He goes, "He owes a lot of people." He goes, "He owes Lorne Michaels. He owns. He owes Tina Fey. He owes NBC." And so he what? Goes, so they're goes, telling him to do so it. He goes, That's why he has to go to the apology. He goes, he goes, and he he was basically kind of saying about himself, like why. He likes the fact that he goes, he goes, he goes, he's look, not free. He goes, Tracy's a gazillionaire. He's like, and I'm not. He's like, I got my little slice of the pie. He's like, but I also won't like put myself in a position. He goes, once they were shitty a little bit mm-hmm. on the office, mm-hmm. he was like, Fuck like I got to be out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It is such a freeing feeling. He goes, once it was bad, he goes, he goes, he realized one day he shouldn't be there when Steve Carell or I said everyone got mad at him. Because uh, he would just walk by, like, B.J. Novak was, like, so, and he, you know, he knew B.J. Novak is, like, just like an open mic kid. And now yeah. all of a sudden he's, like, in charge of the office. And he said he would just go by every day. He goes, B.J. 
Novak. <laughs> you just say like, to, <laughs> like it just he didn't have to say any more than just his name. He just said his name in a tone that made the guy uncomfortable. <laughs> oh. And uh, he fucking hated it. And he was just like, yeah, he goes, it's just like, and it, it said that it was paying him good. Yeah. It was whatever. Yeah, you Kurt know, Robinson was, got him on there, right? interesting about Patrice, too, not to go on a tangent here, but we're stoned and a little drunk. Um, you know, Patrice did Tosh.0 before there was Tosh.0. Yeah, yeah, I do remember but that. But it's so funny, like, and as great as Patrice was, like, why, and I think he was going to get ready to get into kind of changing his mindset a bit, Patrice, almost because he did the roast and everything like that. But, uh, why Tosh.0 is, and no one could argue, a bajillion times better than Web Junk ever yeah. was. Why? It's because Tosh is like willing to be silly. Right. He's willing yeah. to be silly. And Patrice wanted to uh, make fun of the fact that essentially like his his tone was that he's making fun of himself hosting the show. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's weird. I, I gave Dave Smith just shot a special. I gave him one piece of advice. And I and I saw him was weird. I go, I'm regurgitating advice that was given to me by Lewis. Yeah. And he was so right. And Lewis never has never done a special. He's barely done TV stuff at all. And he gave me the best advice before I did my special. What? He knew when I went out and they told me they were doing like the cryo jets and the band. You know, I, I mean, I wanted the band to play, but he's like, the band's going to be wailing. All these lights are going to be going and the cryo jets are blowing up smoke, you know, yeah. on the side of the stage. And Lewis knew when they were doing that that I was going to go out there, and I was. He's absolutely right. My 100% intention was to go out there and kind of be like, how stupid is all this? This is me. It wasn't Lewis. I told roll. you this. No, 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 no. Lewis told me 100%. You echoed it, too. I said, okay. Tom yeah. Sick. Yeah. Everybody said the same thing. To, to not be fucking like, uh, don't look at it. Cause, well, you said it because you watched me do the... Lewis didn't. The first one. Watch me do the the the, what, the rehearsal. Yeah. And you said that you were like, don't be like sarcastic about it. Yeah, but put Lewis your hands up in the air. Told you to own it. Like, but Lewis just goes, he goes, dude, he goes, dude. I know you want to go out there and be like, this is corny. He goes, don't. He goes, the people at home don't know that. Own that moment. Go be a rock star for a minute. Yeah. And and he's absolutely right, man. That's such a fucking like uh, interesting. You still ain't brought your hands up like up to here. Huh? You didn't even go all the way I didn't. up. You're right. You're I didn't. To, like about about just above ninety degrees. I, I don't know why I can't do. It. I'll tell you. Uh, I was like, oh, get fucking it's the go same for it, man. I'll never be the, <laughs> the same reason how much I love music. I love music. Yeah, passionately. Uh, I disagree, and I do. I now you don't disagree. <laughs> I, disagree I love me, passionately music. love yeah. music, and yet at the same time, the concept of thinking of writing something. Like a song, like what song? The song lyrics that I love. If I think about writing those, I'm like, what a jerk off I'd be. <laughs> Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? It's like yeah. that's dude, some dude. weird thing about comedy. We we actually kind Can of you imagine full, it kind of comes full circle by talking about that. Like the idea of doing comedy where you're like, look how good I eat pussy. Oh, I got a big old dick. I'd be splitting bitches open. And I I don't understand that. I, had, I, I comedy to me is all yeah. People relate to the fucking loss. That didn't get the chick, the yeah. fucked up, the insecurity. The people you're playing to, if it's unless you go obvious character like Dice. He Can was you imagine having off. a band, a real band, cool. and playing like, hey guys, let's yeah. play, let's play. You yeah. play drums, Jay, and I'll play the guitar, yeah. and then Bert, you play the keyboard, and we'll in, all sing. Tony, you'll sing. I was in a we'll band. all play some music but I'm in, together. I was but in I'm a in band that. in college. In that. That's so I, dorky. I'm sounding. in the idea of that. The problem no, that's is har- that sounds no, like a fucking listen, tool. I like the idea of band. My problem is sitting down and writing. I was like. I'm down in the ground. Like my sadness is. So I'm, I'm like, how the fuck could I possibly do? Because comedy 
strips away all. That's what's so cool about doing fucking comedy jam. And interestingly enough, I did it at the Clusterfest this last weekend. Yeah, it's the most fun outside show. in front of six thousand people. Jeez. It was huge. It was awesome. And I did a Limp Bizkit break stuff purposefully as lame as that is. I know. I don't think I don't like that song but have, because uh, I'm like it'll you. rock. But I'm like that. I'm doing it at Skankfest too. Yeah, it's gonna fucking like it's gonna it'll start a mosh pit. And in my head, I went, uh, I go, I'm going to go out there and just do this one right. I'm going to go out there and be a front man. I'm going to, yeah. I have like all the hand movements <laughs> I want to do for the part, for the lyrics. And I'm going to go out there in my head. I'm jumping around on stage doing this thing. And Justin, our yeah. agent filmed it. Yeah. And he, I watched it last night for the first time. And I was like, I still didn't do that. Didn't I still go for essentially kind of, well, I didn't go for it. Still. And then when you see Henry Rollins, the fucking one foot in front of the other, his shirt off, just like head all the way over. Meaning you it. pictures like that. Yeah, you're like, in wow. Fact, my, Marilyn Manson is my favorite performer of all time. And because when I'd see him in concert when he was younger, it's a little weird now. Yeah. But when he was younger, <laughs> when I just thought it was like the commitment to the fucking like rock star. And I'm like, that's yeah. everything we can't, just like the thing of like, everything that I love about him. The poses, the fucking thing. I told you, when we went to that thing, and Ari, you did not enjoy the music at the corn concert I brought you to. But I love the you, performance. You did. I know you love the performance, but but more than that, the first they were time, great. You, the first time you said something to me where you're like, "That's pretty cool," yeah. is it was all the four of the five original members were back in the band together, yeah. and it's all four guys who have dreadlocks, and they did a thing because that was their first tour back together. And I took Ari. They backlit the stage, so they're all just silhouettes. Silhouettes. And they all just almost posed. Yeah, you can see you can make them all, all hanging. And they gave it to you for like a, a solid minute to have a chance to go like, oh, I should get my phone out. They gave you a photo op, basically. Yeah. And even Ari was kind of like, goes, that does look pretty cool. And it did. But it's like, and you it's can tell up, right? You can tell up like Woodchuck from Peanut and the other one. <laughs> Dude, I have to tell you. Slapdick from <laughs> Shithead. So obviously, I, I know you know this, but I was in a band in college. Yep. We kicked out the guitarist. He formed Creed. The One of the reasons, one of the reasons, and, and, and by fine. the way, this comes full circle. One of the reasons that that happened was that we, I walked into band practice, and by the way, I had bought the dream. I was writing poetry at the time. I, was, I have a book of poetry. Yeah. I was writing legit poetry. And, uh, <laughs> I want to read that. It's hard. Hold on. I want to read on. that poetry. It gets, it gets worse. I, I want to read your college poetry. I was reading it to people. <laughs> I would read it to it? people. Where's that at? Well, it's in Tampa. Hey, why are you would, moving on? Would, Where can we get this poetry? Get it, get it Bert. I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm telling you, you want to do something amazing? Yeah. Go let to us, the fucking main room at the comedy store and let uh, pick your comics to read the best episode. We have 400 some episodes of Legion of Skanks. The, the, episode the best one is episode 20 where I read cold the poem Lewis wrote to a girl five years before that. <laughs> the night she left him. <laughs> on, on, on the first time I played it for her, yeah. I think I go... I still listen to it every month. The infectious laughter of laughing at a buddy bearing a soda with to, to some dude. is insane. I'll tell you, you do a it live was... reading. It's it's Fuck, bad. Dude. The it's bad. episode twenty Legion of Skanks. If you're listening out there, YouTube it on the way home. Worst poem ever, Legion of Skanks. It's, bad. You, it's nine minutes, and you will laugh. Oh my god! See, that's why, and that's what I was gonna say this when you were talking about uh, you know confidence versus. Um, you know, also being uh, vulnerable is it's like, you know, what makes that so funny, obviously, is like, you know, Lewis is a tough guy. He's a tough New York, you know, Puerto Rican yeah. rattlesnake. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like it's the extremes that 
I'll give you, I'll give you this enough so to just incredible. say the first line of the poem is, and I'm telling you, I don't get to the second line for three minutes. That's not an exaggeration. Because the first line is, and in his voice is, uh, and I read it in his voice with sweet, uh, like gentle heart music playing behind it and flute music. And the first line is, and what he did was he made me read it cold. I didn't pre-read it at all. Everything I'm doing in his voice, is I'm seeing the line for the first time. So that's what happens is these minute interludes where I can't get to the next line because I've read it now. Yeah. I'm going up one line at a time, and I'm real. I'm reading the thing where it's like, you knew I was, uh, you knew I was lazy, you knew I was fat, but you took a chance, and I thank you for that. <laughs> like as I'm reading that before I say the words, like I'm, I'm like buckled over. But the first line of the poem is, "Now that I'm feeling cold and alone, I realize I never wrote you a poem." <laughs> and we don't get past that for two minutes. I'm like, dude, this is gonna be great. I was so my parents were going through a divorce. Oh and shit! I, and you were in college. And I was in college. Oh, that's tough. And I was and uh, and I and I. I started writing poetry. I'd, f- I'd fallen in love with this girl. I was dating a chick, but I fell in love with this other girl, Erica. Check her out on Facebook, Erica Youngblood. She's still hot. Behind her, behind your girlfriend's back. And, and Erica was just really about like, hey, you know, like, yeah, explore your creative side. So I started writing poetry. I started like reading a lot of poetry, but I was only reading Maya Angelou. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> am I, am I a strong black woman poetry? <laughs> I'm Jim Morrison. My Angelou. My Angelou. Oh, the other still stuff. Still I rise. <laughs> yeah, <it's> still <laughs> I rise. <laughs> that's why the cage birds sing. <laughs> oh, my and God. So, and so I liked the rhythm of her poetry. <laughs> so I was kind of mimicking a strong black Were you doing palms up beer? Dude, no. No. As I walk through the woods. Knife on my side. <laughs> it was so bad. You so remember? Then, so so then I go. I start a band, and I go, guys. Luckily, I've written all this poetry. This will fold in perfectly to you our were band. You were Jim Morrison. So and, and he went to Florida State. Yeah. So so we add this guy Mark Tremonti, and then one day I walk into band practice, and they are playing a song that fucking rocks. And they're like, and I walk in, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, are we recording this? And they're like, no. I go, this is maybe the best song I've ever heard us play. I go, fucking someone, rec- stop. Don't don't change what you did. I take a tape recorder and I go, here, fucking play it again. Play it again. And so they play it again. And I go, this dude, this is going to be a hit. And they're like, do you think you could write some lyrics to it? And I was like, Done. 100%. <laughs> go out back from Dacre and Bracken's house. I smoke a joint. I kill a beer. And I write poetry to it. And it, and it, and it fits good. So I go in and I sing it, and they go, "You should record that." And so I take the tape recorder and I record it in the tape recorder, and it's a hit. It's a verifiable hit. I mean, I, the lyrics could use some tweaking, but it's a hit. And so I start. I'm proud. So I'm playing it for everybody. I'm playing it for everybody. And now I'm getting to the fraternity house, and people are like, "Hey man, can you play me your song?" And I was like, "Dude, this is how. This is that MC Hammer shit where you know you sell it out of the back of your truck, grassroots." And then one time I'm sitting in the car with my buddy. It was either Eddie or or, or Obi. I can't remember who. And I go, uh, hey, do you want to listen to that song one more time? And he was like, he was like, definitely. So I start playing it, and he goes, and he's laughing. And I go, what are you laughing at? And he's like, hold on. Are you fucking with me? And I go, no, what do you mean? And he goes, you don't know? I go, no. And he goes, that's a U2 song they're playing. You just wrote U lyrics to a U2 song. <laughs> and so 
I had written to a YouTube song I had never. I wasn't a big YouTube fan, and they played it, and I was like, I was like a little sister. Once you come out the door, look who you talk to. Make sure he's okay. It was all about date rape. It was so fucking bad. You just in your head thought you hadn't heard it? I know, I never heard it. I never heard this song. song. It was, but it's a YouTube song, so it's a hit. Do you remember, uh, you guys remember when Dave Cook We're also recording this on camera. You keep standing in front oh. of the camera. Dude, I gotta pee, but I'm afraid to go, go see Luann. No, no, pee do not go see her by yourself. Go pee in the backyard. You, um, you gotta broker a deal there, though, because I don't think her deal. While yeah, you're yeah. gone. I want you to remember. Does everyone remember that Dane Cook made like a, a ballad song? A real one? Oh, yes. yeah. Really? Yes. Play Find that. that. Yes. Play, Play that. that. Oh, God. And oh, it was man. all about, oh, fuck, that was it's good. Like, really, it's like, you're almost like, come on, dude. Why would you do this? Uh, you got to pick a side on that. Now, by the way, you could do a comic and do dramatic acting. But to start, to, to, to swing it over to be like genuine music, you're just going to sound like a jerk. You off. ever see his Instagrams? No. I mean, Dave Cook on Instagram might be the ac- most accidentally hilarious thing really? you've ever seen. Really, it's life. too much. Like, is it like? It, it, does it remind you of the Instagram of the kid we did on uh, Kill Tony the other day? Dude, that was one of the funniest things I've ever been a part of. Bert, what was At this? Kill Tony. Oh my God, on Monday there was a guy that came out, and I. By the know- way, I was jealous. I drove by the store that night, that hmm. day, and I saw your lineup for Kill Tony, and I was like, I, I had shit to do Monday, but I almost texted you anytime. And said, can I please come by? Yeah. Dude, it was a guy went out there that was like he he ate shit. Yeah, I'm not Real, judging. I'm not judging. Like, That's a minute, but like he's like, and if it makes sense, like, weirdly enough, at like first glance, it'd be great if your dog's attack. Sorry, <laughs> bites his dick off. Uh, yeah. Comes back with a foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> this t- tall douchey guy got pulled out of the bucket. Yeah, and what's like, that? And like there was a guy. Oh, he was there. Yeah, and this guy comes out. And he was like super. Uh, and, like, if it makes sense, like at first glance, he was dressed down, so you weren't like this is a super. But I was like, as I'm looking at him, he's wearing skin tight jeans that are almost like he smelled the one who smelled they're tights i don't know did no, he that was a different no the oh. super who smelled the one that was talking about nitrous oxide did he really smell <sighs> bad oh really i didn't catch it i was too close i almost mentioned it but um you caught it i caught it you caught it from there i was yeah. right behind him i know maybe my allergies are acting up i um but this guy got he was he was super tight he had big feet he had super tight jeans on you can see he was like in decent shape he had a hat on because he was like a decent looking guy yeah he probably doesn't have a hard time getting pussy uh not the best thing i've ever seen but he was good looking guy so i make we make comment about that and then they go tony and brian go on his instagram page and i mean like i don't understand a mind and i mean this that in one part of you goes all right, I'm going to do stand-up comedy. It's the most soul-bearing thing possible. He goes, but I also have an Instagram. Well, I mean, he's got several pictures of him making, like, duck lips. Right. And his hashtags are, like, guys with, with tattoos. Guys, boys. So, Bert, what he would do was oh, he would one. have this, like, yeah. super, like, douchey selfie of himself. And he would do as many hashtags as possible in order for people that click on those types of hashtags to see his picture and then follow him. And so wow. he, he'd end up with like twenty or thirty hashtags, and it got it always got. We started reading the hashtags oh. of his pic, like live in front of a packed main room with all the momentum in the world. And what's naturally hilarious about it is that as the hashtags go on, they became they become more and more like. Uh, uh, precise or uh, specific, yeah. you know what I mean. So it goes from it starts with like hashtag men, hashtag guys boys, cars, right? Like, guys in Wii with tattoos. Yes, hashtag guys hashtag boys with tattoos. 
And boys. Like, we, oh, so we were definitely just, gay. I, I really, I'll tell you what, and I know we both have this side, but it's like, in, in your actual expression of what you do, man, it's really fucking like, to be a, to be connectively funny, you, you can't possibly do the thing that makes a, a great fucking song or a fucking great model. Or you can't, like, those, both those worlds can't exist. I, I mean that. They both can't exist. Yeah. You know, cold and alone and uh, alone in poem don't even rhyme. That's the, that's I know. the thing that keeps really <laughs> bugging me about that. How about this one? Uh, <laughs> so on the second verse, he's already not rhyming. He goes, how about this? He goes, uh, too much. He goes, some, I forget the line. It's like something, something like, uh, and maybe I'm, uh, we've been together for a long time. Maybe I'm boring. I'm sorry, I'm not perfect. I can't help my snoring. <laughs> oh, but I'll buy you some earplugs and a bag of Doritos, and we could talk about the trip we took to Puerto Rico. <laughs> so he also rhymes Doritos with Puerto Rico. Oh, it's maybe the nine funniest minutes of anything. Ever. And I always say it's a bummer with all the episodes we have now. And where Legion Skanks is gone, we've just never, we've never had a funnier thing happen than reading Lewis's <laughs> By the way, poem. I, as you're talking about the, this, I, like, I had an epiphany. And th- I've had this epiphany twice in this podcast. Once was when it was, well, I guess three times. Once it was when it was me, Bill Burr, and, uh, and, and Segura. And then the other day was me, Attell, and Segura. And I was like, I was like. I've always been connected to this because I want it. it's a living space. But I was mm-hmm. like, I might just get four fucking chairs and just only do it with four comics because no one's really speaking over each other. I don't know if it's because we're drinking, but it's just such a. I, I've just giggled so much and I've talked a lot, which is odd. But this is I still want to hear your earthquake story. It's not even a good story. <laughs> I just told the bar to keep it down. <laughs> so it was the weird of the story. I was like, hey, keep it down, and then I walked. Away. Oh no, it was a little more. But then I was like, walked away. The guy shut it down, and then. The two guys Earthquake was with, I guess, I sort of heard him go like, no, 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 he's with me. That's my, Or he said, that's my partner. About you, they were going to fuck I you I guess up. so, yeah. And then these guys were like right next to me and was like, oh, okay. Like, hey, guys, turn it down. Yeah, I guess they thought I was fucking with them personally, maybe. Oh, that makes that makes sense. But he talked them off. I don't have a funny Earthquake thing. My thing, the Earthquake, when my whole thing with Earthquake was that he was like a mythical creature. The first time I saw him, I was working the door at the comedy store, like as like a normal door guy. And he was, he just can't, he wasn't on the lineup. He just popped in and I had never heard of him. And literally I remember, yeah, no guys, guys heard of him. I, yeah. I remember I did, uh, I, I, you would heard him before you did comedy. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you oh, worked I a lot of black rooms, but also no, before I did comedy, but I mean, I watched like, I was like a real, like I watched everything. Really? I watched Bobcat, Goldplay's old specials, all the way to like you know, the most ghetto, fucking, you know, Def Jam uptown. I didn't comedy know anybody. Club. I didn't know anybody when I got into comedy. I remember Dave Chappelle watching Dave Chappelle on stage, and uh, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. And then he came off stage, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm Bert. I just started in comedy, but I got to be honest with you. You should stick with this. I think you got what it takes." And he and he was like, "All right." And then just walk past it, me. I'll give it a whirl. He had already been in Robin Hood Men tights. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. He had a 19-year-old uh, million-dollar development deal. Did he really? Yeah, it's a great story. Teddy Carpenter is a piece of shit from the black comedy circuit. He's burned all of his bridges as much as possible. He opened a, uh, a comedy club in 
D.C. And this is actually a fucking great story if anyone gives a shit. Uh, uh, but uh, I went and auditioned. They were having a really hard time casting for a Dave Matthews video every day where they needed a guy to go around hugging people. Uh, Judah Friedlander got the part. Yeah, I remember that. What's funny about all that is that... Um, oh, yeah. What's funny about that is I went to a... Uh, I got a call from like a casting thing one time that was like, hey, we're having a hard time. I've been weeks trying to find somebody to do this part for this Dave Matthews. Now, I'm not a Dave Matthews fan, but I'm like, I'll be in a fucking music video. That's crazy. This is years and years ago, too. I'm like, that would be awesome. So I go in. I audition with the hugging, and, I, and we're having a blast. Whatever it is, like it wasn't much like the video, but they were having this like, do weird huggy like stuff. With these guys, and uh, it, it, and I had everybody laughing really hard. It was really good. I mean, like we had a, it was the best audition I've ever had to that moment. And they go, uh, "Hey, uh, I think we'll be getting in touch with you pretty soon." <laughs> and I go, uh, "I go, oh, that's awesome. That's great." So as I leave, the la- what's funny about the last time I remember as I leave, I'm walking out of the place, and I'm like, "All right, I'll see everybody later." And I see Jude on the couch, and I go, "Oh, hey, Judah," <laughs> and I walk out. Um, months later, I do this gig. This Teddy Carpenter guy has a gig in D.C. Black Comedy Club. I go do it. He's a comic, and he's like a fucking, you know, he's one of those I want to do fucking 80 minutes on stage, guys. Yeah. <laughs> he hosts the show. He does 45 out of the gates. I do 20, whatever. He brings the headliner, Cuba Bice, on stage. What? Who has a rough time. Cool, what? Cuba Bice. Cuba Bice. Funny okay. guy. Uh, but he has a rough time because the show's been so long already. They're over it. Now the people who come in for the second show, it's like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday gig. People come out for the second show are uh, are coming in already pissed off. He does the same thing again. I do okay. Cool Bice is a hard time. The next day, me and Cool Bice are walking around D.C. and we walk by the club. There's a padlock on it with a sign that says you owe us like 25 grand in like, huh. back rent or something like that. And we're not giving you back. So we were laughing about it at first, but they were both like, oh, shit. <laughs> we're not getting paid. I'm like, I bet they're going to do something to fuck with us. I, now I had no idea what it was going to be. But I go to the club that night. It's open. I walk in. They go, Teddy wants to talk to you in the room. I go, what's up, Teddy? He goes, hey, man, I think we're going to send you home tonight. I go, what do you mean, Matt? He goes, I think we're going to send you home tonight. I go, Oh, is this because of the, we saw the doors locked already? He goes, no, I ain't got nothing to do with that, man. He goes, I need motherfuckers come down here and spit fire on my microphones, and y'all ain't spitting fire. I go, huh. I mean, with all due respect, Teddy, I go, the show's running a little long and late. I go, I'm actually in the sweet spot. I think I'm doing pretty good, actually. Like, and I'm not huh. being a dick yeah. or even overconfident. I'm sure my jokes were whatever. I would hate them now. But whatever it was, I did well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just kind of went on at the time that like a headliner is supposed to be going on stage, and I got 20 minutes. That's it. So it was, I was in the sweet spot. And uh, he goes, man, that's the problem with you New York cats. Y'all motherfuckers think you spit fire on the microphone. You don't spit fire. He gave the same speech I found out later to Bill Burr. Really? Really? About people not spitting fire from New York. And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, y'all don't <laughs> spit fire. I'm sending you home. So I go, now here's the thing. It's his club. He owns it. He employs it with all of his family and cousins and these thuggy motherfuckers yeah. and you're like there's not much I can do he pays <laughs> me not even f- enough for the gigs that I did already really gives me a check and he goes my cousin's gonna take you to the train station they're sending me home because they're not gonna put me in the hotel anymore they're gonna take me the train not pay for my train ticket just take me to the train station so this guy Whoa. drives me back doesn't talk to me quiet weird takes Ugh. me back to the hotel I go up and I'm like 
sad and uncomfortable and furious. I want to do something, but I can't. I'm packing my clothes into a bag, angry. The TV's on in the background. And it was MTV, and it was TRL. And he goes, hey, everybody, we got a premiere of that new <laughs> Dave Matthews video. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I was going to peek at it, it's just Judah. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> I lost that gig two seconds after I walked out that door. And now I'm getting sent home on a, bu- on a fucking train. <laughs> they can't afford it. Teddy Carpenter, historically, I actually asked Chappelle if this was a true story. And he said, yeah. Um, Teddy Carpenter... When Chappelle got his million-dollar development deal when he was 19, Teddy Carpenter uh, performed one night at the uh, Apollo. And this woman who was the casting person for Chappelle's thing or somebody involved in the casting saw Teddy Carpenter. And um, when which when they went back to Chappelle, they go, we found the perfect guy to play this role of whatever in the show. Teddy Carpenter, he goes, if you... Uh, he goes, if you put Teddy Carpenter on a show I'm on, I'll walk away from this whole deal. And the reason that is, is because when Chappelle was 14 in D.C., he says he got off stage uh, one night. He had a you know, 14-year-old kid doing comedy. Yeah. Teddy Carpenter walked up to him yeah. and goes, uh, hey, man, I like that one joke you got about whatever. Why don't you let me uh, buy that from you? And Chappelle was like, I'm f- oh, dude, that's f- I'm flattered. Thanks. But he's like, but I, I only have like 15 minutes of material. I need... You know, I need it all. And he said, Teddy Carpenter leans in his ear and goes, how about I just take it from you? What? And look how that bought, bit him in the ass. Fuck. Fucking year. Isn't that crazy, I had, man? I had a guy. I had a guy. Just a, just, a, just a genuine, rotten dude. To a 14-year-old? Chappelle. Told me he was going to steal his joke. To a 14-year-old yeah. to be like, eh. Like, what? Come on. Let him at least have a go at it. He's starting at 14. He's got jokes worthy of you taking. What happened to Teddy Carpenter? Who's that? Exactly. Shut <laughs> Probably just farting around D.C. Where are you going? What thing? You're going to the culmination now? Oh, shut up, baby. Come here. Let me get a kiss. Bye. This is Isla, everybody. Hi, Isla. Hi, Isla. She's going to her first dance. What? How old are you? I'm going to dance with Dakota. They're her friends. They're going girl, girl. How old are you? Ten. Where are you looking at me? Ten. Ten? First dance. She's God, embarrassed. Sick, sickening what's happening. She's embarrassed. Would it, would it be, would it be, <laughs> all I was thinking is, what if I just started French kissing? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting here like, oh. Yeah. But it's a slow build. Like, mwah, mwah, she, uh, mwah. I yeah. did look to see what kind of... Look, you know what's funny? That girl, uh, Allie Mack, <laughs> that girl, Allie Mack, that I, I ended up putting on my uh-huh. show at the Improv, struck me the other night with that joke she had about... Uh, when she was a kid, she slept at her dad's house, and he put a pillow between them on the bed. He was like, were you worried? There's like a sexual tension. And I go, it is a weird thing being the father of a 14-year-old. Maybe you can relate to this. Uh, 100%. I, I have a story uh, that I tell on stage. It's true that I accidentally, that she doesn't know this, but I accidentally just saw a brief shot of her naked. Yeah. Um, I have a joke on my set about that, but it was, uh, if you do say that thing, there's that weird thing if like I'm in a moment with her where I feel like I could see her, whether it be like, I don't know. Dude, imagine if you're asleep. Imagine if you're asleep, Mm -hmm. and suddenly she's like up tight next to you. Oh. You put your arm over. Oh no, I'm not worried about that. Hold on, hold on. You're not even thinking. You're not even thinking, and you get a hard on, and she feels it in her butt. 
No, that's it. Well, that could happen. I don't know. Think it, it could, it could you can think that in happen. the days of no, a sleep let me, let, me, let me explain. So Isla, one night, no, I would cuddle my daughter in bed, though. I would, Isla, actually, I would yeah, absolutely. But now, what if you're like out of it, feeling warm skin, warm skin? No. Seems very far fetched. I uh, one morning, <laughs> I get up and I throw my hand over uh, to, to put it on the end, and it lands on her ass, and all of a sudden I hear "Whoa!" and she throws it off my ass, off her ass. And it was Isla. She had had a bad dream and got in bed with us. And Leanne went uh, and slept on the couch. And I rolled over, think I have no fucking clue. Sure, yeah, like five in the fucking morning. I grab her. I just put my hand on her ass. Part part of me was like, God, it's so much better than my wife. Yeah, less yardage. Yeah, and so small, lean. <laughs> but she threw it off me. It was like, whoa. And then and then that happened again in Hawaii because Leanne in the middle of the night. I was snoring so bad, Isla could, or Leanne couldn't sleep, and her and Isla switched beds. And so I rolled over again to put my hand on Leanne, and it's Isla. She goes, Dad, seriously? And then she started putting pillows in between us. So she goes, I want you to remember I'm in this bed. That's actually really smart. But I don't think I'd have that, but I'd just say the thing I was saying more with the joke you were just making is there's such a weird thing being the father of a daughter who's 14 because if someone was like, if in my phone right now I know there's a picture of her naked, like, would you look? I mean, I would, it's not, but it's nothing sexual. It's simply like, you know this, dude. I mean, she was this. She was yeah. a fucking, she was a handful of a human being on my chest. So the fact now she has like, oh, she's 14, so she has like titties. And all, you're just kind of like, oh, what? Dude. It's just crazy to even think that it's not a child anymore. You know what I mean? I, I said. Bizarre. So I'm like, that is a weird, so you make the joke about friends. Not so much that, but there's that weird, like. As, as, as creepy as that sounds, you're like it's something you wrestle with in your head. You're just gonna like, I'm not. I really swear to God, I don't want to see her titties because I'm like nice titties. You just want to be like, does she have just regular woman titties? Now? Uh, it's weird. I, I said, I said, how can tits turn on you like that? <laughs> like I used to love them, and now if I like if I have a if like I can't even look like below my daughter's shoulders because they're they're not they're not like sexy titties. They're like nubbies, <laughs> and it's just gross. And you're like, fucked. It, I, yeah, it's I. I've had a hard time wrestling with them developing, and uh, quit wrestling with them. <laughs> <laughs> you find yourself in a documentary. Yeah. Uh, my, I have. I know that I, I read. Ke, uh, I think her name is Kelly Oxford or Jenny Jenny Johnson. High five. On, you mix them up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jenny, I think it was Jenny Johnson. High five was like, "Hey, dads." Just for the record, the first dick your daughter sees shouldn't be yours. And I was like, I was like, and at that point, I disagree I was, with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm certain that I was somehow naked in front of my daughter as a baby. Oh, I, de- oh, I definitely was. But then we had an, oh, earth- yeah, I mean, we had had an earthquake here one time, and I was sleeping naked. This is when the house was in the other configuration. I was sleeping naked, and well, you took out? I came running into their room afraid for their lives and I was naked and they didn't even feel the earthquake. They just heard me shouting, everyone at the table and they saw my dick and it was, and I mean, they were like, oh my God, dad's vagina. It was, they were like so fucking turned off. <laughs> no, but there's gotta be a, there has to be a strong gap because the first dick that you see should be your father's line is about the, after that gap Somewhere of around like six, seven, three. Eight. No, I think still around like three. When was the last time three. you think your daughter saw you naked? And, and it's different because you guys got divorced when she was how old? Uh, Eleven. 
Okay. But, uh, she, do you think she now. saw you naked at like at like eight? No. No, I probably stopped that around like three or so. When she can carry a conversation, you're like, this shouldn't be a thing anymore. <laughs> How about you? Does she could tell on me. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Just kidding. yesterday. No, the last. Time. When, did you, when did you guys last see your mom's vagina? Because for me, it's been forever. I don't remember anything like that. Oh, I remember remember my mom's vagina. I remember my mom's naked body completely, actually. Yeah, 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 I do. I I can definitely say it was definitely after I was 10. Really? Definitely. She actually built a new house when I was 10, and I was in third grade. And I remember... I remember seeing her C-section scar. Oh, wow. she was on the toilet. What? Uh, yeah, she was on the toilet naked, and I was like, "Well, what is that?" And she was like, "It's a C-section scar. Leave me alone." And I was like, "I just definitely remember that." My mom had uh, super thin, big, heavy Jew tits. Whoa. What? I remember. I, ma- I mangled her stomach because she was thin. Very, she was very. Th- I was like a size one or something like, that, like zero or one, but she had stretch marks all over her stomach from me, oh. and uh, and a big old bush. Really? Oh yeah. yeah my, my mom I was, was joking when I was nineteen, so I remember my mom as a hot commodity. I remember joking. Dudes. I didn't think either one of you. I thought he'd be like, oh yeah, never. yeah. But your mom walked around in a wig. I can't imagine she. <laughs> she walk around and watch. She went to synagogue and a watch. pussy wig. Oh, you, you, oh, she could wear regular hair, just like walking around the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only when you're out. Oh, that's interesting. I always thought that you guys had to wear wigs everywhere. Uh-oh. No, it's that you're only it's your husband. Other, you know, other men can't be attracted to you. Yeah. So they, why don't they wear clown wigs? <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be hilarious. Or bald uh, witch, just a bald head. <laughs> yeah, just a bald head, like a cone head. Type yeah. Thing. <laughs> just on your head. No chick's uh-huh. a hot cone head. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Not a one. It's tough. Big cone head. <laughs> They no chick is a hot coat head. Richard McNixon mask. What a big nose. <laughs> I said to my Jewish friend today, he. Uh, he I, I just say singular, my Jewish friend. I have two, I have two, two, two of my the, my best friends that like like adult friends that are like we all our kids grow up. They're both Jewish, and they you get so com- Jewish people talk so shitty about other Jews like. One of our friend's kids is growing up, and he's like, ah, she's fucking, she got really Jewy in this last year. <laughs> like, she looks like a Jewish, like a bad Jewish chick. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was like, look at her nose. And they were like, hey, easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I forget that they're, like, not Jewish or Jewish. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, oh, I've gotten caught in that quite a few times, because after where the the ghetto that I was raised in when I was like 15 we moved to this little suburb outside of Youngstown that's this Jewish community it's called Liberty it's just outside of there and high, yeah, high concentration of Jewish people and uh, I love it already yeah what and is this Liberty it's called Liberty Ohio, Ohio. yeah and um, so like all my friends late teenage years were all super 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 Jews continuously yeah so I've always had like an extra cozy thing around them and that happens to me quite often because I'm a joker too obviously right yeah. so like once it starts you know I'm always the guy that like you know like, I mean it's just a re- I always feel cozy but then it ends up feeling weird it's so interesting because I don't uh, I really definitely can say without with a hundred percent honesty I've never used. I've never said even the. Uh, I, I've never even said. It, I take that back. I've said it maybe like once or twice, quoting Patrice O'Neill, but I have never really said the K word for Jewish people. 
Oh, I. It's just dumb. I don't know. Nobody, it's just, I, nobody, but it, it doesn't strike me at all. It's hard. It's like a big chance for not much possible effect. Yeah. There's meaner things you can call Jewish people. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, the, it gets a little wordy. But, I don't even yeah. make Jew <laughs> jokes with basically at all anymore. I just always conserve them and wait for when Ari is back. <laughs> this town. Now that Ari lives in New York and like travels the world and stuff, I don't have as much of an outlet as I but used to. But I don't to. know if I grew up around <laughs> enough Jewish people, and I'm being Jewish myself, I guess, technically. Technically. Um, oh, that's right. You're Jewish. Technically. It's so weird. But I mean, like, but having that, uh, I know. <laughs> but it is make any uh, sense. It's, a real it's so ser- weird. I'm like looking at your profile. How did I not see that? <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, uh, I don't think I read. Jewish at all, right? But, no, you read but, Italian. But, 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 Irish, but, but growing up in that uh, environment, I never like I, I was always so baffled by Jewish like anti-Semitism. I was always like blown away. I'm like, what is the thing? I go, everyone like a bunch of my friends are Jewish. We're all just like, like who would hate kids them? playing sports and <laughs> and by the way, with the black kids in the neighborhood, it was a pretty much Jewish and black neighborhood. So it's like everyone just hung out, and if they weren't the Italian kids, like no one th- overthought. Jewish didn't really stand that as a thing, right? At all, yeah. And then when I went to New York, I saw a little more of that uh, that thing, especially when it gets like th- that weird, like in Brooklyn, when they all just come out and do dude, weird stuff, dude, Hasidic dude. ones, and the way they police their it's a new yeah, moon. Hasidic, it's yeah. a new moon, Jay. You gonna not dance for the it, new moon? Yeah, the whole <laughs> thing's what, what weird. Wrong exactly. with you? Yeah, that's what I was kind of like. Dance. Oh, you see, where it's like. But you see where uh, moon, moon, Tony, people section themselves off. How about this? How about this? How about this? I never saw Jewish as like, no, it's, no. It's like a faction of anything. It was about, just like your religion. How about Didn't this as a thought? Like, okay. So like the Jews notoriously have not been good house guests. Like <laughs> no, no one's ever enjoyed living around Jews in, in history. Hold on. Hear me out. Like in the 1900s, they kicked them out of Russia. Right, they like yeah. got rid of got them out of Russia. Fiddler on the roof. Uh, in the thirties, it was Germany. They never won them in Israel. The Palestinians always hated them. Mm-hmm. And then, and and by the way, these are all the Jews that were Poland, dressed, Romania, yeah, everywhere, 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 everywhere. And then they get to America, and then a couple of of uh, of easygoing Jews go, "Hey, man, you know, maybe if we take off the costumes and just hang out and like just assimilate a little more, we can we can like." We can be cool. And blend in. Blend in. And and I and I think that's when you say like I never saw racism towards Jews until I moved to New York and I realized like the Hasidic Jews have they're a, a thing. They're a thing and they don't like you. Yeah. They don't like you. It's not like they don't you. like you, it's that they don't care one way or the other about you. I'll say this. They're just getting yeah. in their way. Sometimes though they come to the cop. They are sometimes the greatest Great fans at, at, really? at the comedy club. If you're a really? Jew willing oh, to go dude. out to a comedy show, you're not going to get offended. You know what you're doing. It's, oh, it's, like, because, it's, they, like, it's because they're like a little bit like rebellious. Uh-huh. So they still wear, they're wearing all the shit, but they come out that night. You see, so like, technically, they get drunk hearing and it's laugh. not doing anything wrong. Yeah. This is okay. Yeah. And you're like, they're right. They're right. All right. I yeah. almost did something really bad the other day. I was at a stop sign in, in my area, it was not far from the neighborhood that I live in, is one of those, you know, another one of those, you know, Jewish areas, Unclaves. and I, I was at a stop sign. Hold on, one second. Like, I'm going to stop yeah. you for a second because I, anyone in America doesn't know what that means. What that means is Tony lives in a nice part of Hollywood, and what a synagogue does is it goes in and it buys all the property and then rents it out to yeah. their to the families. No, it does yeah. not. Yes, it. Yeah, oh, that's does. Not how it works. Yes. Okay, then how does it work? It's got to be something similar to this. People know there's a synagogue there. They try to buy places that are nearby within walking distance of the synagogue. No, but does the synagogue buy it and then rent to those people? Or they no, they, no. Gonna, they just get a place and try to a synagogue. Make a community. 
there is a community there. So if I'm looking for a new place to move as an Orthodox Jew, I'm like, where's a good Jewish community? Yeah, but how come they live in the most expensive parts of L.A.? We're smarter than you. <laughs> Why yeah. is it so separatist? Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, yes. Tony. Finish your story. Well, I mean, I almost did this thing the other day. I had like, just gotten cut off or something like that on the street. I was like a little bit angry. And I'm at this stop sign in this area. And there was this one, like, I'll say this Jewish guy, uh, 22, right? The hat, the, the outfit, yeah. the hippie, strings. Hippie, hippie cowboy. Right? <laughs> and he's got the uh, the curly. Uh, hey, yes. By those, yeah. those are badass. I, right. li- I like yeah, that. I those agree. Are I'm you. with you Thank 100%. But I'm in a bad mood for some reason or whatever. And this guy. And I see him just sort of standing there, like, on his phone, like, whatever. But he's curling his thing with his, his finger. Like, and it just looked so fucking pathetic to me. <laughs> that I was so close to rolling down the window and just being like, don't ever do that, dude. What you're doing right now, don't ever do that in public. Like valley girls twirling gum. Do you know how yeah. much I'd uh, fuck with my pants if I had them? Oh, Non-fucking yeah. stop. <laughs> I would love... Yeah, did you, you have those? I had little ones. <laughs> You did. You should grow yeah, those back once. Yeah, I hate your fucking hair. Why? I, when you grow it out, you look bald. Then when you shave it, you look like you have a full head of hair. Yeah, the shorter it is. I'm going to shave mine. Maybe I should shave mine tonight. What do they call those again? Why? Payases. Payas. Payas. Why yeah. would they even the down to the even the haircut? The Jews are. No, don't. It's shave. because you can't You're shave the five it in a way. corners of your like, beard with a razor. You need to go bald. Mm. I know, but if I go like, let me see your hair. Ari's no. got good long hair. Ari's got good You have. Rogaine in multiple rooms. By the way, can I in the yeah, hold on in in the shower today? Yeah. One of my favorite moments with Ari is I walked into his house in Brook in uh, in the East Village, and I and we were just bullshitting. And I saw you had his Rogaine. I go, Hey man, can I hit your Rogaine real quick? He was like, Of course. It was like this great male bonding moment yeah. of sharing Rogaine. <laughs> let me slap that. Yo, let me bump some of your Rogaine. The Callum wants me got me on uh, Prealis, pre, not Prealis, uh, Cia- not Cialis, Propecia, Propecia. Yeah, that's the fucking shit. So much stuff, so much weird stuff in there. It doesn't make anything grow back. It just like stops from well, losing I, it. That's right? what Rogaine does. It just stops it. It, it stops the war of attrition. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about any of them. Do you care? Segura's yeah, hair. Segura's hair. I want a mohawk again, but it didn't connect. Quick, didn't connect today, <laughs> and it got worse. You can't have half a mohawk and then nothing and then more mohawk. Has it gotten worse? Just slightly, but it's like there's no connection. But again, I just don't either. Did you have a black person cut your hair this time? Yeah, no, Rudy's gay Italianish. Okay, Maybe it looks cool. Did they trim up like the side, a... your side, your like sideburns and stuff? Yeah. Did they yeah, like, why? clean it up? Yeah, they cleaned it up. But I think that's you did you get think... that done in uh, Puerto Rican guy? You said Rudy's. No, 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 Italian or Mexican. I had a black guy but tighten if... me up. Can I tell you one but... of the J- Big J's biggest fucking mistakes ever? We're about to do this. Yes, yeah, dating happening. that girl Christine. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, what? Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're about to do this. Is not happening. Uh, season one or two, maybe one. I don't. And uh, Jay's got his beard going, and he's. Goes in for hair and makeup, and the girl goes, "Hey, can I trim that for you?" And Jay goes, "Yeah, you think you need, she, it needs it?" She goes, uh, "Yeah, I would." And I watch her take the clippers down to a one, what, and go to clip his hair. And I, do you remember this? I go, "No, please, can I stop this?" It's too short. I go, "No, you're not allowed to shave his beard." I go, "You've never shaved a beard ever, have you?" And she goes, "Well, I have." I go, "No, but do you do it like once a week? Because I do it once a fucking week, and I would never let a woman shave my fucking beard." On a one, mistake. You gotta go to a black place for that. Yeah. Black places are the best. Or Middle Eastern dudes, weirdly. Really? Middle Eastern dudes who act black. Oh, really? Because they have Niggers? Them? I don't know what you call that. 
Um, Miggers, that's way too close. You gotta call them Aigers or something. That's way too close. It's gonna stir up shit. Yeah. Um, but I've gone, I've gone to Middle Eastern dudes <laughs> who do it. But you want a guy who comes over? They really treat you like a princess. The hot towel. The, the hot towel's nice. Yeah. The shape. But they go with they. They make all the edges with the, uh, you know, the straight. straight razor and stuff. But I really, it's like, I, there's a place that cuts my hair in my building. I'm like, why would I? Yeah, really? what's up with your hair now? You went back oh, to right normal? next door. Yeah, I went back to short hair, yeah. The, uh, did you tell Bert what happened? What? With the last time you did this podcast? Oh, dude, no, I never did tell you this. <laughs> what? This is so funny. So me and you were... This is... I really can't believe I haven't told you this yet. So <laughs> me and you... The first time me and you did a podcast together here... Yeah. It came out a couple months later. It did? Yeah. Okay. Um... Now, what happened was I was going through – when I came here to do this with you last time, I was in the middle of a long three weeks I was going to be – I was two weeks here, and then I did like a week of this cruise ship, a heavy metal cruise ship, and I came back. When I left, I was telling you there was a thing going on. We were talking about confrontation, like hating confrontation. Yeah. And I said I had a, a – I just I described it as a, I got a dude who rents a room for me, and I don't need financially need a roommate anymore, and me and Christy want to live alone, so it's like – so I got to tell him, like, you know, we're going to give you a couple months and we want you to go. And I said things like, I'm like, I don't know what to fucking tell this guy or anything like that. And you don't know who he is. His name is Mike Fenoy. He's a comedian. Okay. He's a very funny comedian. But you didn't know him, so I wasn't, the story wasn't really about that. So I just didn't say anything. Like, so, and last time they came out for a few months, and what me and Christine knew was when we go home from this three-week trip, we're going to tell Mike that's what we want to do. But I said it on this podcast. <laughs> The next day, I'm in Florida doing a gig before I go on this cruise ship, and I get a. Te- I have a different friend opening for me, and Mike Fenoya sends me a text, and he goes, "Hey man, what do you think this means?" And it's a tweet from someone that goes, "Who knows my situation? Even yeah. they heard me and your thing, they know who I'm talking about. Yeah, who knows me?" And they go, "Hey Mike Fenoya, how do you feel about Big J giving you the boot from his house? <laughs> or no, giving you the boot?" And he goes, "What do you think that means?" And I go. So I kind of know, but I, go, uh, but I go, I don't think it's that. Yet. So I go, oh, you know what? A different guy just opened for me in Florida, so it's probably someone who knows you open for me all the time, yeah. wondering, saying I gave you the boot from the show maybe. Yeah. He goes, I don't know, but I guess he went back and forth with the guy a few times. I was like, yeah, man, Burt cast. <laughs> and, he listened, and that's how he fucking found out we wanted to move out. Oh, no. That was a real, that was a conversation I, I told Christine when I got those texts from him. I was like. I'm gonna have to go downstairs right now and smoke a couple cigarettes outside and talk to Mike. I'm like, <laughs> I get it. And he was mad. I go, I go. Listen, dude, what I was saying about wanting you to go and stuff like that shouldn't be the thing you're upset about. But I get it that you found out on a fucking podcast that you have six more months to live in a place. Oh, it was. I, I really had to Didn't apologize. Even tell him. I couldn't do anything but apologize. I was like, I was like, dude, I don't even have an excuse about this. I go. I, other than I thought it was not going to come out so after we spoke to you because it's fine it wasn't a, just the fact that you found out just from the oh, channels of people knowing dude, the, 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 I, I mean I, I remember a time in podcasting when you would talk shit and not realize people would hear it yeah exactly that was the me and the Jay Moore shit was, was just going on Rogan and just talking to Joe and just not realizing oh hey this is going to be a really big Someone fucking else can hear you talking Right. And I, I remember getting a call from him. I was like, what's up? <laughs> I know all that stuff. People write me and say, so-and-so talked about you and something. It's like, be gone. I know, every, you're, yeah. I know you're reading into it wrong. Every time that I, uh, I I do that, man, I fucking do that a lot. The thing where you feel bad about what you say later. I, I forget people are listening almost like immediately. 
I did a yep. thing with the the girl who's on uh, What's Your Fucking Deal, the professional cuddler. What? Uh, that was in the audience for one of the shows. What's she started coming out to a deal? lot of comedy shows. You definitely met her before. Professional cuddler? Yeah. She uh, agreed to do a... Uh, she kept. I kept saying, arguing that professional cuddling is a bullshit thing. It's sexual. Like the guys want to fuck if they do it. Yeah. So she always ar- she argued with me this, and she would show up to comedy shows, and I said to her, uh, she said to me at one point she wanted to do a cuddle session with some comedians to get like feedback and cuddling. Whatever. It's stupid. That's the excuse I use to try to fuck. I said to her, I'll do it if you do it butt naked, and she was like, No, I'm not doing. It. I go, That's fine. You don't have to do it with me. I'm just saying, like. I think it's dumb, so I'll do it if, it's, if we do a butt naked. She agrees to it. Uh, what? Yeah, that's <laughs> that negotiation. We do it. Or I'm not naked. She's naked though. Great. She look great. What are you wearing? Uh, basketball shorts, no underwear <laughs> though. No basketball <laughs> shorts, no underwear though. So your dick knocks around a little uh, bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a good way to work. Good way to work up a semi. And wear basketball <laughs> yeah. shorts Smooth with no service. underwear. No, dude. I grew just up in knocks, Tampa. It just really I grew up in Tampa in the strip clubs. That's, that's what Bert wears when he's. We used to go in daughter. Tampa. When you turned eighteen, you go to you go to a, a strip club and you wear umbros, no underwear. Yeah, umbros. Umbros with no underwear. Umbros with no underwear. The summer team just got done. Soccer practice done. We're ready for lap dances. I was snuggling with a girl in high school, and and when we went to Israel for six months, the second half of senior year, my whole high school goes over there. Just snuggled, snuggled, and I came my pants. Did you? Yeah, fully. And she was like, "You're so restless back there." Did and you I was give like, like, "Were you giving friction?" Is no, that why? I was just holding up against it, and it was just like I don't know, probably between butt cheek. You know, also same thing. Yeah. Shorts, yeah. no underwear. Sleeping yeah. or you were awake? Awake. And you just were cuddling. thinking about having sex. With Afternoon her. nap. No, there's no way it was going to happen. Yeah, uh, I call that not cheating. Keep going. <laughs> and just like yeah, yeah, and then and then, yeah, I couldn't believe well, it. Well, it's funny. Was, Eighteen. What? Well, so with this girl, the snuggler chick. So then she, uh, the whole thing was that she was going to do that, and she came on the bonfire to talk about it on the radio. Never thing. She has like a, a, nice. a, you know, she's got a voice that's like. You know, she's got a hell of a voice. We'll put it that way. The way she talks, she's like, you know, she has a goofy voice. Yeah. Um, like and when a she stutter? Came, no, just like you know, she's like, it's like yeah, 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 you know, just like she has a goofy chick voice. Yeah. And when she came in, when she came in, we talked about the thing, and she left. As soon as she left, I was just like, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I go look, I go. Then there wasn't much story to tell about the snuggle session. I was like, but I really just like. You had to hear that goofy ass voice. I knew on the radio it would be so hilarious uh, to hear goofy voice. And like, like an hour later, I get a thing. She goes, "I listened to the show after I left. <laughs> after I left, and you is it real? I mean, literally for weeks, text going like, I'm sorry, I'm being a pussy, but is my voice really that awful? It's all I can think about now.' And you're like, oh, fuck! I swear <laughs> to God, I'm just trying to fill the minutes on goddamn forty hours of broadcasting a week. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, please don't take it personally. I didn't think about it two seconds after I said it. Did you ever hear Kevin Brennan on <laughs> on Opie? I think it was on Opie and Jim, and he does the whole show, and he shits on his brother. He shits on everything. And then in the last two minutes of the show, he says he cheated on his wife. What? (laughs) Jesus. So wait, so wait. What? So this is the best part of it, though. (laughs) He comes home, and his wife's like, you fucking cheated on me? And he goes, wait, you listened to the whole show? (laughs) He's like, I figured it was the last two minutes. Who listens to that? (laughs) That's so funny. He's like, you listened to the whole show? Where were you you waiting around to hear my plugs? You know where I'm going, lady. (laughs) (laughs) That's the last... 
the Kevin last... Brennan fucking made wow. Lenny Marcus so furious he quit doing a podcast with Kevin him. Brennan is so... Fu- like he's hilarious. He is so funny, but he's so he's I love a bitter him. motherfucker. He does not want to play the game. <laughs> I not like no, that. he did play the game for a long time. He yeah, want it anymore. didn't pan out for him. And now he's just kind of like fuck you, world. I remember him from when I was a kid, and I haven't seen him yeah, in remember, ten his years. Was so good. In he ten years, he's, he's, so he's a great comic. He's a great comic. Sarah Silverman's uh, virginity. virginity. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I was he, talking about what's how the I mean, level, the level of like talent she's dated before. It's funny seeing him now because Kevin Brennan's like a he was like a young handsome dude. Like his picture yeah. was going out of the cellar. You're like, oh shit! Like Kevin was like a good looking dude. He was the first person I knew when I came to New York. This first, may, first, this, very first person, really. This maybe always makes me laugh so hard. Was that uh, you know, it was hilarious with Kevin as, as much as he was like so revered in comedy as like a stand up. It's funny that uh, you know Neil Brennan's like the gazillionaire off of the Chappelle affiliation, off the Chappelle affiliation. And then what was funny was not too long ago, WorldStarHipHop.com had a thing where it was like, check out Dave Chappelle like uh, from his old Star Search set, and they show a Star Search set where he kills. And then they just show the judging, and it goes. The current champion, Kevin Brennan's got three stars. The challenger, oh, really? Dave, Dave Chappelle, four stars. And, and he shakes his hand and walks up and they go, so he beat him on Star Search and then made his brother a gazillionaire? <laughs> he really oh, should oh hate gosh. Chappelle. Yeah. He was a former champ. He should hate Chappelle. He should hate Chappelle. You're right. I think about... He I made think his brother a gazillionaire and beat him on Star Search. I think about Neil sometimes just pee in the back. Way, I went way to the back, left, and then all the way towards the fence. In this little puddle, puddle area you can make. I uh, I think about uh, Neil Brennan every time I start having fun. Why? Because he doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. Oh, he, Neil Brennan. Yeah. Neil Brennan. And I think, like we had, a t- I think we talked about it on the podcast. He's like, yeah, he's a vegan. He's like, it's like all. He's the exact opposite of me, but he still is very funny. Like I watched yeah. his. I watch. I watch. No, I, really I watch funny. Three Mics. I like Three Mics a lot. What's Three Mics available on? Uh, it's on uh, it's a, some streaming service. Netflix. My special is also available right now on Netflix, everybody, called Double Negative. Sorry, go ahead. It's going to change your career. <laughs> Do you want it to change your career? I just here's, want to see the shit I make. The, I just want to see the shit I make and enjoy Jay, here's it. the thing that I say about Ari that kind of like I don't want to get is a little th- bit of a con- conundrum. He doesn't want Hollywood. He doesn't want fame. He just wants to work. He wants to do comedy and work and do his thing. Now, but is, is wealth in that? I'm plenty wealthy, man. No, no. But I got saying, enough money needs, to live on. He only needs for, If I wanted to leave the country, I could live on. thirty-five grand Forever? I could leave for 15 years right now with the money I have, with the, with the way I can spend money. So you are a millionaire. Yeah. No, not even close. Yeah. Have you ever made a million dollars in a year? I'm saying you can spend twelve grand a month and be out there. I own. But you can do 20. I'll, be, I'll bear soul. I'll, we're drunk enough. I'll bear soul. No, 12 grand. I'm sorry, 12 grand a year. I'll bear soul. Yeah, here are things like that. But in my life, it's a crazy thing. I own probably in money to have, like with money coming in constantly. I like my plateau right now that I try to keep up is like three something, three hundred thousand something, which is great for me. Yeah, it's a game changer. Three hundred thousand what dollars a year? I own like three hundred thousand dollars a year. That's what I made. That's a crazy high amount. You'll never need that much. Hold on. No, dude, you're There's fucking no reason bomb. You'll ever, you're I have a dumb money that much. No, but you are. You're. Oh, that's right. You buy thousand dollar fucking luggage for no reason. It's, I did buy expensive luggage, but, but, that, but, but with that said, luggage Timmy. is a good. Uh, uh, yeah, Timmy's nice. Yeah, cost for two hundred, Tony. Hey, hang not on. Really. Go crazy. <laughs> not really. Nope. The two hundred. You can find bargains. I found a fucking. 
but it let breaks. Me, let me jump in on no, this no, because no, no, no. Yes, as, a, name as a person who's traveled on like a whoop.com for 60 bucks. Yeah. How long for, does that last you, though? 10 years. At Tony, last Tony, no, Tony, Tony, I'll jump in. I'll jump in real quick. It did. Those things are garbage. to travel. I have been one of those big companies. Cheap luggage tourist or six weekends. The last six weekends. This was a fucking. What are those things where the gorilla throws at it? Throws it down. You were very Samsonite. Samsonite, yeah. You already was very upset about my luggage purchase. It was so so I've traveled the world. I've traveled the world seven times over around around the world seven times. I the first bag I bought was called Ramoa. It is the most expensive travel bag you can buy. They are fifteen hundred dollars. It is. One of the coolest purchases I've ever made. It it pushes like butter through yeah. an airport. There is no hassle, no haggle. Right. The first time I used it, it broke. There was oh. a hole in it. And the second time I used it, it was stolen because it's a fucking $1,500 bag. Anyone who knows anything about anything goes, this guy spends that much on his luggage. He's going to fucking they must have stuff, in stuff in there. The next bag I bought was at – it was uh, Kirkland at uh, – at, at Costco? At Costco. And I, my wife bought it. She goes, Kirkland fuck it. Brand. That's their, that's, their, so that's, that's their house brand. I have had that bag wow. for seven years. I love wow. it. I love and it. I love that bag. And I will never buy <coughs> an expensive piece of luggage because what happens when you have expensive luggage is people go, millionaires got millionaire Plus, shit Not to mention here. it broke before you even used it. Uh, I've, yeah. I've never heard of Romeo before. I got a really, really, really sturdy hard case Samsonite. And I went through ten bags before that, realizing that cheap bags weren't working for me. I was well, shoving them in the zipper breaks. Like the point being more about like uh, fucking that Ari only needs thirty five grand a year. No, I'm saying, but, but but no, but what Ari doesn't have though is like my daughter's school's fifteen grand a year. Oh yeah, we uh, talked about this. I have a car. Yeah, you did that. You guys don't know how to fuck right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fuck right. No rhythm method. Yeah, yeah, but we have a, we have a we have That's a reason you you have this position now. The uh, but even I, do, I mean, I wear twenty five dollars sweatshirts, man. I mean, like, I, yeah. Without that, I, 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 spend, I spend money in the. I'm like, oh, I want, I wanted big TVs, like that shit matters yeah. to me. But oh. I, don't, I really don't give a shit. I'm not a big vacations guy. I'm you not, don't like eat. Oh, I'm expensive. a big vacation guy. I'm I don't a big eat vacation guy. You do take cabs. I, take, I, I take do eat expensive. Actually, I go because I take. I'm taking five. You know, me, my girlfriend, Christine. You know, Christine. My ex, my daughter. It's always like a, such an excursion. I, I do, I do it big vacations. Like, yeah. but I, but I book a gig where I'm going. So, like, I did London. I booked a gig. Did a podcast. I do Hawaii. Booked a gig. Uh, re- I mean, released two podcasts. But like, it's so, not a real vacation. I mean, a real like no work. Fuck it time. Uh, I, I don't believe do it. In those. I'm gonna do it. In, I don't believe I'm gonna them. do it in December for the first time. Where are you gonna go? What are you gonna do? I haven't decided yet. Maybe just Miami for three days and just fucking dick around and do nothing. Blech. Maybe, yeah. But Lewis, come, Lewis keeps saying Jamaica. How come? Jamaica, how, sure. how, how come? Impractical Jokers will just Miami. throw you on the yeah. cruise too this year. No, yeah, they would, but I, I'm not gonna. I'm Why not? not gonna do it. Um, they I think I last year. Come I, hang out. Yeah, I have a gig already, and I'll just do it next year. They'll pay. No, no, no. But me and Ari and Tony are on it. Oh, we're gonna have so year. much fun. Yeah, we're all on it. We're gonna have so much fun. You're on Jay. it too. I'm on it. Jay, oh. uh, it's this is my November first through fifth or something like that. I put all my yep. dates on here. Sal told me I have a cabin and uh, if I want to go. Uh, what do you want to know? Talk to us. Talk to us. Sure. It is November no, one. No. It is five. November one, two, three, and four and five. Oh, whose memory was perfect? I'm gonna look right now. Yeah. It's, the answer is Ari. Who's Ari's memory? Uh, everybody. And by the way, everybody, I am in Australia. I'm in Singapore and Australia, September 
Ninth in Singapore, eleventh in Perth. Are you Tom? Thirteenth in Sydney, Melbourne on the fourteenth, Sydney again on the sixteenth, and Brisbane on the eighteenth. Of what month? Of September. Brisbane. Brisbane. And where? You're in September in Brisbane? Have you done Australia yet? Yeah, a couple times. For real? Yeah, I'll be going back to the Melbourne Comedy Festival next year. Yeah. I think to it. I, I, I've never been to Australia. I don't know how it's going to sell. I'm asking oh, my, sell I'm out. asking anyone who listens to this podcast from Australia to just spread the word of my name. Just tell your friends, watch the machine video. This guy's coming. Let's get tickets. Dude, in Australia, they're just happy with the credit from America. Yeah, but right yeah. now, everyone is hitting Australia. Brennan Schaub just sold out every single one of his shows. For the Top record. Is there in yeah. a couple days. I'd be canceling. I don't want to brag. Let's hear it. Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. I'll tell you what. You could delay that. You would have to cancel that. Reschedule that. You can reschedule it. Especially now. From now until October. Call Sal. November. Wait, what are we in right now? Sal says. uh, Call Sal right now. You have his number. Dude, dude. You'd be postponing it four and a half to five and a half months out. I'll put him on speaker. Let's see what my ticket counts for San Francisco are. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is uh, Ari. I need this money. I need it. I go to Australia every November. By the way, it's the best place to go. Wait, hang on, Tony. How many times have you been to Australia? Twice. Two. I'll tell for, you what. For real? But I'm going back this November too. I don't know what everybody's max gig price ever, but I'm going to do that casino in Oklahoma, Oklahoma. again in a week. That uh, is Calusa. Calusa. What's it called? Shiloh Turkey. Lacey's. No, Lacey no, no. Lacey, Apple, Lacey, Lacey Applegate. Yeah, yeah, is the no. girl. It's called something. I forget what it's called. Calusa. Calusa Casino. Calusa. Yep. Calusa. Yeah, it's uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm doing it, and uh, I'm doing it at the end of the month. Yeah, dude. So that's, that's hey. Here's a little tip. Is that it is, fun? That it's 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 good. Maybe only Tony would take. <laughs> bonkers money. Really? Here's a little tip for you guys. Wait, how much? Hang on. How much you getting paid? Hold on one second. I'll tell you what I get paid. Can I mouth it? Yeah, I'll mouth mine. Hold on one second. Let me get my number. Or I'll, I'm going to hand gesture it so the, the video people will see. You ready? Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Deal memo. Hold on one second. Hold it's, on one a, second. It's, a, it's a very good... Hang on. You ready? She runs a good place. Yeah, she runs a great place. She's going to be pissed about us sharing nope. our numbers? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> how about this? I'll show you mine. Are we calling it? Can we do one, two, three and you other prices? You're getting crazy more I'll than one, me. Two, three. Oh, yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> You want to? No, and no, we can't because everyone will hate us. No, no it's going to be great. Dude, it's going to be great. No, 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 hold on, hold on. So I'll the, do it. <laughs> okay, I'll do it too. Hold on, I want to make sure I get the right number. We're all sure going to have. Right to- I'm, this is gonna- I hope it's all different numbers. And it's going to be uh, number thousand. It's everyone yeah. knows. If no one's getting the thousands, leave now. <laughs> all right, right, right. All right. So we're just saying the number, or we're saying the million or hundreds. You are, so, you are, yeah. you are a bad agent. Okay, this is what I'm getting paid. No, right. I want to see it. Wait, yet. no, no, oh, okay, we're, okay, we're, okay. we're one, two, three, seven. Oh, you're playing it too? Yeah, I'll play it too. All, four, okay. all four of us. Are you doing it too? Let me, let me. Can I look real quick to remind? Of course, you yeah, remember look. what you're getting for this. I don't. Yeah, I, it, I don't. I, I did. I do because it's unique. <laughs> it's a unique oh, amount. Uh, by the way. Dear person who books this club, I will promise not to renegotiate if everyone's higher than me. It's a half hour show. What? It's, it's not a half hour, hour show. Forty five. What? Forty five. Yeah, headline. A full show. Headline. No, yeah. yeah, they have a, they have a feature. Yeah, whatever. No, no, no I'm saying the show is headlining. Forty five minutes. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. Artist. Hour. It's a ballroom. Then, if it sold out, there'd be 150 people there. And they. It's great. They give you. It, what, she the, it up on, you know what the capacity goes, is, right? What. Seven hundred. Oh yeah, if they really no, if they really got people in there. They move everyone to the front. You you didn't see it. You didn't walk oh, around okay. and watch. Oh yeah, okay, for sure. Yeah. But like, uh, she sets it up really good, 
if you if she goes if you're like hey uh, if you lower the lights it'll help she goes okay I'll do that from now on she's just like get any advice she'd be like yeah I just want to make a good show they they take they they have you sit in a private room for dinner yeah afterwards wait is this gonna is this gonna result wait when's my date oh I'll have already I'll already performed this will result nothing bad nothing bad no okay great but Lacey would love this okay by the way she's in my special on the side. Just watch the color mix. By the way, listen right to me. Right there. Collusive Casino. I am years away from ever renegotiating oh, this shit. money. I'm looking shit, directly shit. at it. I was I, there March am I in, 10th. Am I in... Fu- am okay. I in <laughs> hang on one second. Am I in... This- <laughs> Jesus, Bert. Is... Uh, where the fuck is it? Let's right back here, December. Shit. Oh shit, it's December, so I might lose this date now, this if she doesn't enjoy this. Date. By the way, this is extra exciting because uh, I have the same agent as Ari and, and Big and, J, and, so I'm going to find out exactly like how uh, he's leveraging. Got, okay, before you, we say this, then can I, I just sw- say how much we, we should get? Can I say? <laughs> let me say, let me say something. <laughs> so we know each other. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right, right now. You guys deserve three times as much as me. If you're wondering where no, I'm coming, I'm not arguing that. I'm saying before I don't care. I'm okay with the money if everyone else here is making three times as much as me. I'm okay with the money. I'm okay oh, with yeah. the money. By the way, oh, yeah. I'm definitely okay with the money. So I don't want to make sense. I just want I'm to know. I'm definitely okay with the money. Yeah. What if we all just fucking? What if we're like fucking Fleetwood Mac right now? By the now? way, we right now, you know who's listening to this numbers. most? Our agents. <laughs> Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Right now, we all just say the same number. Uh, are we fucking her? By the way, doing no. this? No. Are you counting? Are you counting Air Hotel Ground support and MC? No. no. What that check no, no. says? No. No, you're not. Well, you're okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I know Don't what mine add was. another 500 for, bucks for, to yours. Mine's a round number, if that helps Mine's a all. round number, too. Okay. By the way, by the way, can I just say, <laughs> here's my tip for this. I love building uh, this. For Tony, yeah. and not for you guys, specifically not for you guys, because I know you'll ever go. The Ozarks are right there. You can make your flight home uh, at like 6 p.m., 7 p.m., and you spend the whole morning. If you get a rental car from the Arkansas airport, you can just walk around the fucking woods there, get some joints. And just have a fucking great time. That's Cra- a Tony, crazy, crazy that's a Tony friendly idea. Yeah, crazy yeah. views. Get back in your car. Go to the airport. Return the car right at the airport, and you're in. Yeah, so in I'm s- at the Calusas Casino, December first. Everybody. Okay. I was in Salt Lake City. I'm there. The uh, when you went out. out. This, this is coming yeah, out in July. Gorgeous up there. Oh. This will come out in July. Oh, yeah. I'll be there already. Ugh. I'm looking out. <laughs> God damn Mountains it. Are the best. I'm the one that's going to get their date canceled. <laughs> You're not going to get canceled. Because someone's going to call in and go, hey, I'll do it for cheaper and I'm bigger than Bert. Listen, the reason she loves all of us and the yeah. reason she books out of this kind of pool of people yeah. Yeah. is because like, she follows what we do. She'll love this. Lacey okay. is really a doll. So this is also exciting because not only... I disagree. I think you she, have... she's going to get beaten over this. But go ahead. <laughs> for real? For real? No. They handle it differently there. What, you, what agency are you with, Bert? UTA. Okay. We're about to find out right now. You Sephora? Who does? No, Heidi. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Are we ready? This is Yankees Red Sox. So I'm going to just, just practice. Just so you don't, don't say it. For right now, your number, your say, number is one all, no, no, and your number all, is two. Okay. Let's all say, and your number is three. Okay. Just, so, uh, so let's just practice. But you're one, two, okay, three. Ready? I'm also two. I'm two. Okay. But, but, I'm two. Okay. So we're just practicing how we're going to do it. Are we going to count it? I'm going to go one, two, three, and then, like, on the same cadence, one, two, three, and then I'm going to do the, uh, and that's no, what everyone will say. One, Since I know this isn't a number yeah. on anybody, yeah. or I, where I'll, I'll, I'll feel bad if it is. Yeah. Let's all say, let's, let's me and no, you. No, 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 don't do this. Just go, we don't got it. One, no. two, one, two. I want the cadence right. 
Let's all say, me and you say 90,000, you say 80,000. Okay, That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, 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 oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, ready? And we say the thousand with it? We say we're, the thousand we're, or we're not say we're thousand? We're saying 90,000. You don't just say 90 or 80,000. Wait, what if it's not in the thousands? Are you guys no, it's all in the thousands. <laughs> all right, ready? How ready? Deep, are you guys ready? really practicing the deep tens of thousands? Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Right, here we go. Here we go. One, One two, three, ninety thousand. All right, perfect. Okay, all right. We Tony didn't join in at all. I though. didn't. All right, didn't. let's do it one more time. You got it. One. You got eighty. You got eighty thousand. Ready? One, two, three, ninety thousand. Okay. Okay. All right, here's the problem with that. Down. I couldn't hear what either one of you said. That's what we all said. Same, we all said the same number. Well, no, no, we no, we didn't. You guys said different numbers. He said eighty. He's the one who said eighty. And we all said ninety. You did. So he's the one who said eighty. I yeah. did hear that. I'm just but I matter. thought you and you were going to say eighty. Ari, oh, I said com- ninety. I said Ari, the comedy's going to be if we all just definitely have different numbers. I think we're all different numbers. How about this? Let me present something. If we just if we get the cadence right, where you can go real quick, ba 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 ba. So it's so it's two five seven one. No, and no. Wait, and, and then, no. We're, and then we all have to hear it. It's funny, too. I'll tell you, the, over, the overlap's going to be the killer. Wait, Hold let me on. ask this, too. You guys, are, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have only done it once, right? You're not saying your I'm second just time. No. I'm going back to my second time. Same price. Okay. Oh, you're I, wait, I'm, this is my first time doing this club. <laughs> let me say this. And this like we can all agree on. Yeah. They pay whoever you bring. A thousand, a thousand. Yeah. grand for Mullen. Yes. Nick yeah. By the way, by the way, Mullen. Those fucking Mephiltrons is just like eh, December thirty first. <laughs> yeah. By the way, a thousand. I took Nick Mullen camping. I mean, not camping, hiking up there. We don't have his cliff. You can let's like go on your fucking hands and knees because you can it just it's just miles down and away forever. And I was laying out there for like two minutes. I was like, wow. And I turned around to get Mullen. And he was playing Bejeweled on his fucking phone. <laughs> he wasn't enjoying it at That's all. That's fucking hilarious. All right, let's get back to the game. Are we ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? Okay, well, I'll do it. We'll start to count. Ready? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> do you know your number? I think I do, but let me think, second guess this now. What do you mean? I'm trying I'm to remember now. Do guess. not make up a number. I'm no, telling I'm not you my trying to make up a number. fucking number. I'll show, I will show you that I'm not lying. I'll show I'll, you my number. Let me just be sure. Let me just be sure. Just need a second to be sure. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. Well, I mean, if we're showing our true deal, like my check... Has the five hundred that you pay for travel? Yeah, in. well, if yeah, you're if you're that. putting five hundred into yours, I wouldn't worry about it. But, <laughs> but, but in, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I just looked. It's I, all inclusive. You're saying I brought up Calusa. Yeah, yeah, it's all inclusive. Probably says Calusa offer. I clicked on it, and mine ends in a five hundred. If we're not counting the no, the, round but, it for us. Take the five hundred off. Well, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna add it on because you end up paying for the hotel, so they the check is for the five hundred more. Justin is see the hotel. Yeah, text Justin. Not the hotel, the airfare. The airfare, yes. Yeah. So, the, but they give you five hundred no matter what. So that's on the check. Yeah. So I'm rounding up, and I'm gonna need it too. I can just tell. You're gonna round up. <laughs> five hundred. I think I'm rounding down. Really? I'll round up. Hold on. Now no, I'm, now I'm gonna I'm say the number. That, I'm gonna say the number that I know I get. Oh, wait. Do I add the food vouchers? I'm not adding any of that. <laughs> Shut up. Because, <laughs> I mean, I went to town that fucking on the employee buffet. I like everyone's double checking. I'm, I'm totally adjusted. ready. Adjusted. I know mine. I, I, all I'm seeing is guarantee yeah. USD flat. Yes. I think that's my number. Yours ends in three zeros. That's the number I'm three giving. Three zeros? Well, yeah. Well, hold on. I'm yeah, 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 I'm yeah. I'm giving that number. Yeah, if you're done then three zeros, I'd totally renegotiate. <laughs> if you only have two zeros. <laughs> Don't he's, no, he's, saying he's, got, he's saying he's got uh, four zeros? In between. No, he's saying he's <laughs> no, four, I'm at no, like 500. 
No. Are you ready? No, you ready? Said, like 73,500. Did you text Justin? Yeah. I don't know if he'll write me back. I'll text you don't know? Justin. I, 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 now, I'm thinking at... about it now, and I'm thinking it might be done on two different numbers. Oh, really? you don't have a real phone. You have that fucking thing. Yeah, By the way, that is so troublesome. Oh, my God. If you give me a computer, I can check my email and find out. I mean, oh, I can just, my daughter is watching Justin. my Netflix. What? I'll text Justin. You could... But you know yours. I know mine. I just texted Justin. You text him, too. Ari needs, yeah, him. Saying, Ari Ari needs to know needs, his number. Ari needs this number. Let him know we're not fucking around. I want my ticket count for San Francisco. bullshit right now. Do you guys do tip- ticket counts? No, uh, I do dates, release dates, which is July 18th today, everybody, or yesterday. But it's out right now, my Netflix special. I'm going to release this. I'm going to release this. Wait, wait. When, when's your special come out? July 18th. July 18th. It's called Double Trouble? Double Negative. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, oh, perfect. Oh, yeah, perfect. I'm going to release this Wednesday, so it's up. July 19th. I'm going to release it July perfect. 19th. Hell yeah. Out right now, everyone. I love Are you that. proud of it? Hell yes. Hang on, hang on. Can I ask you seriously? Do you ever feel like like you do a like right now the hour I'm working on? Yeah, I'm. I, I like it, but then part of me goes, I it's not, I take some bits to the store, and in the OR they don't do as well as they do on the road. I wonder if that has to do with the fact that the OR is a younger vibe, and I'm talking about my kids, and it's more storytelling, and and you know sometimes in the OR what works is like fake crowd work, yeah. you know, and so like. Like sometimes when you watch people really work a bit and really try new punchlines and you know no, it's because they don't know you as much. The less percentage of people that store know you. But no, but does that mean it's not funny? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. wrong. I think. No, you are in the main room. It kills. That is. But wrong. in the OR, oh, no. the main room is an older crowd. But if you did in the OR th- two, three times in one week, by that third time, you'd be but like, no, but oh, no, fuck it. How about how about a little bit of like a little bit of like the crowd in the OR. Is a younger, yeah, they're younger, high energy, high energy, like uh, like Not high energy. Like, I watched really. watch a comic go up the other, May- the other day and do Maybe. the other day and do f- what we would all consider fake crowd work, yeah. you know, and and uh, and it murdered. And I was like, yeah, but that. that yeah, I can definitely do that, but that's not what I'm working on. Right? You're just like, judging off a few times there. Yeah, maybe it. Yeah, because I mean, maybe, that's, maybe, I mean, I, I have a good. Not, I, not, yeah, not every time, but but here's the I'm thing. Sometimes if I go room, for the I OR and I just fuck around, it yeah. gets much better laughs than me working on new material. Yeah, they want more like a more real, real way of talking. It yeah. has to feel see natural. Through, like, oh there. yeah, well, any, any, like any, you murder in the OR. Any, but anything is because any time a 15 minute spot is in my, the last thing, unless I'm working on like. A particular new bit, but that's but that, that's, that's I mean, a problem. I, I mean, I go back, yeah, but I go up there like almost purposefully not do any material unless it's like I'm trying to get to a joke, right? But for the most part, yeah. I treat 15 minutes always is like trying to find anything new. Maybe I should stop always just asking them if they've ever seen a black dick before. <laughs> I just, maybe I, if I fucking fanned out my maybe, questions maybe, yeah. more, I'd find more material. Well, apparently, but I got eight hours on black After 14 dick. years, I found out that some people do like black dicks and some, some people, people do not do, like it. Some people do not enjoy black dicks. I'm just pretty like, sure of that now. I'm going to ask for another 12 years. But. It's my thesis. <laughs> I'm writing a thesis. By the way, I, there was a period of time when I was on the road that I had so many black dick jokes like oh. so many dude i've really had people like like anyone's made not a complain but even like jokingly like trivialize my comedy down to like you know cunt <laughs> fuck balls black dick hey you just got you ever fuck a big black dick before <laughs> and i always go i always walk away from that going like it's fair 
That was a fair assessment. I mean, I hope I do it funnier than that, but I'd be like, you're right. There's probably not much more. Like, I, I try to keep it pretty organic. If somebody read off your set list, that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a transcriber. Up. You're like, no. Motherfucker right. tranny. Right, As opposed to my set list where it says, take off shirt, <laughs> order a shot, do a waitstaff raffle, tell the machine, thank you, good night. Dude, Nate Bargatze's albums, track listings, is one of the funniest things ever. What is it's it? nothing about the jokes. It's just like what the crowd's reaction was. He's like, <laughs> he's like, intro, he goes, Opened up pretty good. He goes, starting to lose him. Wait, getting him back. Bargatze's <laughs> so fucking funny. Dude, I didn't realize squeaky, not a squeaky clean human being no. in language or life. I mean, he, you know, yeah, he's, right, a, he's, yeah. he's, he's a, a father husband now. And, and a uh, Christian. And a Christian. But I mean, just his life, he's got a pretty crazy, like. He's like modern like, Christian. But he is very modern Christian. <laughs> yeah. But he is. Uh, like Jesus would wife. apply to none of what he was doing. One of those rare, one of those rare dudes, man, who like squeaky clean and you almost wouldn't even know that unless he t- I told you that. He. That's how fucking funny he yeah. is. Dude, yeah, he's like Regan that way. I got to steal comedy. a story from. Every um, five minutes he gets, he does a Tonight Show and he should. Every I, I got to steal Amazing. a story from Soder. So me and Soder were in Calgary at the same time. We went yeah. to lunch every single day and spent three to four hours talking. And he told my favorite like new story because I just met uh, Nate. I mean, I know Nate, but I just really hung out with him. And, and he was like, one year, Patrice threw a barbecue. And he <laughs> do you want to tell him? You'll tell it better. Well, um. Nate, it's it's more about the stories, but kind of what Patrice said, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Nate, like you know, Nate just believes whatever he was told to believe by his parents. I'm not even judging him for that. I'm just saying that's the case. You know, I mean, his religious beliefs just are what he believes because he grew up. They told told him to. So in one of the uh, arguments at Patrice's house, he was asking him about, uh, you know, why Nate doesn't believe in evolution or anything like that. And he's like, yeah. he goes, what about the dinosaurs, man? And he goes, uh, I was always taught that uh, dinosaurs are real, obviously. You know, you see the bones, but, uh, you know, man existed with dinosaurs. <laughs> now, what's funny about that is what Patrice took home from that. Because what was funny was, so the next year, Wayne Rada, who's a friend of ours, who's a very dramatic, bitchy gay guy, <laughs> Wayne Rada, uh, you know, he gets very protective over Patrice. Like, he was his, like, wa- you know, keeper and uh when it was came time for next year's barbecue or whatever or thanksgiving whatever it was uh wayne comes to me he goes hey patrice said you know this year do not bring uh nate don't bring it to the barbecue <laughs> i go oh really because and at that point i got nate an apartment near me so nate's lives near me he's yeah a clo- at this time me him and lewis all lived the block from each other yeah and hung out all the time and so I'm like, oh, man, I, I hate that. Like, So, Nate, for Thanksgiving, like, I would hang out with Nate. And now you're saying I can't bring him to the Thanksgiving we're going to? Like, that sucks. He's like, yeah, Patrice. Uh, he goes, Patrice doesn't like, you know, he's weird. And he comes over and says a bunch of shit about it. he doesn't, like, uh, believe in an evolution. And Patrice is blah, blah. And it just seems so unlike Patrice to have that thought. Yeah. So after I kind of told Wayne, like, yeah, yeah, all right, well, whatever, I guess I won't bring him. I called Patrice just to genuinely go, like, hey, you want me to not bring Nate? Is it a weird thing? And just, like, again, it was, like, was Wayne lying, basically? Because when I, <laughs> I called Nate, I go, or I called Patrice, I go, Patrice, do you not want Nate to come? Man? He goes, what? He goes, that nigga doesn't believe in dinosaurs, son. 
He goes, why would I not want that in my house? <laughs> Talk to him. He goes, and his bitch clean up. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't believe in dinosaurs. He goes, by the way, he's, he's making that toy wrong. He just uh, Nate believes that man. <laughs> but he goes, that nigga don't believe in dinosaurs, son. He goes, I can't not have that in my house. <laughs> and his bitch clean up. And his bitch clean up. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's from the South. So it's like Leanne did. immediately. Leanne's never been to a party where she hasn't cleaned their house <laughs> before we <laughs> left. I'm like, she made someone's bed one time. <laughs> I was like, yo. Fucking, what was the, what was Oprah and Purple? Somebody had a party without their bed made. (laughs) Dude, you walk by our bedroom right now, our bed is made. She makes our bed every fucking morning. No way. Christine does that. I make my bed, I mean, on average once a month. If Christine doesn't do it. three times and then If Christine doesn't do it, if Christine runs, like she runs a Starbucks every morning. We have a a routine. I get up, I shit, she runs a Starbucks. (laughs) If I get out from shitting before she gets back from Starbucks... I will make the bed. Really? But however, if, if if I shit through Starbucks, yeah, before I come out of the bathroom, <laughs> she'll make the bed. Yeah, but I think that makes like just New York too. It's New York apartments. Small it makes some place. excitement to your shits. It's, yeah, dude. It's I a small love... place, so it's like if it makes sense. Like it, it's really important for me to keep my place like clean and like neat. Oh, Leanne, you'll, if you walk to our house, our house is probably spotless. But that's Leanne. I do the thing where I just stand at the end of my bed and grab the comforter, and if the sheets bundled up underneath, then they're gone. They're gone. That stays. They're gone. And I just take the comforter and I flip it up and down and uh, until it's right a couple times. And if there was if the sheet was bundled up, it just looks like there's a person sleeping under there. It's so funny. It's so pretty good. So funny that I'm so tight with Kurt. And how close me and Metzger are. He's gar. He lives disgusting. No, listen, not disgusting. I mean, he. But he told me. And I still can't he process this. He sits on a pile this. of fruit. Uh, I, still <laughs> I still can't process this, but he told me he goes in hotel rooms and to yeah. feel comfortable. Yeah. See, I'm more... To feel comfortable. What does he do? When I go what to does a, he do, that oaf? When I go to a hotel room, I'm very big on like the three shirts for the weekend I'm going to wear. I hang up. That's yeah. it. Everything else I leave in my bag and I leave it open on that little tray. Yeah. When I go with Christine, she literally like, like makes it like we live in the hotel room for three days. That means something to her. I'm fine. Uh, but like I'm takes your clothes out and puts them in drawers. Yeah, drawers. Leanne my, does that. My, my underwear, do that, so my, and like, my underwear and socks are in the drawers. But if, if me, my underwear, socks, undershirts, and whatever pants I'm wearing never are out of the fucking yeah. suitcase. Yeah. The three shirts, so they don't stay wrinkled. I, yeah. I hang up, but that's it. That's it all I do. And I take, I, I, I take my toiletries out. I do. Don't, I don't live out of the bag in toiletries. Right. But um, Christine will do the whole thing. Kurt told me he goes to a hotel room and literally t- opens his bag and like throws. He needs to open drawers and like th- have clothes hanging out of them to feel comfortable. That's psychologically fucked up. <laughs> That's a weird thing to fucking want to do. To me, I don't know. Maybe I'm a lunatic no, no, the other I, way. But what it I do is, like, I t- I, if if I have two beds, no, I like having two beds. Yeah, I'll open my one suitcase on one bed, on one, and yeah. then I'll pull my clothes out and lay them on the bed. But what I like, why? I lay them on the. I like just to lay them on the bed. Like I lay them on the bed. I'll, I'll use that You're one just bed. Is like you did. You didn't explain why. What you're just repeating what you did? Because uh, I like to see my stuff kind of out splayed. But this Everyone's is the one thing, thing. This is the one thing I wonder okay. if we all connect on. Yeah. So I will use clothes. I'll throw them on the floor. I, like one of my favorite things to do is kill a bottle of water and just toss it. Yeah. Just throw it up against the like let it land. Um, there will be like miniature uh, <laughs> Tito's bottles everywhere. There usually Tito's will send me a package to wherever I'm performing. Oh, so yeah. there'll be like all this f- like Easter fluff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I take that, Ari. Oh, wait, these M&Ms are Reese's, Reese's Pieces. That's Reese's Pieces, pieces brother. That's what I was hoping for. 
And so, <laughs> God damn it. No wonder you're not married. Are you pouring them out? Oh. And so, so it'll be a mess. But my favorite thing to do is on Sunday. If I don't do Sundays anymore, but like if I do do a Sunday, throw on football, get my fantasy football up on all the computers, like get on my computer with all the different tabs for different leagues, and take my time on Sunday and fold clothes, prepare my clothes for the Monday morning flight, and pack my bag and make it look perfect. Uh, dirty clothes are on one side, clean clothes on the other. Dirty shirt clothes are also folded, but they're yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're folded in darks and whites. See what I do is I unless there's a way to do laundry, I bring I pat bring home. How many ver- fucking flip phones do you have? I got Justin. He wants to know if it's the old offer, or the new offer. I'm selling the old offer, whatever the first one was. No, 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 no. Your current offer. Yeah. No, we're talking about the first time. We're all telling no, you. Our, no. I have the same thing both times. New Doesn't offer. New Your newest offer. offer. Unless it went down. Tell us the one that went down. Also, tell him I'm ready for my second offer on that gig too. You know, it's funny when I said it was funny yeah, when, I said, when I said the R. I go, I go. You got it. He's got to talk to you in his office. I go that gig. What? I go that gig pace. I go that gig pace Imagine so well. Asia brought you into his office. Uh, we, Are we you talking to the fucking mic? I said to Ari the other day. I go, Ari, I'm going back to that casino. I go, that thing pays so well. I go, he goes, yeah. I go, yeah. So I did it last, whatever. Now I'm doing it again. And he goes, well, like that was an epiphany to him. He goes, oh yeah. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought like I did it already. I can't do that again. That was a great one. No one's going to fall for that By the again. Way, I'm totally getting phased out of this casino. She's like, it's his podcast, and he's making everyone tell them what they're making. And now all the comics are going to be like, I want fucking 40000 Fuck Wait, that's... Did Shut we up. say the number yet? No, 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 no. no. That's, that's a fake the- number. It's a fake number. We're getting it. No one's just near that high. And then we can go, and then we can play a game called The Most You've Ever Made in a Weekend. No, no, come on. Okay. Uh, Ooh, why? What's yours? Yours is high. $190,000. For real? Yeah. In a weekend? No, oh, no oh, man. Oh, okay. What are you talking about? No, okay. we're not playing that game. We're just saying how much to make at Calusa Casino because it's an unbelievably high amount. Guys, are, are we fucking ourselves right now? No. I don't think so. I never Do you, know, you know where to call her? her? This is like some Lacey? fucking rat pack shit. Can you call her? Do I, I might have Lacey's number. Call Lacey and just run it by her. Okay, I'll do his on speaker. I really want to know because now I, I really thought it was one number, and then I thought for a second, hold on, maybe it's a second number. <laughs> By the way, I'm supposed to be at a I'm supposed to be at a uh, dinner party for the graduating parents. That's why Ida came back. I was like, I'm going to the thing, and I was like, Oh, I love you, baby. And in my head, Daddy's paying your rent. I, that's I go. It's just like I'm a fucking lawyer, except my my business includes marijuana, Reese's Pieces, and Tito's. Yeah. <laughs> And secrets. How much did she really, for real? What? Did you really think I was being like that insensitive about it? I, I, I wish you could talk to her, yeah. and I'd, I'd want her to sit here so the camera could see her face. Because she, she was really that mad? Fuck. She was genuinely mad. Fuck. Genuinely mad. Genuinely <sighs> mad. And I was like, I was like, I go, baby... I was like, you got to remember, you're talking about a guy that doesn't, doesn't understand mortgages. Yeah. He doesn't understand. Yeah, that's good like, I was like, our nut's very different than his nut. I go, you know, it's the beauty about Ari is that he does he does not give a fuck, and he doesn't think things through. So you're getting his shoot from the hip, rea- hip reaction on everything. And I go, listen, sometimes you're going to break eggs to make an omelet. And I go, and sometimes if you're going to be his friend, yeah. you're going to commit to be his friend, sometimes you get thrown in the middle of it. Oh. I go, listen, if I, t- if I tell him a secret... I can't promise that he won't say something. No, if you tell me a secret, I be- I die with it. Oh, I'm the different. I'm, I'm the good with secrets. I'm the opposite. I- I've seen people not say things to me immediately. 
You got her number? Oh, I bet I have her fucking number. No, I don't have her number, but I got the numbers. So yeah, so, but yeah, but she really thinks, like, come on. Who were you friends with before that didn't what do you mean? fucking joke around like that? Uh, I didn't know she had fucking dental problems. Yeah. Burn. Oh, yeah, I didn't well, know yeah. any of that. I just thought she was a kid without her fucking teeth. Yeah. No, that yeah. seems normal. Oh, you oh, you thought there were no teeth. That yes, she, she had a couple. Them. I think she lost oh, the ones on the if, side. I think if Leanne knew that, she would. I think if Leanne knew oh, that. Oh, wait. I didn't talking, mean that. Guys, like, we're talking about different casinos. We're what? Ta- if you're saying Calusa, that's not the casino. I only did Calusa opening. You're thinking of Calusa. I'm saying the Cherokee. The Cherokee. Uh, yeah. and, and we've all done it, though. I've never Oklahoma. Done okay, I got the Oklahoma. By the way, now this is a very different game. Oh, we're only I talking almost, about I almost told you guys a ridiculous number. You're talking about the one in Sacramento. <laughs> well, tell us what the number was. What's Sacramento? I'm not going to tell you. You cocksucker. I'll Wait, mouth you, it. you open for me I'll in Sacramento? I'll mouth it. What? Do it one more time. Do it one more time. Wait, wait, wait. Let's do both. Hold on. Stop. No, what we're you're not doing. doing both. I no, almost stop. lost a gig I I, in I, Sacramento. I, I only did. I only did uh, Calusa with Ari, so I, I don't know what the. How did you yeah. open for me at Calusa? When was Hold on. That? I'm not. You go, and Josh I'm going to Cherokee. I'm going. This is the one I want to do. I'm going to. By the way, now I'm scared. I keep going. No, Oklahoma's a motherfucker. Wait a second. So wait, are we thinking of the wrong one? Tell me the number of my year that you just said. No, you're right. Okay, this is Cherokee, Calusa. Is. Wait, 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 wait. Let's do it together. This whole... You guys are... I got, wait. My, I got my Oklahoma one. Wait, wait. Okay, Cherokee Casino. Yeah. I got mine. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. <laughs> but now I'm nervous because yeah. I think I was really happy with oh, my last man. one. Now I'm bummed out. I was excited about that one. Calusa? Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, you haven't number. done Calusa? I, I'm not, I'm I not thrilled about this number. Back. Uh, it's a good number for one show, but I was not. It's yeah. Okay. What, Cherokee. Cherokee. I'll do Cherokee. Are we gonna do she it? She's cool. She, and I'll. Uh, this will. Have, I'll have already have done this show. You're right. Uh, I'm ready. It's just out of curiosity. <laughs> it is compensation guarantee flat rate. Okay. So you got to get your own rental car. Drive no. through the Ozarks. No. no. Oh, for that. Yeah. No. If you really want to go to the Ozarks, she would take you. Yeah, she's we awesome. With the opener, the opener came with us. Came with me. Date Mullen. is seven one. Tw- uh, it's July first. Okay, I've already done it, so I'm not promoting Close. it. One show. And you guys are already. In, are you guys are already in the comedy mood for having I'm seen doing, my special I'm on doing Netflix. Approximately sixty Double to negative. seventy-five minutes. Possibly yeah. what? Sixty to seventy-five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Additional one. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. One second. I just forgot it. All right. Everybody got it? I can't wait. It's so yep. exciting. By the way, I'm glad I asked because I was wrong with my first instinct. Ready? Okay. And we're saying... Are you ready? Oh, no, you ready? Are, we, are we just going like, uh, dun, dun, thousand dollars? No. Yes. Okay, let's do it again. Wait, okay. you, you got dun. 90. No, I'm Jay, you got 90. <laughs> dun, dun. I'll take 80. You, you got, got 80. You got, you got 80. 90. Okay, ready? Got, wait, what am I doing? You're doing 90. Bert, you're doing 80. 80. Okay. You got 80. What you did before was you right. You know what I should do is I should practice a single digit you, thousand. You got 65,500. Because if you guys both have dead at 1,000, right, and I have – Let's, let's, just, let's just say I'm making, in an imaginary world, 9,000. You see how 9 and – I do. The, the, the cadence is different. 9,000, 20,000. Yeah. But it'll more. still work. It'll still work. Yeah. So, I say we just say the number. What about Let's going back to revisit my bop, 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 bop plan? I hear you, but it's a bad idea. 
Because if his is higher, I'm going to raise mine. <laughs> I have too much time to think. Like, no time to think. Like, it's got to be on the next person. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, 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 we no, won't no, do no, it. no, no, no. Ready? Count of three. Stop thinking. It's three okay. and go. Okay, yeah. so ready? Okay. No, so, one, so like, two, oh, so, three, ba, ba, ba. Yeah, ba. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. $15,000. <laughs> <laughs> God. Really? Wait, what wait, wait I didn't hear yours. Mine's fifteen thousand. What's yours? Fifteen, eleven, and what? Eleven, eleven. Five thousand. Yours five. <laughs> it's a great money offer, though. By the way, that's a, by the way, that's a fucking. This is exactly what I. That's insane. Yeah, but no, but but you got to remember, if I had been your age, making five thousand dollars, that was a dickload of money. But place. I filled yeah. up the fucking. Did you sell that... the tickets or did you fill it up? Really. Fucking very all... big... Hold on, no, 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 no. It's a very big difference, and this is the one thing that you did not get from doing the road the way like me and Segura and Ian Bag did the Bill road. Is difference. you learn you learn the difference between selling tickets. Yeah. Like, did you get do you get ticket counts for all your shows? Somebody does, not me. No, okay, no, hang on one second. That that is the real turning point. There's there's th- I'll I'll break down comedy for you in like in like and this is from a business perspective, not. Definitely half my thoughts, but also from listening to other comics, okay? Number one, everyone listening, if you ever see a comic say, uh, hey, guys, I'm headlining uh, the Omaha Funny Bone, that means that guy doesn't normally headline. It means that this is the first time he's headlining. It's going to be a Wednesday. It's going to be an off night. It's a papered room. If you say someone, hey, guys, tickets still available for uh, if you see me, like right now I'm promoting Cobbs, that means the show's not sold out. If you see a comic say, hey guys, sold out in Cobbs, that means that guy never sold out and he wants everyone to know, I finally sold out, I think I'm making it's interesting it. interesting things. I yeah. think I think instinctually yeah. I still do say headlining whatever club like a dummy. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah I, well, like, I, 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 maybe I, I shouldn't that do that. Yeah, and then, and then here's the other breakdown. You should assume like, hey, at this no. point, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So now, I, never so do, now, I still do that. What if you start getting ticket counts, that means, you're, that means to your agency, you're finally selling tickets. Yeah. That you're finally selling tickets. If you are requesting your ticket count, like I do, that means that you're doing good, but you're still very, very nervous, which means you're not playing theaters you're you're doing club still. That's me. Um, if you say, "Yeah, I stop with that ticket count shit," that means you're Bill Burr, and every one of your shows sells out. Tom Segura and Bill Burr do not get ticket counts. They sell out every fucking. And they just know they their do. deal, their door. And deal. they go and they and and they go. Now there's a thing. Like I look at my percentages on the sales of tickets, and I go, I go, okay, 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 seventy five percent. On a Wednesday for the Saturday early shows, good. That'll sell out. 85% is going to sell at the late show. That'll move tickets to the Friday show. And so I watched that. I talked to uh, Tommy about this the other day, and he goes, he goes oh. and he just very confidently goes, they'll sell out. I said, what? And he goes, it'll sell out. He goes, dude, I, who gives a fuck? He goes, yeah, for shows that are selling now, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, send me those. Send me ones that aren't selling 100%. Like, like it's a weird market he's never played in. But he's like, for the most part, they just, yeah, they all sell out. And that is where I, I would like to be there, where I don't give a fuck, but I still yeah. give a fuck. I but really still your, give a fuck. Don't you also now like the, the first thing I'm noticing with this at all is like I have my cities. Yeah, sure. yeah I, mean, I know my cities where it's like it'll work for me. San Francisco, That's, Toronto, some places. San Francisco, Portland, San Francisco, Portland, Portland, Portland Sydney, San Francisco, Toronto is great for me. Uh, Melbourne, weird, just like odd one. Sacramento has always been fucking. Sacramento is amazing, dude. Sacramento, I sold out. I'll tell you the one. I sold out both my Sunday. I sold out two shows. Added a Sunday show, Denver. 
I sold out. Yeah, that's in August. Yeah. I sold out both Sunday shows, and then they were like, "Hey, we want to add Monday shows." And I was yeah. like, I was, "I was stick around for Monday." Monday shows. Yeah. What? That's so, awesome. Like, but, but do you remember? I, I mean, I wish Tony. I wish you had been because I know you're my peer, but you don't remember the shit I got to see. But like, I remember watching Gabe sell. Three weekends at the Ontario Improv. Sell out two shows Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday. Then the next week, two sh- literally, he'd be the month of August would be Gabe Iglesias. Wow. That was like, like, and that's the, like, I think it's the one thing that, like, it's like hanging out with the tell, you know? Like, I don't remember the alternative comedy craze. I but, remember it happening, but I, uh. I really do feel. How long have you been doing comedy for, Tony? Uh, ten years. Ten years. So I've been doing Seven all, for I'm me. doing almost. I'm like nineteen. <laughs> I've been no, really. I've been doing it almost nineteen in uh, April. Uh, nineteen in uh, November. When I turn forty five, it'll be nineteen. Yeah, I think it's nineteen in September for me. Yeah. But um, yeah, to do it that long, I, I do say for all like however long it took to make any amount of money, which is as long as a it while. happened. It's been it as was long eighteen it ha- years for me. It was 17 uh-huh. for me. Wait, yeah. what was your guys' Calusa number? 15. 15. W- Wait, that was 11. Cherokee. No. Oh, Calusa. Oh, Calusa? Yeah, what was your Calusa number? Mine's more than that. <laughs> more than that? No, but it's not. Yeah, but it's, it's not. It wasn't crazy, but it's more than that. It's more than that in like what you get paid. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what's, what's, your, what's your Calusa number? I don't remember. No, don't don't I mine mine's in mine's in uh mine's in December. I don't want to fuck that date I think up. mine was five hundred dollars opening Ferrari. Is <laughs> that what you got for that? I don't remember. How did I get the, for, but the first time I did Clusa. Was was the first time I did Clusa. By the way, dude, you gotta realize I was the same crowd, yeah. I was the same place in comedy fan wise that you are right now. And by the way, that was like two fucking years ago. So I've been doing comedy sixteen years. You were there with somebody. Nope. What do you mean? You were opening for somebody? No, the, no, no. The oh. first time I did Calusa, I came into headline. It was a good oh. number. It was probably like five grand, six grand. How long ago was that? Two years ago. Oh, okay. So like, but like, you came into comedy at a very different time than I think we came into comedy. It's like, interesting. I, 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 the luck out that I have. So forget anything else. Just the fact that like, Keith Robinson's the one who like, for whatever reason, just organically took me. Uh, and Kevin Hart and and Kurt to some degree under his wing, but Kurt was like my best buddy. So like, you know, what I mean, I was kind of like you got into. I was bringing Kurt. Yeah, he was like kind of in like through me. You know, what I mean, I mean, that's a, everyone was, everyone was friends, but I was kind of the center of that web a little bit. And uh, as far as like Kevin Kurt, they weren't like hang on their own buddies, but um. We all kind of fucking like, and, and, and then Keith being the one bringing us up like every night because we had to wait for him to finish. Uh, I guess Ari makes a decision. Nobody wants to see more Reese's Pieces. Do you want some? <laughs> <laughs> what a fact. I've seen so many. <laughs> um, well, I guess Ari's made a decision. Um, the fact <laughs> that w- through Keith, we were able to go to the cellar every night and like be just in the mix, even if they were just shitting on us. Yeah. Of everything from like, you know. I mean, the, the, that was the, really the, cool of Keith per- to do. The peripheral guys at that point were Bill Burr. Really and shit, yeah. Like ben Bailey, those guys were the, were standing on the outside of the circle a little bit. I mean, they were like in the group, but I mean, the group was like Norton, DePaulo, Colin, Patrice, Keith, Bobby Kelly when he was in town, 
because he was in L.A. at the time still. Oh, yeah. And just being at that back table and just sitting there with those guys and just like just the energy of that. Forget who's a great comic or who's not. It's also so subjective. But just like the hanging out of like these guys who are uh, most of them now all big, big names in their own right, whether it be yeah. Norton or anything. Mean, this is like Norton before Opie and Anthony and shit. So it's these guys just being the regular guys at night there. No one knew who Patrice was. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just like in New York comedy, they knew who he was, but he wasn't like any name on anything. And just watching, getting to watch those guys break through and get their next level was such a cool time to come into comedy, man. That was really like... It was all, different. I was, it was an interesting thing. Now it's like the seller even now, which I love the seller so much. So like, different. The hang there is not what... It, it's just a different thing. Yeah. It's a very different thing. I haven't been, I haven't been back to the seller. Do you think the Louis like TB thing... Made it a different thing? Or no, the that just made it no, packed. No. That just made it that packed. Just made it packed the, constantly. The reason the hang's different a different reason. The hang, just the, what it is, like, it's like when that group disbanded, a new group didn't really come in because I was always drawn more to the, the inside. Once I became friends with, like, a tell enough, yeah. I, I became an outside cat. I became, like, the smoking cigarette. You know, everybody smoked cigarettes. Yeah. I'd be outside smoking cigarettes with a tell, bring my drinks outside. And bullshit with him, like you know what I mean. Like that was more. I was like, oh, I like sitting there with him and like shitting yeah. on people walking by or whatever yeah. with him. Yeah, I walked in there uh, one more. time and and uh, I went back to like sit at the table and it was a bunch of comics I'd never seen in my life and uh, they obviously knew who I was and they started trying to break my balls and I was like, I don't, I mean, I don't know any <laughs> of you guys. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not better than you guys. I just don't know you, and it, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to the bar. I used to go to the bar and hang out by Geraldo because Geraldo was always at the bar. Yeah, he yeah. like, I mean, obviously, and I like that <laughs> energy more. Yeah, it's you've got to find like where your thing is. My thing, I like to go in and get those like because it was exciting. To go in and get those doses of like, because you're sitting there, and as soon as you sit down, you're in the mix. Of Never like, wear that suit why again. Is Jay wearing a blah blah. But see, yeah. here's the difference. Here's the difference. There, I'll tell you this, and, and uh, hopefully I'm not speaking out of school. If I am, someone just correct me. I'm drunk. But like, the difference between when you came up and when we came up, our goal was like, well, let's use Rogan as an example. And then, and then I'll use Atel as your example. Like our goal was to like. I feel like that's, that's a good example. I always say I feel like in their own ways, like they're like the East and West Coast version of the same person, like a guy really? who's got cult following. Rogan obviously clearly yes. more of a cult following, I guess, because he's just like that podcast is enormous. But Atel, I mean, as far as hardcore comedy fans, like a oh. legend, and each one of them, like in some weird way, like has his group of dudes... I'm sorry to interrupt it all. No, but no, no. It's like a, a thing that I always thought was so... They push up. ...cool this worked. When when I heard... I heard third hand, not from a tell or anything, that Attell got... They go, oh my God, Attell got his own show on Comedy Central. I go, that's great. They go, he's hosting like a late night, dirty comedy show. I go, oh man. And I said this. To, I, go, I go, oh man, me, Kurt Metzger, Louis Katz, um, Mike Vecchione... Joe DeRosa wow. are all going to be on TV. And Brian Baldinger, you know Brian, was yeah. the, was the casting or the, you know the uh, talent coordinator on that. And I asked him I go, "Hey dude, I go, I go, were these names included from the get-go?" And I, by the way, I was I nailed 5 for 5. The only one I missed was Russ Maneve, but he goes in the deal memo. He said these people have to get on. We were doing cuz he just like has his guy and it's not even that we're all intermixed as friends. Me and Kurt are friends, but 
and Vecchione, but like I don't know Russman Eve like that. But he just has like a core guys he just believes in that he is just like. And I think Rogan's done a similar thing, man, because yeah. that's what you guys are all kind of coming out of that camp, which is great. But the, no, but that's the, not a negative the difference at all. is like is like is like especially generationally, and I think Ari Ari straddles the fence. Is that like you'd get the people you looked up to that would take you under their wing. And for the most part, when I started, it was just, you just hang with them and kind of accrue their knowledge or yeah. their insights. And then, and then nine when hour pod- drives with David. And, and I, like straddled, I straddled it too. I straddled it too. But like, and then Rogan got to a place where that with podcasting that he could actually help your career. Yeah. Like well, he could like with Twitter, where everyone's like, Oh, I can help you out with like five seconds of my time. Yeah. I'll help you out. Okay. And I remember, I remember going to the people, first. To I told together. the machine story, and then I went to Columbus that first week. And I remember people shouting out the machine story, and I was like, "Oh, f- shouting a machine, machine!" You're like, "Oh, fuck!" And that's the the interesting side is that like is that like you'd go to the cellar and hang out and just want to be near Colin Quinn. And now there's this weird thing like I've seen it happen. I've definitely seen it happen with Joe, where people are like, "Joe, man." If you ever need a guest on your podcast, I'm like, you have no interest in being around him. You just want him to help your career. Like, there, like th- with Joe, there's a, a solid like, like I fucking for the number of times I've asked his advice on things, I, I, I don't think I've ever once asked to be on his podcast other than when my book, when my book came out. And I've never I've I asked him one time to be on my podcast, and he was like, I'm really busy. I was like, cool. I'll, Never do that again. <laughs> I didn't I, want to bother I, you. I asked him. No, you know what you I can ask him. him. I also yeah, asked him. I'd, ask him, I'd like, ask him if I like, wanted I to, but like. Come out. Can I be on there? Yeah, but he, well, he said to me one time, he goes, it's better when you're on my podcast. Is more people here the day. More, yeah. it's, it's, it's a better thing. And I'm like, you know what? That is a better business paradigm. I don't like, you know, but like that's the biggest difference is that you get you definitely get the best of both, best of both worlds because you're touring with them too. But like when we were, when I was coming up, you just, all you had was tour with someone and just hang out and watch the way they work. I'll say this, you know, for all, I don't really talk shit about Jay Moore, but like I will say that Jay Moore taught me how to do radio, no questions asked. Like, and all he'd say was, hey, would you like to come do radio with me tomorrow? You can't spot, speak, but you hang out in the corner. And I just hang out in the really? corner. He would and say that, like that. And I, that guy destroyed on fucking radio. I mean, I have a whole council of like 15 big brother father figures. Jeff like, Ross, I mean, it's, it's Rogan. Like Jeff Ross, Rogan, Ari, everybody. Yeah. I mean, a ton of them. Tripoli was the first person to take me to La Jolla. Steve Trevino took me to Texas, which was crazy. That's a crazy road trip to take yeah. when you're first in the game. You're like, whoa, I'm going to Texas. You're driving across the desert and shit. Like, you're learning shit. Yeah. That's crazy. It's cool that you do have at this point in this career, even I still do it too, where you're like, I need advice. And you can ask people who are like, Oh. You're one of the smartest of this in the world. Well, like, let me, both, let me, let me ask you about something. I did it to you too at the very before we started this podcast when I was like, hey, I got an idea. Can I bounce it off to two people I respect yeah. and go, like, what do you think? And, like, and that, it's neat to do that. I do that to buns all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I do, that to, I do that nonstop. I'm fucking. But, like, you're actually asking real experts. You yeah. know what I mean? People who are like at the top of the game in the fucking oh, oh, industry I, that you can actually have to. The best, one of the best punks is when they start doing punks. Um, for if you get punked and you punk, you lead the punk on the next person. Yeah. And so Justin Bieber got, who's the woman who Kanye West hates because she's cause she's white. Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor Swift. And um, they got her on something, but it was under the guise of uh, Justin Bieber coming over to write music with her. And I remember at the end of it, when she was like, "Oh, you punked me," and then she goes, "Does this mean we're not going to write music together?" And it was like, oh yeah, these are two of the top people in the fucking world, and yeah. they're fucking shit. 
Oh, I've said that. Leanne said one time I got I got picked up for like four years on Travel Channel on a big deal. And Le- we're driving down uh, down Laurel Canyon at Moore Park. And Leanne said, uh, she has this big thing about owning your Mondays. Like if you do something, like if you have a big weekend and you did really well, own your Monday and appreciate it. It started Who with says Amy. That, Leanne? Leanne. It started with Amy Schumer had a train wreck came out. And she goes, she has definitely earned that Monday. She should own it. Like that's a big deal to write a movie at Google. She should be, she goes, that's what you want in life. So she said to me, she goes, uh, you've earned this Monday. Like I hope you're owning it. And I went, it's it's shallow to me because I go, you know what I'm most proud of? That like legit I've earned that I am a stand-up comedian and like yeah. and I am friends. I can say this across the boards, I am friends with the funniest human beings on the entire planet. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it that's so bizarre. Yeah. That like like that's awesome. Yeah. It's like same with yeah. like with MMA. They those guys go, I know the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. You know, yeah, but, but that's not that's not enjoyable unless you're in a fight. Yeah, or guess, trying to avoid yeah. a fight. No, but there's an interesting thing. It's like uh, that's it's almost like the unspoken. It's like verbalizing the emotion of what happens like in comedy to you, where it's like when you stop being afraid of doing bad and just like for the most part doing good or figuring out how to do good. Yeah, it's because you just like you you hit enough years eventually where you're like. I think I'm just a connoisseur on what's funny. So it's like yeah. I wouldn't say something if it wasn't funny. Maybe I didn't get it out to you properly or yeah. you're not seeing whatever the thing or you're being uptight. But like you're like, I definitely know. It's like if I thought of it, like it's yeah. funny. It's do you ever least, do that? It's at least if they, funny. If they had a court case and they said they need an expert on comedy, any of you would uh, would, would qualify <laughs> yeah, as that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I think I know what's what funny. What are your qualifications? I've done this for multiple years, a decade or more. Of oh. only this, of course, I'm an expert. I went to a PTA meeting recently, yeah. and I'd never <laughs> been to one lands in PTA. Really, you've never been to one before? Yeah. Why would I? Wine, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Is there in that in that uh, fridge? Maybe in that fridge or in the other fridge? There's maybe like a. It's gotta be something better than water, right? There's moonshine, maybe. Even a beer or a diet coke or something. Ooh, that looks good. I just oh, wait, you, just wait, you know that's Isla's. That's Isla's. I've never had that in my life. Brought to you by Crystal Geyser Shoe Squeeze. Seventy percent shoes. I love that you Thirty percent mystery stuff. Do you have you ever had that before? No. Oh. Um, wait, was so, the one that came in? Was that the that's one? Isla. No, that's Isla. Different but one. she's got bad teeth too. <laughs> oh. But uh, but uh, roasted. So I go to a PTA meeting, and uh, and it's PTA meetings are uh, tedious, if if nothing else. So they've got to look, uh, elect a new pace board. And so they're like, all right, uh, we're going to go over the minutes from the last the very beginning of the meeting. I've never been to one of these. And they're like, we're going to go over the minutes from last meeting. They go over the minutes. And then they go, all right, all in favor of passing minutes, I say aye. And everyone goes aye. I go, anyone opposed, say nay. PTA meeting? And I go, and I just go, nay. And everyone's like, seriously? And then and half the room laughs hysterically. No one's ever opposed the no meetings. I go, I go, go over them one more time. And they're like. Bert, I go, okay, okay, all right, I'll just go along with it. So then they go, all right, so we're going to elect a new pace board. And they go, the first up, running for president, unopposed, is Jenna Schwartz. And then she does the, her speech very quick. And they go, all right, she's not running unopposed unless someone else wants to run. And someone in the back goes, I nominate Bert Kreischer. <laughs> and, and, then I, and they go, they go, they go, seriously? And 
I go, I accept. And I stand up. And I stand up. I go, you can't trust Jenna Schwartz. I go, she's a flip-flopper. I go, we used to hike all the time. And then one day she just stopped showing up. And if that's where you want to put your money. And poor like, there's a part of Jenna Schwartz that I love who's thinking, like, fuck. I, I, by the way, I won an election by shitting on a pizza box. Like, this may happen. And, she, and I go, I'm kidding. Vote for Jen. Like, but the whole fucking meeting, I could not shut the fuck up. Like, and I was like, and then, and then at, so at one point, the principal was like, the principal and another lady was like, was like, seriously, we might have to shut him up. And my buddy, uh, Stephen Frompkin goes, hey, people pay $25 a ticket to watch this. We're getting it for free. I just fucked around <laughs> the whole meeting. And so you were like, it was like you were back in class. You're being like the naughty dude, kid. My favorite. My favorite one time we were in uh, my fr- my favorite was fraternity meetings on Sundays chapter. So like one time my buddy Eddie and I were in a fight and he was he said we have he goes uh, so homecoming this year is with Pi Fi and then I made a joke and everyone laughed and he's like hey please seriously I'm trying to get through this and <laughs> that, that, that energy that energy of like come on I'm trying to get uh, I'll never leave you alone now I'll yeah. never leave you alone congratulations you, you did it so you, you might as well just give up oh. at, at that point yeah. if, if, because that's what makes everything fucking you may funny. as well just go like guys I can see where this is gonna go I'm never getting a word out yeah. I'm just gonna leave right now you yeah. ne- I'm you, not even gonna try yeah you never laugh harder than when you aren't allowed to laugh or you have to oh. be quiet oh and so then he goes the next thing he says about the float and I make another joke big laugh and then the president, uh, this guy, Kurt, stands up. He goes, hey, seriously, one more joke about fucking anything Eddie says, and and I'm kicking you out of here. Which is like, that is an invitation yeah. for the best joke ever. So Eddie goes, all right, finally, are we ready? I go, hold on one second. And he goes, what? And I go, two pie fives walk in a bar. And the place <laughs> loses their fucking mind. And, and fuck, they kick me out. <laughs> Yeah, they kicked me out. What, they said, "Mr. Christ, you have they're, to." No, leave. they're like, "Bert, you're, you're you're done with chapter. You got to leave tonight." I got kicked out of every fucking chapter ever because that was my favorite thing was to make the joke when you're not allowed to. But do, can I tell you that I've told this before? But I'll tell you guys because I've never told you the, the 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 set that changed my career for the, my entire life. The one set. I think I already heard this. Nope. Uh, Chris Porter was oh, okay. in like fifth place. <laughs> And I figure you get seven sets that change your life. I thought you were going to say the one following fucking earthquake. earthquake? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so Chris Porter, I'm I'm just I'm going out to Brea. I'm getting paid like two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks to headline every Wednesday, Thursday. Me, Skur, and Ian Bag are doing it. And Chris Porter's on Last Comic Standing. He's coming in for like a to do a showcase set for all the Funny Bone managers because they're going to put him on a big tour. I think with like Ralph Harris or somebody, and so or someone, someone you know. And so they're like, "Listen, a big Porter, tour with Ralph Harris." Well, I, whatever, I, whatever it was. So they go. So they say to they say to me, they go. Uh, he can only do 30 minutes at the time. He can only do 30 minutes. And they're like, can you come out and headline? We're just going to let him do an extended feature set. And I go, sure. So. Uh, they're all out there, and I see them all out there, and I'm like, ugh. I'm like, that bums me out that, like, this is where my career is, is the guy that has to do it after the guy everyone wants to watch. But and but Chris Porter was fucking hilarious. He still is hilarious. I love yeah. Chris Porter. He goes up. As soon as he gets off, I watch everyone that's important that could change my career leave the room. Get up and leave. And I'm like, oh. fuck. So now that morning, my best friend had come over to our house at 5 in the morning. He had walked in on a famous actor fucking his girlfriend. He had walked in on them. What? The person's name was? No way. Yeah. 
So the one who got walked in or the one who's doing the fucking? The guy he was fucking my buddy's girlfriend and he walked in on That's them. not a great one to see. Right? If I had to see anybody, who'd be the best celebrity you'd want to see fucking your girlfriend? Bernard Hopkins. Old ah. Yeah, because you can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't do anything. The machine. He's copywritten the machine. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How? So you just uh, saw your story he, and beat you to it. He, yeah, he's just like <laughs> he's an entrepreneur. So he comes to our house crying, sobbing, crying, and and I sat there with him while he cried. And at points, I would make him cry harder just to see if I could, because I didn't really have any emotional commitment. I didn't like the girl anyway. So who is I this go, backup? This is my buddy, my buddy who walked in on that guy fucking oh, right, his girlfriend. Right, right, right. So, so you're making fun of him. I'm not making fun of him. I'm listening to him, but I'm also bored with this. So I don't really care. So at right. times, and so the first joke I make that night is my buddy came over. He walked in on, and I say the actor's name. He walked on on this person fucking his girlfriend, and he was crying. So for an hour, I sat with the guy while he cried. It's uncomfortable. But the only thing better than make people laugh is when you turn the screws and you make him cry harder. And it gets a little bit of a giggle. So midway through my set, my buddy calls. And I go, oh, my God, it's that fucking guy. I go, Hold on, no one say a fucking word. I'll see if I can get him to cry again. So I answer the phone. I go, oh my god! I go, hey man, what's up? And he's like, oh, it's been a rough night. <laughs> and I go, I and I go, <laughs> tell them quiet to be Are quiet. you thinking about her? And he was like, I can't stop. I said, Have you talked to her? And he goes, She won't answer my <laughs> calls. And he starts sobbing, crying. Now the audience who knows the backstory <laughs> is holding their fucking chairs, going like. <laughs> Baiting questions. Like, <laughs> thinking about her. Does it hurt? Remember all bad? the good times? How hot she was. Yeah, Who do you think she's with now? Someone else, right? <laughs> and I and I just start saying like like I just start going through everything, and he's sobbing, crying, but they're witnessing it, and they're laughing the hardest they've ever laughed because it's that moment where you want to laugh, but you can't because you don't want you want it to keep going, and you want to hear what he's saying, but you know if you laugh out loud. He'll hear it and he'll stop doing the thing you yeah, like. Yeah. And it was the perfect laugh. I got off stage and Aaron uh, from the improv was sitting, was st- waiting in the green room. She goes, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You'll work for the rest of your fucking life. And I was like, really? She called me the next morning with like 13 offers to, to work. And I was like, and it was just that one fucking lightning in a bottle moment where you, where you fucking hit it out of the park at the right time in front of the right person. Yeah. I don't know why do I tell the story. I don't know, but I'll tell you that was a, that's kind of what I told you. I said last night on a this not happening taping where I was like, this show's important to me because like Aria. By the way, Ari told me way late in the game, which is funny. At first, when I first did a this not happening the first time on the digital platform, yeah, I was the only person that came out from New York to do it. It was all L.A. Yeah, and Ari goes, I got him to pay for your flight but you're going to stay with me at my place and we'll hang out and whatever. And it was great. And the set went really well and it, it helped me a lot. My, just even having like the footage of it to get around the stuff was so fucking uh, important. And, um, which, and then Ari told me, by the way, like less than a year ago, I was like, yeah, remember they, remember Kami sort of flew me out? That was such an important thing. He goes, oh no, I flew you out. <laughs> yeah. I go, what? He goes, yeah, I, didn't think, I thought you might not come if I was like, I'm flying you out, but I flew you out. I'm like, that's fucking... <laughs> But those things, but said that, that, I wouldn't pay that, for anybody from New but York. That was one of those. Said that in the, in a very short amount of time, Ari coming in my life and, and and giving me the push he gave me is huge. Jim Jeffries, my friend, uh, my friend like Wayne, you know Wayne, like yeah. Wayne Rada. He just goes. Uh, Jim Jeffries was doing Carnegie Hall for New York Comedy Festival, and he goes, "You know Jim, why don't you ask him if you could open for him?" I was like, "Ah, dude, I'm not gonna." And he goes, "Why don't you just ask him?" 
So I texted Jim. I was going, like, hey, if you don't have an opener for Carnegie Hall, dude, I- I'd love to do it. I'll be here for the festival. And he goes, yeah, mate, come to And I fucking opened Carnegie That was wow. enormous. Carnegie yeah. Hall. That's enormous really thing for me. Insane. But I'm saying, but who was there? It was New York Comedy Festival. And it was Jim. So it was like all uh-huh. of Comedy Central. All like, I got, That's all the stuff that led to me getting my special. And then being yeah. where I'm at. But that's like, uh, yeah, but it's weird. So it's like the friends I made later in my career. You know, Louis J. Gomez, of all people, said a pretty prof- profound thing, I thought, to me about the cycles of comedy. It's like seems to be like 10 years. It's like All you have that mainstream. first 10 years to see if you pop in that first 10 years. Then if it's not that, it's like it might be towards the end of that next 10 years. It's like you have to like maybe like maybe they just haven't figured you out or what it is you're going to do or you haven't figured it yeah, out it yet. Be a quick success. And it's weird cuz I had I did have all of the things early you're supposed to get. Yeah. And then I just went into obscurity. Comedy Central was kind of the the heavy dog only at the time and they were just checked out. I did my half hour special and then when I didn't do anything really I wasn't going to L.A. or anything. Yeah, They just kind of like wrote me off. And I didn't then, do anything for those 10 years. Those 10 then, years was like... No, I know. You first didn't, 10 uh, years? Yeah, I just know. like... I don't know. Yeah, I guess I've heard of that I guy. I know you didn't tell that sort of the argument you have. It's like it wasn't really a network that was like Into fucking me. really yeah. throwing you out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, but they did all the early stuff. And then they just checked out totally. And then it was like that second 10 years, my friends I made in that time, be it even like Schumer put me on her show twice. You know what I mean? Uh, Louie putting me on his show three times with no auditions just like do a thing uh you know ari uh jim jeffries like all these people I like, had you on really, my podcast yeah no I, <laughs> dude, I, I, listen insane feedback from that first one we did man we, oh, had, at yeah, that that point, was, we hadn't seen each other in a couple years man. especially so that was like, Fenoya. in terms of feedback no, you that got, was the first one in terms of the feedback you got he had to be the number one in terms of like straight <laughs> feedback off one episode of a podcast that had that to be some feedback. of the most <laughs> yeah. so i gotta move hey, out can i talk huh? to you yeah, such as a tweet here. Or there. So I guess I got to move out, huh? Okay, nice <laughs> way to find out. You laughing with Bert, <laughs> mocking my demise. You don't know him. I can, when I describe the thing, I keep saying like, I'm like, I don't know what to say to this fucking guy. And some dude rents a room for me. He's like, some dude. Like, I'm your friend. Well, you are my friend, dude. Uh, then why would you uh, say the other thing? Uh, wait, wait, wait. What was uh, I'm saying? Worse things where I'm like, wait, what did you? Christ doesn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what were you saying when you said you told the story about Ari on the "This Is Not Happening"? Hmm. Never mind. Are you ever going to talk about? We were this saying not like, we were talking about life changing uh, sets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yeah. that's a set for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not happening because I'm telling you. First of all, I went after. Ari, uh, or he brought Renazizi to tell a story. Renazizi had Ari stay on stage for the story. Oh, with the, the Bobby fight. Lee and Natasha? And then they said something about great. Bobby Lee in the story. Bobby Lee comes on stage. Then they say the whole thing's <laughs> over Natasha. She goes on stage. Wasn't that and, great? <laughs> and earlier that night, this woman doesn't work for Comedy Central anymore, Oh, yeah. Apparently. But this woman says to me earlier tonight, she goes, uh, Ari really fought for you to be here, so I hope you're worth all the trouble. <laughs> who Wait, said who that? Who is this woman? That lady who was in charge of digital. She's gone now. Yeah, she's gone. Who the fuck is she? She was great, man. She was a complete pushover. We no. had to do the show the way we wanted because every time she's like, "Well, what about this?" You know. Like, yeah. But she, yeah, but she, nah. but she said that. And to she goes, me. "Okay." And then afterwards, I mean, like, uh, so the pre- I felt the pressure was on, but I had a, I had a good story lined up, and I followed that thing. I acknowledged how amazing that story was before, kind of in joke. Which one did you have ready, Lewis and the dog? No, that was uh, the four girls fighting. Four girls. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And the. Uh, and so yeah, just and that was like big. That, that the next time you brought me out, they did fly me out and put me up. And the next, I was time, already putting you on last because I was like, "Who's going to follow this?" 
I mean, nope. you. I meant you. I didn't know the Bobby Lee thing and Renazizi thing would get that crazy and big. I loved. I loved. <laughs> At some point, I was trying to shorten it, it because I was like, I still in my head as a producer, I'm like, I still got one more comic. We can't keep doing this. There's no reason to stop right now, but we gotta stop. That flying dildos, the turnout for that yeah. was has been fucking amazing. Yeah. More people ask me to tell flying dildos than probably equal to the machine. Wow. It, that 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 show, I love that show. Yeah, I love that show. I, I, the story I was going to tell this year was fucking is murdering. Really, so fucking good. And because I was so passionate about it, I worked every weekend on it, like diligently. Well, because I was like preparing it for a special, really. And it's and it it was so good. I had two stories. I had one about riding motorcycles in Vietnam when Rogan called me, dude. And then this one is you the, told a story in the bonfire. That, I never told it. Dude, I, I want to do that. What, you, what are you talking about? Riding motorcycles in Vietnam? Yeah, I want to do that. It's I'm fu- going to say was, let's go for like yeah. a month. Uh, yeah, let's do it in March after I shoot my special. You're going to ride motorcycles in Vietnam? You go from the south to the north, north to the south. I told that on Jay's. Days-ish. I told that on Jay's buy a bike on for uh, bonfire. You told it off the cuff. Later for one fifty. I came in. Ari, he told it. He told the story I came off the cuff. along the way. I came into bonfire. I was drinking heavily at the time. This is when I was two sixty. Well, we brought we brought the yeah. handle down yesterday. No, no, no I'm, I'm joking. Fucking skinny. Yeah. You are. You are way thinner. Thank you. You're way thinner. Dear Joe Rogan and Tom Segura, please hear this. Which which Tom Segura is that? Six foot Tom Segura or less than six foot? It's, it's less than six foot. Tom well, now that his hair is gone entirely. Yeah. He's losing his hair by the day. Really? Like, oh, yeah. So those so, weight loss pills he's taken. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I go into the bonfire and I'm I'm drunk and uh, music cues, dude. It was the most brilliant story. And it was. It was the it's the best. I would love. I, I have that audio, right? Christine has that audio, right? She has it, yeah. I would. I'll put it out there if someone can animate it. It is th- oh. that telling of that story is the you know when you you know when you like overwork a story and then you add more stuff to it. Yep. But like that story is pure because I just told it off the cuff. I never really thought about it. And so the, fa- the facts of that story are bonkers. And then, but that story, and then. Uh, Eric's like, do that story, and then I did this other story about when the first time I met Ralph, or the only time I met Ralph Sampson, and uh, University of Virginia basketball player Ralph Sampson. You know, you never heard the story. You never got to hear the story. Is if it's about he dominated the uh, ACC for four years, then yeah, I've heard that. But no, if it's something about, that happened with you. Then no, it's about him bullying me. <laughs> it's such a good story. It's such a good story. Did he really bully you, or did you try to like put up some garbage in the lane? And he threw it out of there. <laughs> no, it's about, okay. him, it's about him bring some pulling me shit out. Down the, it's about him doing his shit job. It's, it's about him. Him. You can't blame him. It's about him singling me out at a camp and shaming me. Really? Oh, dude, it's a. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm not overselling this story. I forgot about it, and my cousin called me up. No, no. Like camp, what's camp bullying? No, it's just. It's just. He. I mean, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but I'll give you the the gist. Yeah. Is that he was like. I'm like 13, and he just comes up to a whole camp. I know anybody. It's all half black kids, and he's like, he's like, ah, like we're gonna talk about discipline. He goes, all right. First up, who in here parties? And I was under the impression we were all gonna put our hands up, but I was the only one to put my hand up. And he just was like, what? He's like, how do you party? I was like, Hardy. 
and he, and, he, and he got he got upset he was like he was or he was confused at first he goes what and i said i thought he really didn't hear me so i said i said i party hearty now it sounds like i'm talking him down and black him. kids are losing their fucking minds like losing their minds i said i like, partied hearty read my lips negro i party hearty bitch like and he and it's in your mind he's going i can't hear you yeah. so, so so he so he <laughs> <laughs> He's just saying, pardon me? One more again. So he walks <laughs> through the crowd. He's 74. He's 74. Stands over me, trying to mad dog me, because he's supposed to give an hour speech. He's 10 seconds in, and he lost them. And he goes, how do you party hardy? And I, really, I was 13, I never partied, so I didn't really have an answer at all. So I, just, I looked up. I'm sitting, I'm 13 years old, sitting crisscross applesauce. I just looked past his dick, and I go, with both hands? And fucking black dudes are getting up, walking it off, going, he just told Ralph Sampson he parties hardy with both hands. Call him double dribble. Call him double dribble. Like losing their fucking minds. So then he pulls me up in front of the whole camp, puts a basketball behind my legs, and then puts a basketball on top of my hands. Like makes me, shoves it behind my knees, like so I got to hold it with my quads and my calves. And then makes me put my arms out straight and puts a basketball on my arms. He goes, you're going to stand here for the whole speech until you realize party was no way to live your life. And then he gives a whole fucking speech. By the way, by the way, I'll throw this out there because I'm sure <laughs> you guys will have much funnier <laughs> things to say about this. The speech, I'm not fucking making this up, is that Ralph Sampson doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> okay Ralph Sampson never learned how to swim because he believed that if you bother yourself with petty bullshit that wasn't going to forward your dreams that you would never achieve your dreams so that's why he's the best basketball player in the world because his two sisters his two sisters got swim lessons he opted out and just focused on dribbling, dribbling a basketball it and uh, at 13 years old, I'm going, I call fucking bullshit. You're telling me it has nothing to do with the fact that 15 percent tall. You're seven fucking four feet tall. That's, that's a lot of it. That's a lot of it. It's you most know that of it. 15 percent of the people over seven feet play in the NBA. 15 percent of the people that are over seven feet play in really? the NBA. Really? 15 percent in that's the a, world. Yeah. In the fucking world. And who needs to learn how to swim at seven feet four? Stand up. You're still 14 inches out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Ralph Sampson. And so, but the best, I'm, I'm, I'm short noting the story a little bit just because we're friends. I'm not going to do a bit for you. But the best part of the story is like how, like, the best part of the story is how it was what I love about stories is trying to figure out how to end it. Yeah. And Ron oh, yeah. Bennington helped me figure out the ending. So I was like, oh, yeah. it's all, oh, dude, it's my favorite story. And then, you know, when stuff broke down, I was like, I was like, I'm what? No, I don't know. Oh, yeah, call yeah, you, out, yeah, yeah. you know, so but like yeah. I was just like, I was like, well, yeah, I'll just I'll save some this for me. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's Fuck not it, your uh, fault. Whatchamacallit. Uh, it's not your fault at all, dude. When's this come out? July? July 18th or 19th? 19th? July 19th. Yeah. Oh, guess oh. what? My special just came out. If that's when this is oh, out. And you know what else is already happened? Double negative on Netflix. And you know what else has already happened? Speaking of Ron Bennington, Ron Bennington unmasked with Ari Shafir. Unmasked with Ari Shafir. Oh, I'm real excited dude, for that. He's, he's the, the fucking master. Best, dude. Dude, he's the he's, master. He's my inspiration for the podcast I do. Of course. Like, I look at him in his interviews. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how you get to like. He's the master. Get to a normal conversation. He's the one. The ending of the, ending of the Ralph Sampson story. I it's just something in my life. It's like sometimes you have something in your life that is just inconsequential, which is part of your life. But then you share it with someone funny, and then they let you realize it's funny. Like when that motorcycle story, 
it's it's something that had happened and I wanted to figure out. But when I shared it with you and you were giggling and you were making me laugh and Dan's doing fucking all the accents. Voices, yeah. I'm like, I fucking was like, that's a bit. And then I literally, I hit you up the next day. I was like, can you guys please email it to me? Because I want to figure that out for stage. Yeah, Christina, I think sent it to you for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But then Ron Bennington uh, asked about my baseball career and my unmasked. He goes, but you were like a legit baseball player. And I said, yeah. And he goes, you got recruited by Duke and the Citadel, but you chose to play at Florida State. I said, I did. And he goes, I don't think people see that with you. Cause I, and Ron's saying it out of a thing. And he goes, so why did you not play baseball? And I was like, Coach Martin uh, was the coach. I caught first day walk-ons. I caught, throw down a second, take a few cuts. And he goes, you're good. You're, you're def- probably won't start, but you can definitely be a bullpen catcher. Number one, stop with the fucking – take the pledge pin off and stop with the party and bullshit because we're, we're serious here. And I walked down third baseline, and I thought to myself um, – like I don't think I'm done partying. Like, <laughs> like I think I, I think I got. I think I, I don't know if I came to college to play baseball. I think I came to party and and I was like, I wonder if I could just party and make a living out of that. Like make a future out of that. <laughs> and so I went back to my home. I just I walked out left field fence. I walked right out left field fence <laughs> with my gear. Just walked out uniform on, and I walked right to my dorm room. And I and my we used to do this thing called time traveling where we'd smoke weed and have panic attacks black out the lights and listen to Pink Floyd <laughs> and Chili Willie Paul Pizzo and Chandler Perry are all sitting there and they're time traveling and I open up cleats on fucking baseball uniform on <laughs> and I go stirrups and, and uh, stirrups and I and we used to lay on the floor and do it and I go fuck it man I'm partying for a living and I got high with that baseball wow. uniform on and looked at the ceiling and Ron Bennington goes you walked off a baseball field to, to take a career in partying, and look where you are. And I'm like, oh, I never looked at it. Like, you know, it's like the something you live. Yeah. And you go, oh, fuck. You made a career in partying. I made a career in partying. And so I tried to fold that into the Ralph Sampson story of like, of like I heard Ralph Sampson. And I, you know. Cut that party. Yeah, but, and you know how to swim. And <laughs> <laughs> God forbid Ralph Sampson wants to fuck with me. I'll just jump in the middle of a pool and go, come get me, motherfucker. I'm a certified scuba diver. I can tread water for 15 minutes. <laughs> we should probably wrap this up. We've done three hours and 15 minutes. I got to go to this fucking culmination. It's 7 when does o'clock. this come out again? 742. It's 8 o'clock? July 19th. Oh, oh yeah. That go, reminds guys. me. July 19th is before August, which is when I'm doing the Monster Energy Outbreak Tour. My biggest <laughs> uh, tour ever. It's a bunch of uh, theaters and rock clubs all around the country. Oh, oh nice, that's awesome. Man. Monster Energy. It's going to be fucking black. Yeah. Is it really oh, yeah. 740? No, it's not. That There's a wrong time change on that. Wrong time change? How is that possible? It's an iPhone. 742. Right? <laughs> 742. Right? How would that be possible, Bert? <laughs> <laughs> How would it be possible what a comedian just said? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to go over to the Gruzin's house for this party. <laughs> that I'm so hammered. <laughs> Secret time. I took a Xanax today. <laughs> so I'm doubly hammered. He's <laughs> going over whacked out. Oh, they're going to be like, oh, the tacos are done. <laughs> I got an improv set in one hour. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, nice. Go to the cigar bar next door and have a fucking cigar. For sure not do that. I'm going to smell the whole rest of the night. I can't smoke cigars because I always and I'm drunk already. I'm, I'm supposed to inhale. I don't understand the point of not inhaling. <laughs> and then I feel like all I want to do is get it. I feel like the punishment is that I have to hold it in my mouth with my lips all pursed and my cheeks all puffed out. I don't know what to do. I don't get the point. That's like Teeb. Teeb and I smoked a cigar to do saying. a podcast. I wish I got and it. And he just inhaled them. And I was like, that's going to hurt later in life. <laughs> oh, man. That's so thick. I couldn't have. I've done it by accident. And it's fucking sucks. Dick. Tony, when's your tour start? 
Uh, it starts at the very beginning of August and it ends at the uh, end of September. I literally, Damn. I literally go two months almost. Or, no, no, no. It ends at the beginning of September. I'm sorry, but one yeah, month I, almost. But I go on the road pretty much every weekend one month up full. until then. And yeah. every oh, it was weekend. weekends though. It's not you have to no, do. No, no, no. It is all the way through. Except I wow. fly back to L.A. every Monday to do Kill Tony, no matter where I am in the country. Nice. And, 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 and it's a great podcast. Yeah, it's really is a fantastic fun. podcast. So fun. I just had these two guys on on it's Monday. It really is a fantastic podcast. I like. I mean, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. If you're listening, you haven't listened to Kill Tony. Just go on, find the comics that you like on it, and you'll laugh your dick off. It's so fun. Jay, what you got coming up? Um, you go to bigjcomedy.com for all my dates, uh, and then coming up, big thing is a Skank Fest coming up soon. Well, I'm at Skank Fest. And, uh, Bert, you are June twenty fifth. That's right. You're going to be hosting the Burke Chrysler shirtless party, amongst other things. I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about really taking it to the next level and bringing a theme in. Uh, like buy, to do, do, for what? It is yours. Shirtless shots for what? For when what? the night? Shots. When the night? For what? I'm doing a party on Skank Fest. When the comedy's oh. over, yeah. One night's Duncan Trussell's trippy party. Ooh. Really? And then, this, and then the next night is Bert. Uh, Bert Chrysler's shirtless party. This will have party. already happened. Yes, this will have yeah. already happened. But I'm telling you, yeah, will. we're all going to be in jail still. <laughs> it's going to be uh, Skank Fest is going to be a, a pretty unreal event, and all of us are going to be there. Um, it's going to be, uh, yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm always blown away by what I the think it's great. dumb Gaffigan's brain of Louis J. Gomez. Gaffigan's doing Gaffigan's it. Doing it? Gaffigan's doing it? Gaffigan's doing it. It's like, it's Jim crazy. Gaffigan is doing Skank Fest, which started just an alternative to this, like, dumb leftist movement of, of right. festivals. Yeah. We're like, let's just have funny, boys and girls. We'll just yeah. have funny for both and of them. And I have a different podcast. I could break down festival bookings for you in a nutshell. Yeah. The best is the one year South by Southwest didn't have any women, and then they called Chelsea Peretti. It was like after the big block came out, they're like, oh, "Hey, can we talk to Chelsea, please?" And then they called her, and she was like, "Hey, would you like to do our festival?" She goes, "You're paying for my flight." <laughs> yeah, okay, fair, fair enough. <laughs> Wait, good negotiations. Yeah, this is fun because it's just like three hundred, four hundred people it sells out at, but it's just they come to every. Yeah. Single. When thing. are you going to turn it into a cruise? And they're so That's jacked up. We've talked about, about that a bunch. We yeah. talked Lewis about wants to make it a. Lewis wants to make it a. a, a he's always announced it publicly. Already. Yeah, he wants to make it a big he tour. He wants to make like it a, a several city, city tour next I'm year. I'm in. I'm in. Hey, wait. Jay and I have talked about doing a cruise ad nauseum. Christine and I talked about it. We've talked with Justin about it. I really, talked to the cruise people. About I want. It. I really want to do a cruise. I want to do a cruise. A favored nations cruise with comics, yeah. and just go in and do a cruise for a weekend. That's why I'm excited about this Impractical Jokers cruise. It's yeah. it, dude, and the Impractical yeah, Jokers cruise. It is, dude. Last year we did it. If it makes sense, like I'm as doing a, it as a person, Jay's huh? going to cancel his date and do it. Did just you ever call Sal? I never shut call. Let's, let's finish. That's how we'll finish the podcast. That's how we finish. Ari, podcast, Ari's sure. special, uh, double trouble, double negative, double negative. <laughs> it's on Netflix right now. Uh, two parts. Watch them together or apart. It doesn't matter. Enjoy them both. Here's what I'm going to do. Ferrari special, everybody. Yeah. I'm going to do a. Uh, I'm going to do what they do for Fight Companion. Okay. And I'm going to watch it live on the podcast. All right. Um, I will not. I will not air the material. What I'll ask you to do is when you when you watch Ari's special, cue up my podcast. All oh, you hear press is my, play. All you hear is my laughter. Yeah. I'll time it out. All you hear is my laughter, and you can laugh with me watching Ari's special. I'm cool with that. That'd be great. Oh. Oh, that was that? sending me to voicemail too. <laughs> really? That'd be yeah. a great way to watch a watch a special. Yeah, after two what, laugh with Bert. Yeah. So I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put it out. I'm gonna put it out. Uh, I'm gonna watch Ari's special July 19th. I'm gonna watch it. It comes the, out the 18th. 
It's come. Uh, it, this podcast comes out the 18th, technically. Oh, it does. Yeah. So it comes out at five o'clock on 18th on uh, out of L.A. On 18th, the the Tuesday. <coughs> Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, okay. At five o'clock, I released it at five o'clock on okay. Tuesday. Okay. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch it that evening at 18th. I'm going to get fucked up. I'm going to get high. I'm going to get buzzed. And I'm going to watch comedy it. Comedy companion. Live. A comedy companion. Interesting. And, Ten and travel. I, will, I will time it out so we can all watch it together. And you can, and we can enjoy the... And my laugh is go, contagious. Get ready to push play. Ready? I'm going to count it down. One, One two, two, three, go. 15,000. <laughs> <laughs> is so, Kansas City Stanford and Sons? No, it's the improv. Oh, yeah, Stanford that, that date already Sons. happened. It sold out. Oh, Stanford and Sons. I guess Only maybe. I ever got caught for weed in the hotel room. Really? Stanford Sons? Also, one of the very few places that did not take my credit card before I checked in. <laughs> so, um, very little recourse on their part. I'll be, at Pit- I'll be in Pittsburgh, Cleveland, uh, Houston, Brea, Phoenix, Denver. Monday so, uh, Monday nights are being added. I'm sure uh, we'll do that. Australia, uh, Singapore, Perth, Sydney, Melbourne. Singapore. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yes, to hopefully, so you do international markets and Netflix is like, oh, we like international people. Oh, really? He's white, but he does Singapore. Tacoma, Edmonton, Chicago, those are my dates. Uh, um, guys, this has been this has been the podcast that changed the podcast. Uh, what is I'm going to do, yeah, it is. I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to, I may, uh, I may just do four leather chairs that are all circular facing each other so, so, we, so other. we can all talk to each other like this because it's been fun as fuck. But you need room to get we up talked to. And ironically, we talked about the sets that changed our careers. This was the podcast that changed the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I'm fucking hammered. I have to go to culmination dinner right now. And I'm, Why did they not and I'm, and I'm an hour and 42 minutes late. Already? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but like, I'm that dad. That when I show up, the party hadn't started. I know. You should wear a tuxedo t-shirt that's too small and fucking tight jeans. <laughs> I we, feel like when Bert comes into a party, everybody at that party already, when they see him, as soon as he walks through the threshold, he goes, oh! Yeah. Yeah. What? Together. <laughs> Who's ready for some culmination? <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the dad that uh, other dads feel comfortable saying the N-word in front of <laughs> I get a lot of that. My daughter's school, I go to her. I embarrass her at her spring concerts and shit. I always go and embarrass her. Really? Yeah. I mean, you can't. No, I mean, I, I, I've changed jangling when I walk like the ghost of Christmas past. So I make a scene sort of when I go in. It's, it's all people in suits you know, and shit. Jay, I do that when I order a drink from the waitress and she walks by me when I'm on stage. I go, what am I, the ghost of Christmas past? But I didn't realize <laughs> that the totally ghost idiot. of Christmas past is loud as fuck. You know, all those chains. <laughs> she, she. Yeah, you, you're using the wrong reference. Well, what am I, a ghost? You're not. What am I, the ghost of Christmas past? No, I would have recognized you, asshole. Am I the ghost of John Bottom ripping through some hot fucking Moby Dick track? <laughs> All right, Ooh. I finally got a piss. I'm going to make a roadie, walk over to the Grusins, and then get on a flight to San Francisco. Gentlemen, Who's gonna three hours and 30 minutes. This is the world's, this is the longest broadcast I've ever done. No nice. way. Very, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, very possibly the best. I might do uh, Anna Kendrick and release two of them. Can I ask you something? Shoot. Since we just done this great podcast? Yeah. Suck my dick, man. <laughs> that wasn't a question. <laughs> you're right. That was more of an offer. Yeah, or an right. offer or a threat. I love you guys. I love you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I love you too. Right? I love you, guys. <laughs>